what we've done all this time. What are you doing there, 3PO? Taking one last look, sir, at my friends. Confronting fear is the destiny of a Jedi. Your destiny. We're all in this. Episode 313. There's already like 7 million podcasts talking about pop culture and all that. Makes us happy like shooting at a walk rat. But it's all been done before. We don't want to be a copycat. We're the leftovers picking up the scraps. Dropped by the cool kids. It, it, it's a trap. Good it, toss it, good it, Do we love it? Hey, let's fix it, clean it, race it, let's embrace the Tupperware party. Subculture spill over like a vulture, carry over, counterculture, push over, pop culture. Leftover, and you'll be uncool kids. What's to say has already been said. Leftover, sure that the only talent is the band that's singing this. Pop culture leftovers. Are, are, are you ready for the only podcast hotter than a human torch? It's Pop Culture Leftovers. Five, four, three, two, one. Hey, welcome to Pop Culture Leftovers, the only podcast that sounds even better the second day after it's been uploaded. I'm Brian. I'm Jake. And, and we're, we're the, leftovers. the Leftovers. And yes, uh, this is our Star Wars The Rise of Skywalker review. We are going to uh, be uh, breaking this movie down, talking about it, and rating it. We are not alone. Uh, we did a uh, spoiler cast a uh, couple of weeks ago. We took all the compiled spoilers from uh, Bespin Bulletin, uh, MakingStarWars.net, and the Jedi Paxis Reddit leaks, and we recorded that with Dan West. Dan West. Dan, Dan West. Welcome back, Dan. <laughs> Welcome back, Dan. <laughs> wow, what an introduction. Thank you very much. I know. I was, I've been saving that one up for you. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. Welcome, Dan. <laughs> That's fine. God. What a great start. I, I, it kind of just makes me want to start over, but I'm not going to, you know? Fuck no, it. don't. Absolutely no, don't. not. Yeah, uh, Dan, you've been on every one of these episodes with us, so thank you. Oh, you are very welcome. Thank you for having me, man. It's been a long journey, that's for sure. And last year, uh, for uh, the last Jedi episode, we added Mr. Matt Kirby. Welcome back, Matt. Hey, guys. How you doing? Doing great, doing great. Good. Talk about the movie. And this year, I thought I would add another person onto the podcast. Let's just keep this party going. Shift and Tristan Brown. Welcome, dude. Hey, Shift and Tristan. Let's do it. <laughs> oh, <well. laughs> A little bit of Palpatine going on. A little bit of Palpatine action. All right. We, I'm just going to start off. With the uh, spoiler warning, so let me go ahead and play that because this review is going to be full of spoilers. And I don't have my spoiler warning bumper, so I will just say, yes, it's, this is your spoiler warning. We're going to be diving into Star Wars spoilers. Uh, <laughs> uh, could, I, could I do something real quick before we get into this? Absolutely. Awesome, man. Well, as as you know, I have been with you guys since, uh, since The Force Awakens, and obviously I flew over to America hung out with you, stayed with you guys, and we all did this live, what was it, six years ago now, 
And of course, it wouldn't be complete without the obligatory champagne pop. <laughs> oh, wow. There we go. The trilogy is complete. <laughs> hey, Dan, what are we uh, celebrating? Um, well, let's find out, shall we? <laughs> oh, I know. I don't think the episode's really going to start. And I don't know how good the episode's going to be until we really finally just, like, rate this one. And and we get the, the ratings out there. I, I don't know where they're going to be, where they're going to fall. I think that's going to make this episode pretty interesting once we uh, get all these reactions out there. But let's start off with the synopsis for the rise of Skywalker. The surviving resistance faces the First Order once more as Ray, Finn, and Poe Dameron's journey continues with the power and knowledge of generations behind them. The final battle commences. Uh, Star Wars The Rise of Skywalker is directed by J.J. Abrams. It's written by J.J. Abrams and Chris Terrio. Star Wars, of course, was created by George Lucas. This film stars Carrie Fisher, Mark Hamill, Adam Driver, Daisy Ridley, John Boyega, Oscar Isaac, Anthony Daniels, Naomi Ackie, Donald Gleason, Richard E. Grant, Lupita Nyong'o, Carrie Russell, Juna Satamo, Kelly Marie Tran, Ian McDiarmid, Billy D. Williams, and I just wanted to point this out. I'm going to talk about some other people that are in this movie, probably bring up some cameos later, but I do want to start off and say that the voice of Dio, the droid, is J.J. Abrams, in case you guys didn't know. Yep. Oh, wow. And No idea. Yeah. Uh, Dominic Monaghan, of course, plays Beaumont, a resistance fighter who is from the comics. Haven't read any of the old Beaumont comics, but that's where he's from. And then also a really cool cameo that uh, I want to bring up right now. John Williams shows up in the droid shop where Babu Frick wipes C-3PO's memory. He's kind of the bartender there. Yeah. (laughs) I thought that that was cool. They gave him a little bit of the Stan Lee treatment in this one. Star Wars The Rise of Skywalker has an estimated budget of $200 million and a runtime of 141 minutes. Is it 141 or 142? I've seen it reported differently. I thought it was 141. Yeah, 141 minutes. Well, what we're going to do is just jump in and rate this bad boy. So if this is your first time listening, this is our rating system. The rating system is simple. If the leftovers don't like something, they toss it. If they do like something, they suggest you taste it. And if it's brilliant, it gets a Tupperware rating. If all the leftovers love it, then it gets the pinnacle of success, a Tupperware party. All right. We're going to be rating this bad boy. I'm actually going to start with uh, first time Star Wars trilogy guest, Tristan. What did you think about the rise of Skywalker? You're going to put that on me? I'm, you're starting this off, man. This is all you. Tradition, dude. It's tradition. Get the new guy in first. All right. Fuck it. All right. So, um... I heard the, the reviews going in. I looked at the Rotten Tomato score. I was pretty down about what everyone was saying going into this film. I didn't listen to any spoilers. Uh, didn't know anything going in. Just avoided everything like the plague. But still, um, you know, I got excited opening night. And I went in there. No expectations. Just expecting to be let down. And saw a lot of things on the screen there. You know, it was... Uh, <laughs> Great from a technical aspect. I thought the score was brilliant. Um, you always get that with John Williams. But um, major, 
major plot holes. Um, there were some just inconsistencies with the previous installments. It kind of bugged me, but, you know, I just kind of put a lot of that aside and just sort of tapped into my enjoyment of Star Wars. And guess what? I actually like this film. I really loved it. <laughs> I just put aside all the logic, all the inconsistencies, and just sort of tapped into what I really love about Star Wars, and that's the group dynamic, the score, the visuals, uh, everything that sort of reminds me of the original trilogy and also the aspects of the prequel trilogy that I, that I like. And even though this is like a Frankenstein of a trilogy... I just kind of took this film as it as it was. It almost felt like it was just a direct sequel to Force Awakens, and probably the sequel to Force Awakens that I was expecting with the Last Jedi. And yeah, I, I, I really enjoyed it, and I am going to give this film a Tupperware. Wow, we got a Tupperware from Tristan. Wow, that, that- can I ask really quick what Tristan? What do you rate Last Jedi? Okay, so that's important. Yeah, I was going to ask you guys the same thing. So Last Jedi for me is a taste it. And I loved the technical aspects of that film as well. I think Last Jedi is probably visually the best Star Wars film I've ever seen. I even rewatched it, and it was a lot better than I remembered. I think a lot of the just visceral online debate that's happening over the past few years, I think that kind of tainted my, my memory of the film. But I did watch it. Uh, recently, just prior to uh, Rise of Skywalker, and I thought that it was, you know, just from a technical aspect, just a really good film. Uh, I didn't like the direction that it went, and I think that my hangups with The Last Jedi is not anything of Ryan Johnson's fault. It's just that it didn't give me what I expected. But I think a good filmmaker is supposed to do that. I don't think they're supposed to just give you what you want. Um, I think they're supposed to just, you know, give you something new and stretch the boundaries because we can't keep playing the same tunes with Star Wars for the next 40 years. And I think Ryan Johnson was trying to achieve something very, very special there. And to be honest with you, my viewing right before Rise of Skywalker was probably my best viewing of The Last Jedi prior. Um, so I think uh, it went from a tasted to maybe like a, a high tasted after watching it uh, right before the Rise of Skywalker. So I, I liked it. I was never someone who hated it. I just kind of, it just kind of didn't give me the loop that I wanted. It didn't give me the um, character dynamics that I wanted. I thought that Ray, Finn, and Poe in The Last Jedi were their weakest versions of themselves. I think there were strong characterizations in certain other characters, but I think the main trio, I think, were the weakest versions of themselves in the, in the trilogy. So I really right. love them in Force Awakens. Yeah, I thought they took a dip in Last Jedi, and I really loved them in the Rise of Skywalker. All right, does that answer your question, Jake? Yeah, I just needed a rating, okay. but that was interesting. Stuff. I'm not a Last Jedi hater. I'm not, I'm not one of those yeah. Let's let's uh, let's find out what Matt Matt Kirby. What'd you think about uh, the Rise of Skywalker? Oh, okay, right. Um. Straight off the bat, I'm going to give this a taste it. Now, I, I, I enjoyed it. I had a good time watching it, but I am it's so tarnished by the the thought of it being worked around the toxic fandom after The Last Jedi. 
and it, it really bugged me that it, within the first, I know we're going into spoilers in a bit, but within the first five to ten minutes of the film, they almost retconned everything that everyone complained about from the last movie, and it just tarnished my entire viewing. If I see it again in the cinema, I might my rating might change, but from one viewing, it's a taste it. Got to taste it. All right, Dan West. Okay, I had to write down my thoughts on this, so give me a second. So, but the final Star Wars film, they did it. They finished the Skywalker saga by changing it into season eight of Game of Thrones. Hold my beer, I'm not fucking done. From the critical <laughs> eye, this film is all style, no substance. The good are the special effects, the score, most of the acting, new worlds and experiences, and C-3PO was pretty damn funny. The bad... There is no heart in this film. Nothing makes sense. The film is terribly paced, riddled with exposition, a lot of which contradicts the originals, the prequels, and even the first two of the new films. Continuity of story is blown out on airlock to appease member-berry moments, convenience, and to insult the previous film. The amount of deus ex machina moments in this is is astounding if in case anyone doesn't know what that means deus ex machina means an unexpected power or event saving a seamlessly hopeless situation especially as a contrived plot device or in uh, in a play or a novel uh, the narrative writing is awful and most of the dialogue is just telling the audience what is happening because the plot is so contrived and convoluted they have to be told now from a fan's perspective the mythology of the Force has been bastardized to fit any Deus Ex Machina moments the writers needed because they can't write a coherent, naturally unfolding story. The Force can now be anything they want it to be with wildly swinging power levels whenever they need, with no explanations, training, philosophy, or spirituality tied in. The Star Wars universe is a cannon filled with space wizards and laser swords. Of course it is. It's for kids and families. But it still has rules. And when you break these rules, for many fans, it's no longer Star Wars. It's a twisted version of George Lucas's vision, which is mass-produced, thrown at you in the most saccharine, overstimulating, fast-paced way to blind you to the fact that this is a bad film. That doesn't honor its universe or even the two previous films. The worst Star Wars movie ever made. Toss this shit. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I, this is going to be a great episode. I'm telling you, this yeah. is. We've got them. It's all over the place with ratings on this one. This is going to be Woo-hoo. a good one. This is going to be interesting. Um, yep. Let's, uh, Dan. I'm sure we're going to definitely let you expound upon your thoughts as we unpack the movie. Uh, but I'm going to move on to Jake. Yeah, yeah, this is a crazy interesting one. Um, I actually agree with a ton of what Dan just said there, but this is still a high-tasted movie for me. It's, I mean, wow, like it, I just don't even know where to fucking start. Like, I agree that they should have had a plan, and it really sucks, man. I really loved the idea of them just kind of handing the baton from filmmaker to filmmaker, but I also agree with Matt that a lot of the, like, backtracking and retconning of stuff the last movie did just kind of really made me groan a lot of times watching this movie. And I, I think it's my least favorite of the uh, saga movies of the nine movies. It's like, I mean, it and attack of the clones are probably right there hand in hand for me, but I mean, it's still a star Wars movie and there's a lot to love 
for me, as long as still a lot to hate and make fun of. Like, I just can't wait to go on with go on, ah, talk about it with you guys. But like, oh man, I, I groaned so hard when we were doing the Luke grabbing the lightsaber to apologize for Luke throwing the lightsaber over the cliff and just I <laughs> roll moment. Oh man. I like audibly groaned at that part. I, Brian was next to me and laughed at me. And, <laughs> <laughs> and I mean, I, I saw this movie twice in a row and I fell asleep during the first half. Cause the first half is just so star Wars bad. I mean, and it, is almost identical to a Pirates movie or a Transformers movie where it's just fetch quest after fetch quest with all these new inventions that we've never heard of that aren't very interesting in the first place. Like, it's the last Skywalker movie. I just don't care about Wayfinders and Sith Knives and all that bullshit. Um, I didn't like that Palpatine returned in the opening crawl. Like, you're going to waste that moment and then spend half the movie on dumb fetch quest. But, I mean, there was a ton I did like. I lo- I still love all the actors. I loved Kylo Ren, and I loved Ray's character. Um, I absolutely loved Babu Frick. Babu Frick is the new um, Yoda kid for me, you know? Like, jeez. Like, it, way cuter. I, lo- I liked Carrie Russell's character a ton. Uh, Zori Bliss. I also thought C-3PO was great. Um, the only moment that made me cry in the whole movie was Chewbacca at the end getting this freaking medal. Uh, as cheesy as it was and as much of a pandering moment as it was as any, it still got me. It still tugged my strings. So, yeah, I like this is going to be a crazy one to talk about because, I mean, I'm a huge episode one apologist and there's a lot to hate about that movie. But at the end of the day, it's still a movie I've watched over and over and over again that there's things I just absolutely adore about it. And. I feel the same about this movie too, but woof, there is definitely a lot to shit on in this movie. So high taste it for me. Worst of the Skywalker movies. I, I definitely like it better than solo though. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You gave solo a taste it. So uh, no, you get, did you low taste solo? I can't remember. Yeah. I I'm at pretty much a toss. It with solo. Okay. The, I watched it at home and it looks so bad at home. Yeah. Um, my, uh, my thoughts on this movie may change over time. I mean, I might like it more or I might like it less. It's, but I, I just have to go on how I'm feeling about the rise of Skywalker right now. And like, the, I thought the first movie was, you know, the force awakens is fantastic. Gave it a tough or absolutely loved it. And I, and I love The Last Jedi. I thought, you know, Ryan Johnson's giving us stuff that's new and different. But on the flip side, you know, this message of anybody can be a Jedi from, you know, The Last Jedi was, it's always been there. We've always had Jedi. It's not, go back and watch episode one. I mean, there's, everybody's a fucking Jedi. You see lightsabers all over the goddamn place. But I love that movie and visually striking, like, like Tristan was saying, and, and, um, I still think like uh, one of my favorite lightsaber battles is the battle with uh, in, in Snoke's chamber with the Praetorian guards. Um, the Rise of Skywalker is, in my opinion, just a lot of course correcting for, of stuff that didn't need to be course corrected, in my opinion. And I think it was the studio, J.J. Abrams – 
bowing to fa- to, to fan service and and just trying to please everyone, give everyone what they want, but at, at the same time alienating a bunch of Star Wars fans that were fans of the Last Jedi and that did want something new. I and and, and I also like recently with Kathleen Kennedy's statements of restricting these stories to trilogies. I'm also kind of like in agreement with her that, that I think it's the wrong move. I, I mean. I, I don't. I don't feel like we are ready to wrap this up just yet. In my opinion, um, th- there's a lot of stuff in this movie that was just. I felt like it was just put in there. A lot of it was course correcting, um, from what Ryan Johnson did. Just backtracking, just straight backtracking on a lot of stuff that Ryan Johnson had done. And they can talk about how there was no feud between the directors. It just it. I'm telling you, these movies, it, it, it seems like, and some of their statements, even though it's, it, they're directly saying there's no feud, it's almost like there is, there's something there. There, there's definitely something there. Um, well, we spoke about it when, when we looked at the trailer, didn't we, Brian? About the the way they were talking about the Last Jedi. Yeah, yeah. It was that movie. It wasn't ever the the you know the last. It was always that movie. The other thing. It was never directly commented on, and it kind of felt a bit snidey when they were talking about it at the the trailer release um, at uh, D D twenty, wasn't it? Yeah, D twenty three. Yep. Yeah. 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 This is definitely like the movie version of a rap disc battle. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I, I'm going to go ahead and rate it, and we're going to start unpacking this. This movie, I still enjoyed it, but I didn't love it, and I should have loved this, and I should have loved this. I should have loved this movie. I still enjoyed it, and you know what? My enjoyment of this movie may go up or down over time, but um, it's a solid taste, it, and that's a fucking shame in my opinion that I'm just tasting this movie at the end of the day. Um, I, I feel like the climactic battle was, and it was so darkly lit. I get the emperor's a bad guy, but like, it was so darkly <laughs> lit. And I, you know, I mean, for all the buildup and I don't can, and we're going to start unpacking this, like for all the buildup of like some of these characters that we see in these, movies and and, in the trailers and in the toys like is it is it us building them up and is it us that should be upset with ourselves because it's like we see these characters you know captain phasma yeah she looks fucking cool we see the knights of ren they look so cool we've got you know um uh, Snoke and we all, we, is it us? Is it us that is, that we have to have answers? We have to have these characters do things. And if they aren't doing things, then it's a huge letdown. Are we the ones that put the pressure on them to make these characters that might, it, it might just be ancillary characters when they, when they throw them out there? Of course they want to give them a cool design. And I feel like maybe, I feel like that's a lot of times with Star Wars fan. I, I don't fandom. I don't know if we should blame ourselves. Or if we should blame... I blame them. Them, yeah. I, I think yeah, it's a bit of it's, I don't know. I think it's their fault. I mean, I, I feel like the original Star Wars trilogy, like, half the coolness is all these auxiliary characters and things that are just there. And they made an action figure of. And that's all you get. Like, Lucas never bowed down to, you know, just whatever you think is cool, we're going to expound upon that. Like, he did almost the exact opposite of that, I thought. 
Yeah. yeah. He, he never tried to make Boba Fett. Boba Fett just happened. Right. And what yeah, exactly. And look how long it took Disney re- to even put Bubba, like any kind of Mandalorian or bounty hunter thing even on a TV screen. Yeah, and all they're, all they're trying to do is recreate that. That's what they tried to do with Phasma. And it, it just it never worked because <laughs> she just was shit. Didn't do anything ever. Yeah, yeah. Um, as far as the Knights of Ren go as well, like in The Force Awakens, we get introduced to them ever so slightly. So that was a plot point which could have been expanded upon in two whole movies and Ryan Johnson just wrote them off, he decided to concentrate on Luke and the other characters and then in this film JJ was like, I don't fucking have time to talk about the Knights of Ren even though I created them and then, and that's what we got, we got a, a showdown that lasted a minute and a half and we don't even know who <laughs> but, these fucking guys still- are but we still what? get told that they're there by a stormtrooper almost breaking the fourth wall and looking at They're cool. Yeah, they're cool, yeah. <laughs> we need to be told that they're on screen so that we don't freak out again. Yeah, it's God. no, it's it, uh, you can't blame the fans for something that the people that write the films introduce and then don't fucking expand upon or explain or like add to in, in canon, which is in toys or comic books. I don't yeah. think so, anyways. Yeah, I don't know. It's it's just one of those questions that I was curious. I wanted to ask. Yeah, Knights of Ren. Uh, literally, don't know where they were. Don't know why they're back. Don't know any of their names. Just it was just. I, I don't know. I mean, I, I should. Yeah, they they look cool. They're cool. I I, <laughs> I mean, like I, it, no, they're fucking not. Shit! They don't do anything. No, 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 no. Exactly, exactly. Like honestly, I was, I was so ready to to see what this final battle between them and uh, Kylo was going to be like because we had heard that teased in the spoilers, and 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 they were just like throwaways, literally throwaways. He threw one into a fucking hole. I mean, like, and they did nothing. They were just, they were just there. There was nothing to them. We don't know what, you know, uh, history Kylo has with them. Nothing. And it, it, well, it, it didn't feel like anything. Well, as far as I understand, they're supposed to be remnants of Luke's Jedi Temple. They're supposed to be students that defected, that Kylo turned, and then they, you know, fucking went around and slaughtered all the Jedi and all the rest of it, which has apparently also been retconned in the Disney comics that that wasn't them. That was apparently Snoke sending a light, oh, Palpatine, sorry, sending a lightning bolt down from the sky to blow up the temple. That's what happened in the comics. So they actually changed the ret- they retconned what happened in the film and what we were told in The Force Awakens and The Last Jedi, they changed that in the comics. So now that doesn't mean fucking anything anymore. It's, this is the huge problem with it. They've, they don't, they never had a plan. This is typical J.J. Abrams writing and storytelling. He has no idea what he's fucking doing. He just rips off other people's ideas. That's all he does. Well, yeah, this is, this is basically we get, we get, um, the Force Awakens, which a lot of people are just saying it's it's a New Hope repackaged, and then we get something new with Ryan Johnson. People hate it, and so then what did we get? We we got Return of the Jedi in this yeah, mixed movie with Avengers. <laughs> it, it oh, guy, like on your left, actually asked for that. You know, that's what's scary is that it almost feels like that. That's what the House of Mouse wanted. Like they they wanted JJ back so they could just ask him to 
retcon all this stuff and save them from what Ryan Johnson did. You know, it's all speculation, but yeah, you know, and I, I agree that JJ's great at asking all these questions, but I was always kind of thrilled by the fact that it wasn't going to be him delivering the answers, you know, and then, yeah. Yeah. Well, we lost, we lost Colin Trevorrow, you know, and they didn't like the script apparently. And, and, uh, released a Trevorrow cut. The Trevorrow cut. Hashtag. Yeah. I, I don't know. I mean, I I really don't know who could have stepped in here and, uh, finished this off and done it justice. I mean, I guess we could say John Favreau and Dave Filoni could have done this, but I mean, they're so busy doing all the Disney Plus stuff. It's just, I, I, and, and, and not being familiar with the actors and, and not really working with these characters before, it would, it would be a, even a hard task for John Favreau to, yeah, to I thought they had Chris Terrio involved too. Yeah. It's like, why the fuck would you, Disney want to get in bed with him at all for well, the final Star Wars movie? Yeah, well, it, it's not like, oh, Kasdan was done and Kasdan really helped JJ on The Force Awakens. I think Kasdan is probably one of the biggest reasons why a lot of us like that movie at the end of the day, to be quite honest with you, helping him with the screenplay and not having Kasdan in there to fucking, you know, maybe be the voice of reason in this one. And I think, I I don't know. Did JJ, did did JJ's ego get in the, in the way here? Because like I, my, one of my biggest questions about this is like, is star Wars, the rise of Skywalker fan service, at its best or is it fan service at its worst? Because I mean, I feel like they, they want, he 100 and we can, you can, I mean, I, I've heard the people out there saying there's no feud between them. What? There's no feud. There's no, and I, you know, I mean, sometimes you got to read between the lines and oh, there definitely is even just today, the stuff on Twitter that Johnson was talking about, talking about Luke, not being a video game character and how dumb that, you know, that is and everything. I, I think there definitely is some ill will towards him. Ryan Johnson wasn't even at the premiere and and that's kind of unprecedented for the, you know, the current directors to not be there. Even the Mandalorian directors are at the premiere. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, Rose, Rose Tico gets 100% pretty much 100% sidelined in this movie. Um, you know, and that was, uh, and, and there's no kind of like explanation as to like what, what kind of like transpired with her and Finn. It's almost like it never happened. Yeah. Yeah. They give her like a so big hero things. moment that doesn't really have any emotion towards it. It's just like dancing at another two sex machina where, you know, she, she's the one that finds the weakness. Yeah. 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 Give, just give her something to do, you know, give her like a little bit of a hero moment, like slide that on to the side. Yeah. It's, it's yeah, fucking they, crazy, man. It's fucking crazy. I, I was, I was just going to say before we start getting really into it that at least the listeners, you've got representation on all sides here. You've got someone that, really doesn't like it you've got someone that really likes it and you've got like a load of people in the middle so we've got good representation and you know like the venom um review that we did you know we're gonna have everyone's gonna have a lot of conflicting points but at least you'll be able to hear both sides of why people liked stuff or why they didn't like stuff yeah yeah that's a great point Can can i talk about something that no one's hated on yet um I couldn't stand any of the Leia stuff. It, it was so terrible to me. It was like you were talking to a recording. And oh, dude, that. it was like the Leia doll that you pull the string and she could only say nine things. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> if there was never any return conversation. It felt like it felt like they just like put Rose Tico in some old deleted scenes from Episode Seven, just like waving in the background. 
Oh, but they, they had they so had bad. they had her say never underestimate a droid. So let's work that into the movie somehow. Yeah, yeah. Was so forced. Ray even had to say, "Oh, she was right." That in, in her recorded line of dialogue from the episode <laughs> yeah. seven deleted but, seeds. Yeah, I know a lot of people aren't talking about it, Jake, but I'm totally there with you uh, personally. And I mean, me and me and Brian, we did. Um, you know, a, a whole episode about Carrie Fisher and everything. And I will say as a huge fan of hers that I honestly believe that what they did with her image and the lines and everything in this film is fucking shameful. I, I just, just leave her out of it. It was like the crap that they had her do. Like, you know, Oh my God, the it hug, was, well, the I hug that did it. The hug that she had with Ray in this movie was the exact same hug that we that she gave her in The Force Awakens. Force Awakens, yeah. Yeah. Well, see, here's my take on it. I expected it to be bad. When I first heard that they're not going to CGI or not going to recast, I expected, you know, okay, you're using old lines from Force Awakens. This is going to be interesting. This is probably going to be rough because she didn't have that big a part in Force Awakens to begin with. I mean, she had that one scene with Han Solo and a few other lines. So you knew that the scenes are the lines that they were going to be using. It's going to be very limited, but they did. They did have, they did. I guarantee you, they had a voice actor that is used, that has done Carrie's voice in previous movies that, that did some new lines in this one. Like when they're hugging, that was, did have a voice actor. Why didn't they give her more then? You know, I I thought it was just Carrie. Yeah. Did I not hear that they were going to use the voice algorithm for this one? So they take her voice from all previous movies and they can then make her voice out. Uh, I seem to remember hearing I, that was going on. I heard that they had brought in uh, the the oh, okay. voice actor that they had, and they had actually she'd had voice actors on on previous films before um, right. for certain things. Now uh, the flashback scene that we got that was originally and we talked about this in our spoiler episode that flashback scene that we got in this was originally supposed to be at the beginning of the film and it was supposed to be a a much larger scene originally it was supposed to be her you know last day of training and her basically telling uh luke that you know she was pregnant with kylo that right there I don't know who the stand-in was for Luke's body, but like that was Billy Lord. You could totally tell it was Billy Lord that they had. Hundred mm-hmm. percent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree with that. I, you know, I always thought it was disrespectful and wrong the people that said Leia should have been the one to make the sacrifice in the Last Jedi instead of Holdo. But after seeing this, I'm like complete 180. If this was what they were going to do, they should have had Leia have made the noble sacrifice there. Yeah, instead of um, doing yeah. this fucking circus show. Yeah, it's yeah. just it's, it's fucking embarrassing seeing her walk, like yeah. seeing the CGI version of her walking through the scenes, just staring blankly off into nothing, whilst everyone else around it reacted to essentially nothing that was there. It was fucking painful. Oh, the the, the snap Wexley scene where she's like. Oh, Tell God. me something optimistic, optimistic or something like that. And I was like, yeah. this is so cringeworthy. <laughs> yeah. Well, you can tell that all those lines are meant for Han Solo during that little moment that they show. And I think uh, Force Awakens. That's all I kept thinking about was it was just unused lines from her interactions with Han Solo. Oh, yeah, because there's that one where, like, she says, like, oh, he's been pulling the string since the beginning. He's She's definitely yeah. talking about Snoke in that moment, you know, not talking right. about Palpatine. 
Yeah. There's definitely some body doubles in there, too. I know she didn't film herself laying down to die and all that. You know? Right. Yeah. Yeah. That was probably Billy Lord again. And, you know, and then uh, the scene where she's like walking away. And I think Billy Lord actually has her arm around her. That's another one. Um, I, yeah, I was going to say, man, how, how are we going to do this? Are we going to go through? Because, I mean, the spoilers we had were incredibly accurate yeah oh yeah so i don't know if you wanted to do this scene by scene no we're not we're not gonna go we're not gonna go scene by scene i i think like people have seen the movie i think that's one of the biggest i I don't like that when i'm listening to a podcast and they go through it scene by scene because i just just want us because people have seen the movie we know the order in which these things i just want to talk about the most interesting things in this movie and we'll just i mean as we break it down, we'll start. We'll bounce all over the place. We'll we'll do some yeah. light speed skipping, oh. just like Poe Dameron in this movie. <laughs> okay, right. Okay, <laughs> no, no, you said that. Let, let me, yeah, let me just call that out on complete fucking bullshit from right <laughs> the word go. You can't light speed skip. It doesn't fucking exist. There's a whole fuck. Yeah, hold a second, dude. There's a whole. Han says that you can't light speed skip. I've got a quote you, here. Well, hold on. In, I, in I, a, but here's the thing. Um, you can – you can in order to go to light speed and do it properly, you have to chart a course first. So like what if, – if he's doing this light speed skipping, he's basically playing Russian roulette. Like not – you know what I mean? Like with their lives. Yeah, I think, I think that was the That's idea. what I thought he was doing. This absolute bullshit. Traveling through hyperspace ain't like dusting crops. Without precise calculations, we could fly right through a star. Or that's the, I think that's the whole to a supernova. That's the whole point. Yeah. I think that's the whole yeah, point is the was, fact that yeah, like they that could have died any moment there. Yes, and, yeah. and they were fucking light speed jumping into places that are covered in columns in front and behind them. They would have flown through <laughs> a million buildings. Dan, I'm not. I'm not defending it. I still think it's yeah, stupid yeah. as hell, and it's it, yeah. <laughs> and and the chances. <laughs> Dog the, shit. The chances of them not hitting anything is just ridiculous. Well, the fact, even in this movie, like, they, they, when, when, when Holdo goes to light speed and does the Holdo maneuver and destroys the Star Destroyer, JJ takes it upon himself to say, oh, that's a one in a million shot and it wouldn't work again. He has Poe say that in this movie. Totally yeah. disregards the Holdo maneuver. And I, I yeah. understand why they did that because fans were like, in, that would have been a question. That would have been a question. When we see the new Star Destroyer fleet, when we see this new Sith fleet, people would have been like, oh, just take a bunch of hammerhead Corvettes, do the holdo maneuver and take them down. So they had to have one line of dialogue in this movie saying it's a one in a million shot and it wouldn't work. Again. Bullshit. It wouldn't work again. What yeah. Are, what well, are you yeah, talking about? Again, yeah. JJ Abrams being a prick and not fucking writing anything properly because he wanted to tell a shit story. And the other direct <laughs> retcon is the fact that those TIE fighters were tracking the Millennium Falcon through hyperspace. Yes. That which they can't in do. The Last Jedi was said it couldn't be done unless there was a tracker on there. It's just a complete, literally from the first minute, J.J. Abrams was retconning The Last Jedi. Mm. And that's the thing, he wasn't even just, he wasn't just retconning The Last Jedi, he was retconning A New Hope. He was retconning shit that is set in the fucking universe. Yep. So, and this is why it's so stupid. And I didn't think TIE Fighters had sublight engines either. No, that's one of the reasons why they're on Star Destroyers. Yeah, that's what I thought. <laughs> I wasn't oh, sure, but I was. 
Fucking hell. Isn't the Holdo maneuver, though, isn't that a bit of a retcon as well, though? Because it, it's never been done before, and it's kind of like a big duh if you are able to do that. How, how'd you mean? Meaning, if Holdo's the first person to ever do this, I mean, this is such an effective method of destruction. Why hasn't anyone ever utilized this before? No, I don't. I don't think it's any, like suicide. It's bomb. suicide. It's kamikaze. Yeah. But couldn't you just set your your ship to jump to light speed with no one on board? Probably now you could. You do fucking whatever you want now. Well, <laughs> I mean, you're right. Let's do it. You could just yeah. I mean, honestly, you could just have a droid on there. You know what yeah. I mean? Just put IG eleven on there. He's so ready to fucking self destruct <laughs> anyway. Yeah, better writing would have had them attempting the hammerhead technique and then having the bad guy show that they're ready. They've been informed and that they have a way to stop that. And then you blow up all those people that tried the oh, hammerhead. Then it's, it's, and then holy yeah. shit, you have a shred of emotion in the movie at one point. It's just, it's still, it's, it's still just retconning what, what Ryan did. Well, not really. You're, you're, I see what you're saying. I see what you're yeah, saying. Yeah, Jake. it's yeah. not retconning at all. It's, it's like, not, well, we'll do yeah. this other really awesome thing that's sure to work. And then it's, and the audience is like, oh shit, they're going to hammerhead. They're fucked. And then all those people get blown to smithereens. Yeah, and they, it's a big, oh damn moment they, for everyone. They've learned from, from, from what Holdo did and they found a way around it, you know, to stop it. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. That's a like Dusek Machina that I wouldn't yeah. mind them saying, oh, put up the hammerhead shields because yeah, we it. know how to stop this now. Because we've never seen anyone try that maneuver before. So as far as we're concerned, she's the first one that's done it. Whereas TIE fighters following the Millennium Falcon through hyperspace, we, we have been told repeatedly that cannot be done. And all of a sudden, it's fine. We'll do it. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I, I have a question for Dan. Yeah. Did you hate Babu Frick, Dan? No, he was great. <laughs> <laughs> every every time when when it's like it's like one of the, the it's supposed to be one of the saddest moments in the movie when you know C three PO is uh, reading off the the Sith writing and giving them the Sith message and and then he just powers down uh, and then Babu Frick goes hey. hey! <laughs> 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 I I lose my shit every time, man. Yeah, I've said it twice. Lost my shit as well. Uh, no, he. I'm, what a great character. Really cool. And that's the thing, man. It's like, yeah, I I toss this movie. It's a terrible, terrible film. But that doesn't mean that there aren't any like there weren't moments in it that I thought were like good or funny. Like I said, I thought C three PO got really good lines in this, man. Like when they like fell through the. Uh, Fell through the quicksand, and Poe was asking if everyone was okay. And C three PO was like, "Oh yeah, I'm fine. Not that you mentioned my name or anything." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so like but stuff like that. Here's a good, really- the writing was hilarious. I thought in parts. I thought Poe was hilarious in this movie. Yeah, Poe was really oh. good. Yeah, and and I, I just think you know, for me personally, if I take this movie in a vacuum, it was a very enjoyable film. Well, here's I, the thing. I re- yeah. How did? Oh, here's another thing that I. Zori and Babu Frick at the end of the movie, like, how did they, were they off of Kijimi? Like, how did they get off? Yeah. How did they get, like, how, like, she gave away her, you know, the, the, the medallion coin. And yep. so it's not like the excuse is, oh, she got in a ship with Babu Frick and they're on their way to the colonies, like she was talking about. Like, that, I mean, she's kind of stranded on, not stranded on Kijimi, but like, the whole planet was destroyed. 
So I'll, I, I'll, do, I'll be JJ for matter. you. You weren't supposed to remember that. Yeah, I'll be JJ for you. A stupid question. Next question. Next mm. question. Next question. <laughs> there's no. There's yeah, no I also right more reason to most of this movie. It's all shit. I thought it was kind of ballless wow. when they uh, chose Kajimi as the planet to blow up to prove a point too. Like I, they, they've done such a bad job in all the new Star Wars movies. I think in really establishing any of the planets as anywhere we should give a shit about at all. Hey, yeah. We'll give you a new planet, but we're going to blow it up in thirty seconds. Yeah, I, honestly, if, if I was writing the movie, I would have had them blow up Tatooine with that thing to prove a point. Whew. Like it's fu- it's fucking episode nine. It's the end of the Skywalker saga. Fucking you know who gives a shit it's, about Kajimi? I was so surprised that JJ choose crate. No. Oh yeah, yeah, crate. Just really kick it in the ground. <laughs> like name five planets in the new Star Wars movies. Like they they did such a terrible job of like really giving any emotion uh, or heart crate, to any of the new locations. Crate is where they but get Jay, the, crate is where they get their salts for their spices. So oh, yeah. <laughs> Jake, Jake, who actually cared about Alderaan? If you can transport yourself back to New Hope, I mean, it was just basically a planet. Yeah, but at least we understood that Princess Leia cared about it. Yeah, that we, her whole family was cared. But but what I'm saying is that the amount of time given to Kajimi at least showed that there was some connection to Poe. You know, whereas you know New Hope is like there's a planet over here, and we're about to blow it up, and your friends and family are on there. You know. I mean, I, I felt like it, the audience nor the characters really gave too much of a fuck. I, I think it was more to get people in love with Babu Frick <laughs> and then tell something <laughs> when you find out that Jimmy is blowing up. I was going to say the other thing you would remember is that in, the, in A New Hope, no one had seen anything destroy a planet before. So I was like, holy fuck, that really is impressive. Now it's old hat. They've done it in every fucking every movie. A whole yeah, fleet man. of ships can do it now. Yeah. This, is oh, right. fuck. Oh, this was done worse than the Force Awakens. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. in the Force Awakens, they blew up a whole freaking like, system, and no one gave a shit about anything on those planets. Yeah. I mean, uh, and also, the whole, Coruscant. the whole uh, Zori Bliss, Babu Frick bit, like, you think, oh, shit, they're all dead. and But obviously, from previous fake-outs in this film, we know that they're going to fucking turn up at the end. And, hey, they do. And I was just sitting there in my seat groaning. It's like, there's no stakes in this. Anyone that you think is, you know, g- like going to die or is dead, they come back to life. I felt Except like this... Like this and ben. I felt like a lot of this um, movie was just kind of, like, setting up w- different Disney Plus like totally. Yeah. I, we could get we could get the Lando and Jana yep. show where like he's trying to figure out you know uh, where she's from, and then we How could creepy was that we could get uh, that was very <laughs> creepy. Yeah, <laughs> I that show's going to be called Star from, Wars. Man? Who's your daddy? <laughs> but I mean, does, I mean, does anyone else? know what that scene was about like okay yes 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 because in the original originally the rumor was that and 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 this was set up because uh let me see here i'm gonna find this it's in the uh is it the rise of the resistance in 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 the star wars the rise of skywalker visual guide 
there's a quote from Lando in that that didn't make it into the movie, and it's the First Order went after us, leaders from the old wars, they took our kids. So he's saying they took our kids. And so originally it was supposed to be that Lando, when he went on his kind of like mission with Luke to find Ochi's ship and then find the Wayfinder and the and the dagger, like that – oh, excuse me, not the way – yeah, the, the dagger that would then lead them to the Wayfinder. He – when he was there with Luke, the First Order was going to take his daughter away from him, and that's where he would have been this entire time. So he never left the planet hoping that she would come back. And, like, this movie was supposed to – this was the rumor that they were going to reunite in this movie, like, you know, father and daughter. And so that totally got taken out of the movie. Um, wow. And so, so they should have cut that entire scene out the movie then I mean, I, because the, yeah. the audience didn't read the visual guide as far as the, the majority of the film going audience. And so it just looked to me like a creepy old man hitting on a woman. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah I can't argue that. A little bit. Yeah, hey, 100% correct. <laughs> it was <laughs> awkward as fuck. Exactly what it was. Well, well man, the, the, that guy fucks everything. <laughs> That's well. That's okay. That's how he got all those ships at the end of the movie. He basically <laughs> said that he was on his way to a planet to pay them back child support, and they all followed him. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we're not letting you just drive away this time. Yeah, that was uh, that was an interesting maneuver. Obviously, we knew it was going to happen from the trailers and things like that. But yeah, uh, Leia and Luke calling out to the uh, you know the Republic, saying like, "We need you on crate." And no one turning up, and then fucking Lando shows up and gets sixty thousand ships. Oh, he might as well in, a, he, in an hour. He might as well just said. He might it's as well just said. Respect that Snoke had though. It's it's the Snoke compared to the Emperor factor. No one gave a fuck about Snoke. Yeah, <laughs> yeah he wasn't in enough of hey, a but, threat. But Dan, to your point though, I think that is paying deference to the Last Jedi because the whole thing at the end of the Last Jedi was, oh, Luke Skywalker faced down these. You know, uh, face down the first order and this is going to inspire everyone. So I think there was more hope after the last Jedi than it was when they were on crate. Okay. Okay. Right. They're facing off against a few attats and a bunch of soldiers on crate and it's the last of the resistance. That's the stakes. If, if the, if the, I'm, I'm calling them the empire because as we know in this filming, in, in this film, that's who they are. They're not the fucking first order. They're the empire. It's Palpatine all along. So that's the stakes. Let's show up. Let's take 20 ships. We'll fuck them all up. That'll be an end of it. But in this film, it's about 20,000 Star Destroyers on the hidden home planet of the Sith that no one can get to unless they've got a Wayfinder. But Ray obviously shows them the way so they can find it. And that's the fight they, they decide to turn up to. Go fuck yourself, J.J. Abrams. This is bullshit. J.J. <laughs> uh, Abrams basically had seen Endgame, and I'm surprised yeah, yeah. that Lando oh, didn't. I'm, I'm surprised Lando didn't yeah. say "on your left." Yeah, I, I'm surprised there was something the ship going, and you wanted more. <laughs> yeah, and, and the other thing is as well, dude. That they. <laughs> They, they completely forgot about the Republic. J.J. Abrams forgot that he invented the Republic because when they said, who are they, don't have an armada, the guy goes, no, they're just people. It's like, what the fuck are you talking about? Like, 
Well, but in fairness, JJ blew up the Republic, didn't he? Yeah, he did. Oh, did he? Did he kill them all? Yeah, yeah. I mean, all the proper shit. I know. <laughs> but hey, we got wedged. Did you guys notice that um, the planet uh, at the beginning, which this was a this was a scene that I I thought that they were going to take out of the movie, but they kept it in. It's when Kylo is on his way to find the first Wayfinder. The planet that he's on, according to the Star Wars visual guide uh, for the Rise of Skywalker, he's on Mustafar. Yeah, oh, wow. That. that was interesting. Yeah, in the guide it says Kylo soon outpaces his stormtrooper escorts as he cuts through a swath of destruction through the Alizmech, who attempt to block his path to Vader's castle or rather its crumbling ruins, Kylo enters the castle grounds with purpose and finds an ark containing an artifact that will lead him to answers. The name Exegol burns in his mind, and he knows that at the source of this mystery, he will find great power. So basically, he's battling those people that he's battling at the beginning of the movie. Those are the Alizmech, and according to the visual guide, they are cult colonists on Mustafar. It says, since the death of Darth Vader, his legend has grown and Cults have arisen, arisen that venerate his power. Fragmented tales of Vader's exploits and origins have been twisted by the faithful who voyage to Mustafar in pilgrimage, seeking to tap into the powers that supposedly fueled him. One of the most tenacious sects of the Alizmech of Winsett, whose members are drawn to the Corvax Fen. So I'm not sure what Corvax Fen is, but they're found out that there was a Lady Corvax in the Vader Immortal, a Star Wars VR series, parts one, two, and three, and she did live on Mustafar back before it was uh, this, uh, uh, back when it was a lush planet, had full, it was full of life, but um, just thought that that was kind of cool that they went to Mustafar, but we they didn't address it in the movie, but that's no, still... it would, would have been great to have known that whilst we were watching it. Yeah. <laughs> Why care about a planet in any of these new Star Wars movies? What planet you're on? <laughs> oh my god! What did you think? Okay, we did this. We did the spoiler episode, and we talked about uh, you know the opening of this movie. And I mean, from the spoiler episode and what we found out, like it was pretty fucking dead on for the most part. I mean, yeah, we did see the um we called them barrels of snokes but it was more like these containers that had snokes in them we saw a bunch of them off in the distance but then we got a close-up on one that had the snokes in there and so i've been hearing i've been hearing people say like oh what if well, oh god and i, I just want to say fuck off because it's like what if um um emperor palpatine since you know he was he was pulling the puppet strings using Using, uh, Snoke as kind of like, uh, his puppet. Like, what if, what if Palpatine still is inside one of those? Because, uh, Exegol didn't get destroyed. There was a Star Destroyer that fell on it, but the whole planet didn't get destroyed. What if, what if Palpatine's still alive in one of those Snoke clones? And I'm just like, what, stop, stop. What, what? You don't have to worry about that, dude, because his – I don't know if you, if anybody realized this, but what he wanted to happen, happened. He wanted Rey to kill him, and she killed him. So now all the Sith are now inside Rey, apparently, in this fucking stupid Avatar The Last Airbender style. Oh, yeah, now I can talk to all the Jedi or all the Sith that have ever lived. So she killed him well, in no special way. He killed himself. Well, yeah. But, I think, yeah, okay. Yeah, I think that's yeah the sure. You know what happened? Because uh, JJ actually explains in the in this fucking dialogue that 
the ceremony consists of him uh, or her using the, the saber to actually strike him down. And it was the yeah. force lightning bouncing back on him. So I think that's how they're going to explain it. He killed himself. <laughs> I, it's yeah. still, it's still oh, silly. It's it still reason. silly though, right? It's it silly. Yeah. It's, it's so dark. Like it's so, stupid. But good but, reasons. Yeah. But I mean, but also like, you know, this guy has not learned either. You know, he's attacking Mace Window with the lightning in the prequels. Then Mace comes at him with the fucking saber and he's burning him. And, he, and then he eventually stops and then throws him out the window. And then against Vader, he's like zapping himself. And in this, you know, he's the most souped up powerful he's ever been. And this girl is walking towards him with these two lightsabers. Apparently two lightsabers makes you like insanely powerful. Oh, no God. Why. And then. And then as he's dying, instead of just stopping doing the force lightning, he just keeps going, even though he's melting. <laughs> Seriously, this, this, this movie is fucking trash. It's absolute trash. <laughs> wow. I would have thought, oh, yeah, so I, like, more. and there, first off, there was no Matt Smith in this movie, which... Yeah. That was weird. I, that was mm-hmm. weird because we had heard those rumors. Like, mm-hmm. and I had heard the rumor that they were thinking about maybe doing like, you know, once he gets recharges himself through Kylo and Ray, like <laughs> sucking, siphoning the, you know, their force dyad powers, which we talked about the dyad and like yeah. how they were going to not use it in the movie. Well, they didn't use it as much as they were originally going to, but they still referenced the dyad. And, but anyway, oh my God, Palpatine needs a fucking manicure. I'll say that much. But anyway. Oh yeah. <laughs> totally, totally. I thought, hold on, hold on. I'm not done with this thought. I, I, but, and now I've, I've lost it. Jesus Christ. Where was I going? No, um, and I've lost it. Sorry. Go ahead. I thought it was a bad plot point to have the Emperor reveal that he's been all the voices in Kylo Ren's head during the same movie where you're introducing the concept of the Force Dyad. I thought that was really confusing to audiences. And it's like, well, we just had a whole movie establishing that there's this voice that isn't you that he's hearing inside of his head. And I don't know. It just made it convoluted and confusing and i thought that could have been handled a little bit better it was like one of those really quick throwaway retcon moments where the emperor just kind of came in and said he was responsible for everything and i don't know i i loved the emperor and i actually thought he looked really cool and i thought the the planet the sith planet looked really neat i actually very much liked the dark lightning and not really seeing the audience and just kind of the effect that was going on there i thought that was some of the more visually stunning things going on in the movie but like the plot lines involving what the emperor was doing was not my favorite stuff like there was just no drama or any emotion i thought the, I thought the action was too dark as far as like me being able to see like the the kylo Knights of Ren stuff. Like, they're dark as, as, as it is. And so I just, I don't know, just have, I don't know, just put a little light in that fucking room. Just a little bit so I can see what's going on. I was talking about, I was talking about Matt Smith though. And like, yes. that whole Matt Smith thing. And like, one of the rumors that, uh, that they originally, that I had heard, and it's not been confirmed, but from all the sources that are out there, they were all saying Matt Smith was involved in this somehow. And I heard that, uh, they, that when, when he was sucking, siphoning the force powers out of them, that he was going to basically make himself so young that he was like the youngest we've ever seen him. And he was going to be, that was going to be Matt Smith. 
Yeah, as, as unfortunately, young. what actually happened was he got fucking older and had a wardrobe change. So, uh, you know, I don't know what the hell they were doing there. He had that nice red shirt on. <laughs> and suddenly had a belt as well. And, yeah, the and belt was nice. Robe. That was a nice touch. James, He's like Lady Gaga. It was <laughs> ready for a night on the town. Yeah. Who, who's that, who's that guy from Project Runway that showed up and, like, was showing off? Oh, what, Tim, <laughs> Timothy Tim Gunn. Gunn. Tim Gunn. Yeah, Tim Gunn showed up. And he's like, yeah. Make uh, it work, Palpatine. <laughs> Talk to me. Palpatine, you're looking yeah. so snazzy tonight. So. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, yeah, he took took the force powers making himself uh, even stronger and he got older and more wrinkly in the process. That makes complete sense. Good job, JJ. You're the best. It makes me even more mad that Mace Windu's dead still. Like, yeah. He got that stupid fucking fall. The emperor like gets nothing besides like two sentences and opening crawl and he's he survives his nasty fall, which looks way worse well, than what Mace Windu did. Well, Jake, um, according to JJ, Mace Windu lives in Ray. Mm, that's yeah, not also, good enough. Also, fuck JJ. I'm going to be saying yeah. that a lot in this. Yep. <laughs> but no, I, I just, it just uh, like I agree with you, Jake. Like bringing back the Emperor, I didn't like that. As soon as I heard it, like in the trailers and everything, I was like, well, he doesn't have anything to do with any of the current characters. Obviously, we found out in this film that, you know, he sent uh, Ochi to kill Ray's parents and, and all of that sort of stuff. But there's, there's no connection with him, like with like anybody else, except for like Chewie. And there's, there's oh God, it's just so forced and terrible. And he just remade, tried to remake Return of the Jedi with the Avengers end game ending. And, and even as far as, you know, you have, Ray and Ben in the the throne room, the giant stadium throne room, and he opens up the portal and she's looking at all of her friends dying, and he's like, "Do it!" and and all it's the same damn film, and I was okay yeah. with it in the Force Awakens. I agree with Brian that we needed something familiar to bring everyone back into the fold, and they made it so well that um. That people, you know, people did fall back in love with Star Wars again. People were interested. You know, we've all been there. It, you know, it was it, the the hype was fucking palpable. It was unbelievable. Like when we were sitting there watching it. Like I said before, man, I had a full on panic attack sat there with you guys watching it for the first time. It was amazing. Yeah. And and now it's like with uh, and I know a lot of people don't like the Last Jedi and stuff, but at least Ryan Johnson, like Tristan was saying, um, he tried to do something different. So just give us a different story but set in the the same universe with the same rules that that's yeah. what i wanted and we got like this rehash and this fan service and this horrible convoluted plot and the, the, all the fucking fingers to brian johnson and the stuff that he laid out in the last jedi is com- really unprofessional and incredibly fucking petty I hated the fact that he did that. I just, it was, it was bullshit, man. He just retconned everything. He even retconned his own damn decisions. In The Force Awakens, Leia was never a Jedi. She didn't go into Jedi training because she wanted to be a general and help out the rebels. That's what he wrote in the fucking Force Awakens. And now, apparently, she's a Jedi master. Out of nowhere. It's actually crap. Yeah, JJ also wrote that Snoke um, had been there from the beginning as well. That's in the novelization of The Force Awakens. Well, now, even Andy Serkis said that Snoke was 
Snoke had been around for a thousand years. But I, I honestly, like, that's one of those things that when he's probably talking to JJ, he's asking him all these questions. Um, JJ's just telling him stuff just to get him so he can get into character or whatever. And, it, you know, none of that was concrete. It was just, you know, quotes from Andy Serkis, you know. Yeah. So, But in the novelization of The Force Awakens, which is supposed to be canon, it says that Snoke has been there. Like since the beginning of freaking time, or not time, but you know, just a long fucking time. And uh, Palpatine so- had a lot of bodies. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. he, did, he did say as well that he, I've died many times before. Um, he said that he yeah. died loads before. Yeah, but like, like, like even, with even, no yeah. even in, uh, I mean, if, if uh, they've tried to work out like how old would Palpatine be in this movie, and the closest I've read is 113 years old. So, you know, I mean, yeah. I guess if he's talking like I've died many times before, he's just talking about all the Sith that live inside him now. Right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that makes sense. And, and, and where did that come from? What, what is this new fucking, like I said, this avatar force bullshit that they just suddenly added with no explanation that's never been mentioned anywhere ever. It's just, it's just fucking dirge. Well, Dan, yeah. it just sucks. Oh, sorry. Things. Uh, Dan, you mentioned some interesting points um, as far as just the direction that Disney was taking things. So JJ's amazing at being a cover band, right? He's great at playing the greatest hits. And then they tried to say, okay, you guys are familiar with Star Wars. Let's try and do something different with Ryan Johnson. Since there was so, I guess, this divisive nature in the fans, they then backtracked to playing the greatest hits again. And it's like, I think Disney's at fault for allowing... JJ to sort of shit on the previous director like that. Like I get it. Like he was probably, he was probably butt hurt because I, I was still pissed off too. If a lot of things I set up were just dismissed. Um, well, I don't, but, I don't think it was just JJ. I think, I think Disney had a hand in all this as well because they were so scared of the response they got from the last Jedi. Yeah, I think they pushed They were shitting themselves because they yeah. thought they were going to lose the franchise. What yeah. Ryan Johnson did was he opened up the Star Wars universe like no one had ever done before. The possibilities for this this film were absolutely endless. He could have done anything he wanted. And what JJ did was brought it right back down to the Skywalkers again and finished it. And that's it. And and we've got not... Where the fuck do we go from here? We're right back where we started at the end of Return of the Jedi. Yeah. Well, Well, Disney got scared. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You know, Solo Solo underperformed and Disney got fucking scared. I think that played a hand in this too. Yeah, you can't all lie on JJ's feet. I mean, he is a tool, but you know, <laughs> he definitely had a hand in this. Yeah, and I mean, we're shitting on JJ right now, but at the same time, the Force Awakens had a very good reception afterwards, and they were like, "Okay, let's go back to what works," you know. And I'm and I'm pretty yeah, sure but like look at look at the history with JJ. Like he he did the same thing for Star Trek. Like the, that first Star Trek film was incredible and then we get you know into darkness and it's it was not good and jj's jj's the guy that can be like the launch pad for these you know yeah he'll inject new life into these franchises in my opinion he's not the guy to stick the landing though at the end of the day yeah 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 i agree with that i i'm just so disappointed by the emperor stuff i mean because i I disagree with Dan that I actually was looking forward to the Emperor. Like, once that was the build villain, I was excited for it. But then, like, the final product just came across so clunky. And, like, it 
it never felt natural. It, it reminded me of um, Christoph Waltz's character in the James Bond movie in fucking Spectre, where he just all Absolutely. of a sudden declares he was responsible for Casino Royale. He was yeah. responsible for Skyfall. And as the audience, like, that's what failed in that movie. Like, you you never felt that. You knew it was just, they're just saying that now because he's the new big bad. And that's exactly what the Emperor felt like. He felt like he was just saying all this stuff and tying all these loose ends. But there was never, like, any emotional, believable weight to any of it. It was just they had to do it, and here it is. Well, yeah. they tried to make a trilogy with two films. That's pretty much what happened. Yeah, man, definitely. I, mean, I, totally I don't want to see two thing. films of this movie, though. I keep hearing that argument where, oh, this movie has so much, it should have been two movies. I don't want to see a whole movie about Wayfinders and fucking Sith Knives. Go fuck <laughs> off with that noise. <laughs> <laughs> you could introduce yeah. the forks. It was, it was like a bit, it was like, after obviously reading, going through the spoilers with you guys and things like that, it was, it was like a bad video game at the beginning, especially. It was all fetch quests. It was just like, oh yeah, there's this MacGuffin we have to go and collect, and that MacGuffin leads us to another MacGuffin, which is on another MacGuffin, and then that MacGuffin leads us to this other place where we need to get another MacGuffin, and then that MacGuffin will lead us to, you know, the final, the final Exegol fight. It's, it's, it's so it's all stuff. Ridiculous. It's all stuff to keep them, because, okay, basically, Kylo, could have been Kylo could have just been told by you know the fucking emperor to come meet him there like he could have got a message or something and could have met him there and then the emperor could have been like I yeah I need Ray here bring Ray here and then just bring Ray there bring Ray there okay but they had to right. hold on but hold on they had to do all this other bullshit and I'm not I'm not defending this they had to do all this other bullshit with finding wayfinders with finding Sith daggers because these are things where Ray and Kylo's journey are going to keep crossing paths and throughout this movie they continue to cross paths so much that they're they um kind of uh, they have a they kind of reconcile she she um you know gets to the point where you know uh, Leia you know reaches out to Kylo through the force and he becomes Ben again. And like all of this, all that, that wayfinder crap, all that stuff had to, it, it, that's, that's, I'm not saying I'm not justifying it, but that's the reason they use this stuff instead of just having them go from like, okay, the emperor reaches out to Kylo, Kylo brings Ray there, final showdown. Like, they they had to do all this other crap in order to get Ray and Kylo to kind of just like you know figure out who you know who who they're going to be and Ray needs to figure out who she's going to be in this movie too. She's scared of herself by the end of this film when she finds out she's a Palpatine. And actually, I think that that stuff worked a lot better than it than when we read about it in the Paxis leaks, Dan. Like I like by the when we said like oh she ends up on in the Paxis leaks when when she ends up on Octu and she's like I'm done with the the Jedi order and stuff like that. By the time we got there, I, I, at first I was like, what the fuck is going on? But then she has this talk with the stuff with Luke, where she throws the lightsaber and he catches it. I didn't need that, but I'm talking about why she's there. She's scared of the fact that she's a Palpatine. She, she's trying to take herself out of the equation because if I'm out of the equation, I won't, 
I won't, I, I won't side with him. She's been having these visions. We saw her have the visions near the beginning of the movie. The first time that she interacts with her Sith, the Sith Palpatine version of herself, it, like, is not when we see her actually have the lightsaber battle. She's getting those flashbacks at the beginning of the movie. And so she's, she, she, this has been something, of course, they're just building up to that in this movie. But I think even Ryan Johnson set it up in the last film where she went straight to the dark side. So I felt like that stuff worked really well with what Ryan Johnson set up on Octu and with what JJ worked with in this film. I thought that the stuff, that stuff worked well for the most part. That's just my personal opinion with Ray's story. I, I agree with that. Leia and Luke know that she was a Palpatine. <laughs> well, <laughs> they knew all along. They knew all along. Said. So what? Yeah, yeah. It's just like okay. Well, hold on. We can we, honestly, Matt. It it does kind of they they were so ambiguous with how all the characters reacted with meeting Ray that it does kind of work when you first. There's all every go back. Go back because they. I don't think they knew what they were going to do with Ray when they first. When JJ might have had an idea when he first brought her on, but like you saw, you saw how like you saw how like Han Solo looked at her, and everybody would say, "Oh, she's she's got she's a solo, she's a solo," and then and then other everybody <laughs> was doing it. Oh, oh, but did you see the way that Leia looked at her? Oh, she's a she's a fucking Skywalker. It's Luke's oh, yeah. daughter. I mean, you go to fucking Google right now and type in who are Ray's parents. There's still articles out there saying that she's she's Luke's daughter. I mean, everybody yeah. was every yeah, and she was a Kenobi. It was they left it very ambiguous because they she was did, never a Calrissian. Oh, well, we we don't <laughs> know that. Who's your daddy? <laughs> I kept thinking to myself the entire movie. The the thing that Finn wanted to tell her the whole time is that he's her, you know, brother. And I'm like, oh, gee, no. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man! <laughs> because I, I was just saying, because, and the reason I'm saying that is because the fact that, in you know, the, it, it, since this is a complete ripoff of the Return of the Jedi, that's when uh, Luke finds out, you know, that his that he's got a sister and all that stuff. So yeah, I do agree that the uh, her struggle with being a Palpatine or a Palpatine and the good and evil stuff definitely worked a lot better in the film than it did on paper. Us discussing it, yeah, I, I thought even the her doing the lightning for the first time even though it was like at that point just roll your eyes obvious what was going on it still had a lot more it was one of their most dramatic weighty moments of the movie i thought was was that kind of stuff and her struggle i thought john williams music went a long way to help driving that home and making me take it seriously too i i agree with that that was some of the better stuff i thought Almost all the stuff directly dealing with Ray and Kylo as characters was the best stuff in the movie. Right. And I think that's what worked for me is that the fact that it was so well cast from the beginning. I think you had some superb actors that can really bring life to shitty writing. I think Adam Driver did a fantastic job in the film. I'm, I oh, mean, yeah. I really do. Like, it was... It was one of those things where uh, even by the end of the movie, when we get – did you realize, like, I think that's the first time I ever saw Kylo, you know, as Kylo Ren 
and now he's Ben Solo. As Ben Solo, it's the first time we saw him smile, and it was a genuine smile when he's looking at Ray at the end of the movie there. Yeah, and he really yeah. um, personified Ben Solo. You could see there was a distinct difference between Ben Solo and Kylo Ren. Oh, totally. totally. Even, even down to like um, – um, Posture, everything, everything, and 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 basically, like even when uh, when he jumped on that large chain and he hit himself in the chest, he goes, "Ow!" You Ow. know, like yeah, he, <laughs> he's 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 basically yeah, he's he's a completely different person at that point, and he's finding out who he is again. But yeah, I mean, are you guys upset? I would. Would you would you have preferred Kylo? Would you have preferred Ben Solo to live, or or yes. are you fine? Well, here's the thing, Dan. I, Dan, I want to know why, and then I'm, I'm going to give you a rebuttal. And I'm not saying that I'm right, but why would you want Ben to live? Well, I mean, the scenes that you're talking about, I loved seeing Ben smile for the first time in this entire trilogy. Uh, that was that was a really like heartfelt moment that I really enjoyed. Yes. Um, it was just a shame that it was surrounded by absolute bullshit force powers, which didn't make any damn sense. Um, so, I mean, that, that was a problem. I mean, the reason that I think Kylo should have lived, I honestly think that Rey should have died. I think that, like, her do, and there's no reason for her to die either. You know, after killing the Emperor, big explosion, uh, she just falls down and dies for no reason. She's not even fucking injured. I mean, in the entire trilogy, she gets hurt a little bit by Snoke, and then the rest of the time, she's practically untouched. She got, I I will tell you, she got, Kylo beat her in that fucking lightsaber battle. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, no, yeah, he totally totally beat her, but he didn't touch her, did he? Yeah. Oh, she, was, he, she was just tired. He, he, no, that's it. And he knew what he, he had the stamina. He knew what he was doing. He was wearing her down. He was fucking Muhammad Ali against fucking George Foreman. You know what I mean? Rumble in the jungle. Yeah, he was wearing yeah, her down. <laughs> exactly. Well, exactly. Well, they made very clear that Kylo healed, you know, since he was injured in, uh, Force Awakens. They made very clear that Kylo with no injury is more powerful than Rey, even when they were battling with the, uh, the force pool on the ship. Well, he's been training. Nope. That's not true. She fucking beat him in the the throne room in uh, the Last Jedi. They were doing the force battle over the lightsaber, and it also well, it exploded. They, they, it yeah, exploded, they and they the both got knocked back. And, and and now it's okay again. No explanation. Awesome. Um, but yeah, I mean that's the first time we've seen her technically lose a fight. And then how do we rebut that? She just stabs him and kills him. And but this is this is where this this my problem with it not this problem with this particular scene is that she mortally wounds him then she heals him and she's totally okay and then when she dies for no reason he comes back he gives her his life force energy and uh, they have a little moment they kiss which I'm fine with love me a bit of Raylo that's awesome and then he just drops down dead and it's like. none of this makes sense okay here's there's there's a bunch of things that i'm I'm thinking about here from from the from a story if he survives and if they do end up doing and they will i don't care this is not the final skywalker saga we're gonna get 10 11 and 12 one day disney likes to make money it'll happen give it 15 years um but if you keep ben solo alive You've got this question of, and I, this is a two-sided, this is a two-parter, my, my explanation here. You've got 
a whole group of people that this guy has, if you keep him alive, like you've got a whole group of people that are like, he killed my family, genocide. This He's a genocidal maniac. And then you've got to explain that in future installments if you keep the character alive. I mean, yeah. and, 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 and I'm going to, let me just take this a step further for you. If you don't, if you don't think that that's a good enough reason, even in the aftermath books by Chuck Wendig, we're finding out that Leia is being, you know, uh, she's had her problems once people find out that Darth Vader was her father because that guy had killed so many people. And so like, it's, it's something you just can't ignore. Like that would come up in future installments of the Skywalker saga Yeah, and knock it off. We're going to get them. It's going to happen. We're going to get 10. Why do you think she buried those two sabers in the ground? Because if Daisy Ridley doesn't come back to play Ray, somebody's going to go to Tatooine and find those sabers. The original cut of this, the original talk of it was that Rey was going to go to Tatooine. She was going to bring Luke and Leia's saber. She was going to basically create her own lightsaber that you know that's what that's what the Jedi do and they and and she was going to use the force to take both sabers apart put them back together as one and then the empty like the, the leftover pieces were going to be put in the ground. Well I mean, I, I think they, they kind of took that out. They gave her this new gold saber, which Jake, me and you talked about this after the movie, that the hilt looks like uh, it's like her Jakku staff, which is really yeah. fucking cool. But I think that they buried those two sabers in the ground because if, if Daisy really doesn't come back to the franchise, if her career does blow up and her and Boyega and Oscar Isaac, they've all said that they, they're done. They can't see themselves coming back. I can see them come back if they give them enough money and if their careers don't pan out. But if, if she doesn't come back, somebody's gonna find those lightsabers in the ground. It'll either be, her will find out that she had a son and, 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 uh, Finn, who we find out, kind of find out is Ford sensitive in this, in this movie. He had a daughter and then they'll find, they'll go to Tatooine and they'll, 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 they'll find a wayfinder that'll take them to Tatooine. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, but, but dude, I, I'm sorry. Go for it, Jake. I was going to say, I, I agree with Dan though. I, it doesn't make me mad that Kylo died over Ray, but I, I do think from a storytelling point of view, it's more interesting that Kylo live. And, and it's just another one of those things where it's hard for me not to think meta. When I watch this movie, I feel like Disney rolled the dice and decided they had a better chance of in the future getting Daisy Ridley than Adam driver. So they had to kill Adam driver. Yeah. And, and, and to answer your original question, Brian, I just think, I think it would be more interesting for Ben to live because uh, he's he's essentially he's a very flawed character, and I would like to see a uh, a character who's trying to redeem himself with all of this baggage, exactly the stuff that you're talking about. Him traveling around the galaxy and trying to redeem his family name. Listen, and, 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 and yeah. oh, hold on a second, man, okay. and and. Uh, and I just think that like Ray dying at the end, it would be very fitting for her character. And because God, at the end of the day, she's so fucking boring. It's like, she doesn't, but, we but don't know who the hell she princess, is. Yeah. Yeah, she mean, is a Disney princess, but okay. Yeah. One of my main problems with this, the entire trilogy, right? What is the theme of this trilogy? 
what is the theme? Because we know in the original trilogy, the theme is redemption through your children. It's all about family and redemption through your children. What is the theme of this fucking trilogy? Rehash. <laughs> Money. <laughs> Rehash redemption. It's the thing. It's not. It's it's not like a storyteller trying to tell a story with themes and it's not art anymore it is just about money trying to please people as much as possible and taking a franchise which has been established for 40 years that people like us love and we've looked into you know i've i'm i'm you know you guys called me the motherfucking jedi for a reason i delve deep into the star wars mythology mythology and like to these terrible terrible like soulless films coming yeah. out and, and the thing is that like this film makes the other two worse and that is just a fucking travesty man it's well, so bad well it just goes back to what i was saying earlier dan is that i think disney made a decision somewhere after last jedi they were trying to branch out now they're trying to be safe they're trying to make money and they're trying to endure and whether or not a lot of star wars purists like these films a lot of the young Star Wars fans, the people that grew up with this sequel trilogy, they love Rey. Oh yeah, they love it a bit. She's very fucking popular. And so I think now it's more about, less about art, and more about, let's keep this going. Yeah, no, I agree, dude. Totally agree. And she's, you know, she's this character that She's never really been tested in the films. Yes, she had a very bad childhood, but we don't really see any of that. She's this, like, infallible the creature, this, like, insanely powerful and infallible character that uh, never does anything wrong. And I read a quote from J.J. when he was talking to Kathleen Kennedy right at the very beginning from Force Awakens, saying that she's, like that they wanted her to be like innately good innately this innately that and she was basically going to be perfect throughout the whole damn thing and she is and she gets to live at the end she doesn't make the supreme sacrifice like so many other heroes in the joseph campbell hero journey and she doesn't she doesn't follow any of those sorts of things she's just this boring bland character and unfortunately this film made me really not like ray as a character because she never did anything interesting and the whole thing about her struggling with who she is that brian by the way that is a fantastic reason for her to exile herself because we were trying to figure yeah. out what that was yeah and that is the perfect reason for her to totally stay take a step back and exile herself i think jj should have nailed it jj and chris terrio should have exiled themselves so they could figure out <laughs> who they are and trying to make a good movie here so i'm sorry go yeah, ahead yeah but, but, but that's the thing in this film is like you know like it from what from being a, a film goer and a film fan and everything i i the, the the theme that i try to like pick out of this is a message in these movies especially this one is that is that it doesn't matter where you come from it's kind of like what you do is what defines you to quote christopher nolan's batman you know it's not what it's what you do that defines you um and but she didn't really do that well i i would i at the i'll be honest with you like the emotional like my like your emotional level at the end of this movie when 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 she's confronting the emperor and and all these things are going down you the swelling of the music all this stuff like i wasn't getting like i wasn't getting any chills i wasn't i wasn't like emotionally invested in those final moments with her i really liked ray quite a bit like 
in um, in the first two films. I, I, I thought the I thought she was great. I, I really enjoyed Ray. I liked I liked I liked her and Finn. I thought they had a great dynamic in the first movie. I liked seeing her on Jakku by herself. She was very childlike and innocent at times. Um, and then I, I I loved her in the second movie. I, you know, like when when uh, her and uh, Kylo have their moment in, in Snake's chamber room there after you know. Um, uh, he kills Snoke and 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 uh, he puts his hand out, but he puts his hand out as Kylo, not Ben. And like that whole interaction between them two in that moment, I, like that was awesome. That nothing in this movie, I like, I would never. There was nothing in this movie that like she didn't like pull at my heartstrings or make me like, oh my god, she's a she's the hero in this movie, like. Like, like when we get to Jedi, you know, Luke and, and like the, like what happens with his father and all that stuff. You're right, man. There's, like, there's just a moment where she just, she fucking stabs Kylo and then like in this yeah. movie. It's, that's the thing. I, I, I agree, dude. There's it's no, there's no connection to Ray. Like f- from the audience standpoint, it's very, very difficult to, I mean, even Superman has his kryptonite. We've seen him struggle. He's like the most powerful being in most canons, you know, most mythology or, you know, uh, fiction, whichever way you want to call it. But she just, there's nothing like to relate to her. She doesn't seem to struggle. Everything comes incredibly easy to her. And it's, it, yes, she's a Palpatine. Obviously, JJ Abrams has written that in to try and explain why she's so good at force powers, which is a lot of people have complained well, about. Well, even the dyad, have- even the dyad was supposed to explain why. And yeah. they, they didn't even use that to the full extent. They're like, uh, Tristan, Matt, the, it, the dyad, the way it was originally written, is we were going to find out the closer that these two are together. It's kind of like... Um, like, oh, like Will Smith in Hancock with um, Charlize Theron, just like that. When they're when they're together, the closer they are together, the more powerful they are, and so oh, yeah. that's when when Ray is near Kylo, that's why she's able to beat him. That's why she when she's on the Star Destroyer, that's why she's able to do the Jedi mind trick for the first time. The closer they get, like they bring up the dyad in this one, but they don't really. Ex- if you're gonna bring it up, then 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 use it. If you're gonna, yeah, if, if I can explain it exactly, yeah, if, if they made it confusing. Yeah, need to pick up that comic that explains it. Right, right. And where's that? <laughs> Does that exist? No. Have you read it? Probably. No. Yeah, but see, that's you know, that's that's why this trilogy is very divisive because I disagree as far as just the characterization of Ray. I think she does have a lot of kryptonite a lot of struggle and i think it's just within herself it is a bit of a cop-out but she's always doubting herself you know she's always unsure of her own abilities and i get it it's but she does have her her own doubts that hold her back and it's always someone who has to come in and remind her that she's so she's she's basically she's basically me listening to a tony robbins cd in my car (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, you, you could do it, Brian. You could do it. No, I can't. I can't do it. <laughs> no, I'm struggling. I'm gonna do bad things and be lazy and not exercise. <laughs> I love that guy. I love Tony Robbins. Oh fucking hell, man! Did it's, you guys? It's, it's, it's crazy. But you know, I would yeah. like to see Kylo 
struggle to try and clear the, the Skywalker name and take that name instead of the Solo name and oh. so that's why I wanted him to live. Here's the, no, and, and and the reason I the reason why I brought up the other stuff is just because that's something that they would have to tackle. But I'll be honest with you. I think that's the Ryan Johnson way is to make it hard on yourself, make it hard to kind of like get that, you know, like even though there's redemption within this movie, there might not be forgiveness in the galaxy for what this guy's done. And that definitely could make an interesting story going forward in, in, in films. You know, yeah, like, but so it, it made their relationship incredibly unbelievable. This is an absolute scumbag, like you were saying, and yet, like, yeah, he brings her back to life, and then they kiss, and everything's okay. This guy was a complete asshole. How how is she falling? She loves a bad boy, obviously, because it's <laughs> like he's an asshole. He's an absolute asshole. He's done nothing but hound her and try and capture her and kill her and turn her to the dark side he's treated her like shit yeah but here's the thing like three films here's the thing they've had like this weird connection man it's almost like stockholm syndrome you know what i mean it's like you know <laughs> well, they've, clearly because that's the only explanation for it yeah I mean, they've had this sense otherwise i think the other connection that they've had is like he spent so much time with Le- she spent so much time with leia and and there's a lot of stuff we don't get to see in that year you know what I mean? For all we know, Leia has been <laughs> talking up. <laughs> She's been talking up when he was Ben, you know? Oh, my, before he turned into Kylo, he was the sweetest boy. You know, I don't know. <laughs> oh, you, you two would get along. You two would love each other. <laughs> oh, she's like that, Ant. Oh, man. I, I think it would have been... They, you know, they should have shown her actually struggle with the evil nature of her heritage and done a yes. better job of that. And I, I thought it would have been great to actually have her go through with the accidental killing of Chewbacca. I mean, what a fucking crazy way to kill such a fan favorite character. I'm sure people would have revolted big at that. But it still would have been a real shitty evil thing that Ray did that gave the audience stakes and whether or not she was going to be good or evil. Like they really made no effort Honestly, other than the dream sequence that yeah. they teased in trailer two to show Ray being evil whatsoever. Part of me was hoping that like, honestly, part of me was hoping that, you know, Ray was going to turn over to the dark side and then Ben would have to kill her. And that's, that's our ending of it. Yeah. Movie. Exactly. Yeah. That would have had so much emotional weight. Well, because they, they didn't do it. Like, like what Dan was saying is like, they never put her through any trials and stuff like that. And so it's like, where's the character growth? And I guess you could say like, but, but, but instead they throw her knock too and they have Luke be her Tony Robbins and then she goes and finishes, completes everything. And, but I mean, yeah, if, if you've got, if you've got, if you don't have her doing anything as far as like growing and, and, and going through anything, well then just have her fucking go over to the dark side and then, and then have our, have our villain become the hero at the end of the day. I, you know, I don't know. I just think that would have been, I think that, and we could sit here and argue and say like, oh, I wonder what Ryan Johnson would have done. I wonder what Colin Trevorrow would have done. I mean, at the end of the day, we, we, you know, and those stories may come out. There's a, but Disney, Lucasfilm likes to keep a lot of stuff close to the chest. I, I don't know if we're ever going to get these stories on really what, you know, Trevorrow's was. I mean, guys, like, I've heard, and you might have read this too, but like, Oscar Isaac and, 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 uh, um, uh, Carrie Fisher did not get along. <laughs> I mean, they did really? not. No, she slapped him. They were, 
She slapped him. They were there together on the um, on the press tour the whole time. That's that's interesting. What's that? They were paired together on the press tour, so I'm surprised to hear that. Yeah, I, I don't, I, and I don't know how serious it was, and I don't know how long it went, but they're they're they've they got into arguments, um, and she actually sl- I've read you can the Hollywood Reporter had an article from a couple years ago where she slapped him. Um, I think it was like one of the first days they were on set together for the last Jedi. So they, they didn't always get along. Maybe they work things out and smooth things over. I'd love to hear what that was all about, but you know, they try to playfully turn it into kind of like a joke, but I've, I've heard that they didn't, that they did not get along that well all the time. So they had their I'll differences. I'll ask a question real quick. The, the TIE fighter that she took to Octo. Yeah. Octo. That was Kylo's. That was Kylo's yeah, she tie. burnt it. And then obviously had the thing with Luke, uh, retcon, 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 and then she finds the wayfinder in the Tie Fighter, right? Yeah, it was Kylo's wayfinder. Then he had the wayfinder plugged into it. Okay, now that Tie Fighter blew up on um, the desert planet. Remember that where she does the whole flippity do, chops off the wing. Oh, you got another one. Oh, oh yeah, like, clearly he has loads of them. Yeah, he has loads of them and a wayfinder in every yeah. one. Yeah, well, it, it, it sucked because you had to buy fun. a brand new Wayfinder adapter. But you oh, didn't no. have the Tie Fighter insurance, so it was the, fine. The Wayfinder adapters, uh, the cables they used to plug in, they're just like orcs cables, and I fucking <laughs> love that because it looks so shit. Uh, it was shit. Like, I, I was <laughs> laughing. It was like yeah. it's this <laughs> mythical device that there's yeah. only like X of. And he's just got this like just USB plug-in on his side. fucking ship. Yeah. Have you yeah, have that, you guys? I hate it. Have you guys ever had to do an update on your Wayfinder? It takes forever, <laughs> and it literally yeah. took oh, half wow. of it. It doesn't work unless it's plugged in. And it, yeah, and I had to do it on Wi-Fi, of course. And then like, and then and then it took up half of my memory. Oh, man. Oh, I God. lost my Wi-Fi during it and got the Wayfinder screen of death. And that was just awesome <laughs> fucking rough. Oh, I fucking love you guys. Every single one of you. <laughs> <laughs> so I thought the Wayfinder and its name included is on the same level of dumb as Avatar's Unobtainium. Oh, yep. fantastic name. Fantastic. <laughs> yeah, it's like so on the nose, fucking stupid, brand new fucking invention that I'm supposed to be invested in for no reason. Oh, because it fi- it finds the way. <laughs> oh, it finds the way, obviously. And I agree with Brian. Like, I agree. I know we keep dwelling on this, and I agree with you that we need those motions and we need something for these characters yes. to do yeah. to build up. And I'm not saying it's right. I'm not saying it's no, right. I know you're yeah. not. It's just so unfortunate that they couldn't find interesting things. For them to do an interesting artifact, sure. It's just so such a treasury trove of ideas and things that they could have dove into, and it's like I don't need everything explained. Like half of the greatness of the original trilogy is from Empire to Return of the Jedi. Things just happen, and there's no dialogue or explanation. We don't know the beginning why the of this. Luke's dressed well, in black. The beginning of this well, movie. You know the beginning of this movie. Kylo is in Indiana Jones, and Ray is in Tomb Raider. Like that's the beginning of this movie. Is <laughs> yeah. oh, it's, it's insane. insane. Nicholas Cage and it's National Treasure Three. <laughs> <laughs> I just. <laughs> But you, all you yes, have to do I is think, watch the original trilogy to know that no explanation is way better than dumb explanations. Yeah, I think J.J. had a bit of a 
like a, a little bit of the syndrome that George Lucas had with the prequels is just that this is the end. So I have to over explain everything because there's not going to be something in the future that's going to do it for me. Yeah, but I, I think, think I think some of it is I think some of the stuff that he could have like left out of this is he could have been like, yeah, I understand. Like, I got to give some people I got to give some fan service. I can't leave. A- he gave all the fan service in this one. I mean, and then also oh, I think much. And then on he the- had some chap lips at the end of this movie. I'll tell you. I, yeah. <laughs> I think it's like, I think it's, I think it's fan service and I think it, I think it's a blend of fan service and I think it's a blend of ret, uh, a blend of retconning a lot of the stuff that Ryan had put before because we had heard the rumor that when Ryan Johnson was wanting to take over, you know, in the next movie, he asked JJ if he would do a few things to set up his film. And uh, this is rumor, but we've heard that, and Jake, we've talked about this before, that JJ was not accommodating, right? I mean, these are yeah, things yeah. that we've heard, and I don't know if it's true or not, but JJ was not accommodating as far as like setting up things for he, JJ wanted to do it his way. And no, because yeah. that's, that's because he's a terrible cunt, but we know that. The only thing that JJ made an adjustment for Ryan Johnson was that he took BB-8 off of uh, the ship at the end and took him off of Octu and replaced him with R2-D2. That was you know, the only change that he, he made. You, okay. You know what? You know what? I, I And this is what's fucked up is I think that there was a plan all along and this got totally just derailed with the firing of Colin Trevorrow. Didn't Trevorrow started working on his script before Ryan Johnson had started the, the last yep. Jedi, you know? Yes, so, he did. Right. I remember that. Yeah. So it's like, I, something, just something. Yeah. Something. I don't know what it is with, with Kathleen Kennedy and, and, um, and I'm not, I'm not one of the, I am not one of those people that are saying fire Kathleen. No, I think, I think I am. I'm, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not there. I'm not there. I, I, I think that she, I, I think that she was thrown into a lot here as far as like, and I think she was trying to do some of the, like, let's get these young directors. Let's get Phil Lord, Chris Miller. And yes, I would love to see the Phil Lord, Chris Miller cut of solo. Cause I think it's gotta be better than what we got. But, yeah. um, yeah, but, Anything's going to be better than what we got. But, I mean, well, well, coming I into understand. a trilogy without a plan, I mean, that's just that's just a big flaw right there. I mean, the fact that she greenlit a trilogy and had three different directors just do their own shit just doesn't make any sense to me. Do you remember? Do you remember when Colin Trevorrow was talking about he was going to um, he was going to film like real backgrounds for stuff in space? They were going to they were going to film yeah, in space. Yeah, that was a thing that he was talking about. Can you, I can't imagine the budget on that. Like they weren't gonna, <laughs> they weren't gonna film space battles out there, guys. It's not like they were gonna fucking fly, you know. Um, uh, but they were just gonna basically use like real space, like background and and uh, stuff like that for for the film. Yeah, yeah that was the thing they were speaking, talking about. Speaking of space, what did you guys think about the space battle? Because we were talking about this on the spoiler episode, and I was saying how excited I was to see all the different ships, you know, doing their own thing. Like, we had, like, mm. a ghost in there, and we had... Well, it, there's so damn many. And 
we had Wedge. Anyway. Wedge is not a pilot anymore. He's a gunner. He's gonna fuck that guy. <laughs> but, but this is the thing. It was like in my head, it played out where like you know we would see the, uh, it wouldn't. We wouldn't even need a cockpit shot of you know like Zeb or anybody like that taking things out. It just just seeing the ship doing some cool stuff, um, and like uh, Carl Katarn's ship and and all these other ships that were like spotted in this clip. Just seeing them like taking out the the star destroyers that would have been fucking fantastic that would have been so good and we but got nothing fan service right it was such a disappointing space battle but but there was yeah, but like there nothing happened man all these uh, ships turned up and we got to see none of it the only thing that happened was the emperor said ah, limited power and shot them all with ion fucking lightning or something did he did okay so did he kill Neen Num in that scene? No, no, did, he didn't kill anybody. No, 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 no. Okay, but we saw, like, you saw uh, Nine Num in the cockpit, and he got like electrocuted. Like, do we know if he died or not? Like, because like, well, we don't know. So I'm assuming that means he's going to yeah. pop up in the fucking end credit scene because that's what everybody yeah. else who died in this film did. But it was, it was, yeah. it was, it was stupid, man. He had this huge fleet, like the biggest fleet we've ever seen in Star Wars, and I was like, oh shit. Like, I didn't enjoy basically the rest of the film. And I was like, this is going to be awesome. And then we saw nothing. We saw absolutely nothing. He just he just zapped them. They started falling out of the sky. None of them hit the ground, apparently, or at least we didn't see it. And, and, and that was it. That was all we yeah. saw. It was trash. I think the only decisive death in that space battle was Snap Wexler. And uh, everyone yeah. else, I think it was just like... Poor old Snap. You know, the, for- the Force Lightning was just... I guess, uh, fucking up their systems, you know, it wasn't allowing them to fly straight or, or have control of their ships. You yeah, see the lightning see. like bur- burst out of like the control panel in that ship that Nee Num is in and it like hits him in the face. And so I was like, is he fucking dead or what? <laughs> well, and again, no, man, no. It's, an, it's another inconsistency because he shoots them all with lightning, and we saw Ray use force lightning on that uh, that fucking troop carrier and blew it the fuck up. And also, force lightning coming out of a light side Jedi doesn't make any fucking sense. But let's carry on. Um, she, you know, like it, she blew it up in one fucking hit, and he launches the biggest. Force lightning thing well, of all time, and f- all those ships just get disabled. Was his force lightning hitting any of his star destroyers, or was it targeting just the resistances? Oh, ships? Very just the resistance. Yeah, it's very selective. Yeah. Oh, he's got GPS force lightning. <laughs> yeah, that only yeah. And it's also, it's also <laughs> non. It's also <laughs> non-lethal. Yeah, it's non-lethal yeah. as it's well. Force- so it's all made out of bags. Force um, lightning brought to you by Wayfinder. I was getting ready to say it has its own wayfinder. Oh Jesus! Yeah, I, I mean, yeah. That, that's, that's, yeah. That's, I mean, more, more space battle stuff. Um, the the plan for them to you know take out the navigations com didn't work. They were going for it, and the um, well, you know, that 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 whole Jana and Fit, let's talk about this real quick. And then, uh, yeah, I, I do want to take a break here in a moment, but I do want to talk about Finn and Jana, like that whole dynamic between them in the Jedi Paxis League and in Best in and Bo- Best Ben Bulletin making Star Wars, it was way more interesting than what we got. We got like one quick line about them both being, you know, uh so they're on they're 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 talking uh in in the in the Falcon after she gives him like this part that was from a resistance uh ship 
and we find out that it was no, her, uh, uh, excuse me, a first order ship, and it was her first order ship. She was part of the first order at one time. Her and Finn connect on that. Like the whole Jedi Paxis leak was basically talking about how her and Finn were going to go on this suicide mission to stop General Pride from um, basically like replenishing his army with children from like other, you know, uh, uh, systems and things like that. And like none of that made it into the movie and none of it and, and not with that stuff, not making it into the movie. It did nothing for Finn's arc except for like him teasing that he's force sensitive the entire time. And it did absolutely nothing at all for Jana who could have been left out of the movie completely. And we could have just had Finn back together with Rose Tico, which I would have much rather preferred seeing a character that we're at least familiar with that at least had something to do in The Last Jedi, as opposed to Janna, who shows up with some fucking warthog horses, does nothing, and then uses her energy bow that's on the front cover of the Star Wars The La- the Rise of Skywalker uh, fucking visual guide, and uses it one fucking time. Like, she <laughs> literally does nothing in this movie, and I'm not saying, like, like it, it's it's Naomi Aki's fault. I'm sure she's a fine actor. They gave her nothing to do in this. They gave her nothing to do other than well, show up on Endor and say, or, or Kefvir or whatever the fuck that planet is, and say, "Hi, I've got horses. That was a shitty landing. Let's go fight Palpatine." Like it was. There was nothing, and like, well, and the part when they're on the on the Star Destroyer, and she's like, "I'm gonna stay with you, Finn." I'm like, "Is that earned? What is going <laughs> on here?" I, these <laughs> these two have not they have no chemistry at all. Yeah. Yes, well, Billy Bliss had Blitz even less to do, I think. What's that? <laughs> <laughs> I said Zori Bliss had even less to do. I, I think she was basically there as a hot toy, you know. And, uh, and yeah, I mean, they had some some chemistry between her and Poe, but at the same time, she didn't add anything to the story except give you a little background on Poe. You know, yeah, that's the thing, man. I mean, I know you were saying about like right right at the beginning of this, how you know you enjoyed the characters, like you know, the camaraderie and things like that. Like, I did enjoy Poe landing and the Millennium Falcons mostly on fire and that little interaction. That was cool, that was a really good intro to get us like back into the swing of the dynamic of the characters but poe and finn got fucking screwed in this film they don't have a character arc they don't they they don't have any kind of oh no 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 poe is now poe poe is now the general after leia's death so poe that's that's his whole arc he's the new general yeah, of, he got uh, he got an upgrade. He got a military rank, and then and then that's that's the end. It's, yeah, it, 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 and, but the thing with the with um uh, uh Janna and Finn, it was like that was like we said in the spoiler review, man. It was it was a really interesting character arc, yes. and we were all saying, oh, this is going to be awesome. They're going to be taking out ships, or they're going to be like you know like freeing captured children or something, and and nothing happened. All they did was sit in the fucking open whilst they're surrounded by these red stormtroopers, which doesn't mean red stormtroopers don't mean dick. Red stormtroopers are 
fucking white stormtroopers. None of them could hit the back of a barn door. <laughs> that they were sat out in the open Why didn't, next to the hatch. Here's the I, BB-8 was <laughs> Oh my god! One of the biggest missed opportunities of like the trilogy was like the fact that it, I think it still would have been hilarious if Finn still was not able to shoot or hit anything when he was shooting his gun. That would be hilarious. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. You know, just to go uh, uh, to touch upon what you're talking about, Dan, um, I actually really enjoyed Finn and Poe in this movie, and I, I loved them way more than I did in The Last Jedi. I think fucking Finn was sucky as hell in the fucking last jedi i think that storyline was just terrible the whole canto bite thing and as far as poe is concerned he was just an idiot in the last jedi yeah uh, there's no character arc. there's no character arc here they were basically just like the, they're almost like the same person like you couldn't yes. really distinguish poe from ben in this one but i still enjoyed them more in this because i guess you know the humor the lines and and camaraderie and all that worked for me but yeah, I no, I mean, think I, those two characters are done dirty in the Last Jedi. Yeah, I mean, I agree, man. It was, it, it, but that's the thing. I, I, you know, one of the things you do in storytelling and writing is that you you progress people, you pr- progress characters as people, and they had no progression in this, like at all. And I, I mean, I don't know if you remember on the Force Awakens episode, Finn, my favorite character in the Force Awakens, fucking love that guy, love love John, he's an absolute legend, and like to see him so short changed, well, in the Last Jedi know, especially. I mean, he was set up before we saw the Force Awakens. For a minute, we thought he was the Jedi, and yes. now he's. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he's basically no bigger than freaking C three PO. Yeah, I know. I know. It's crazy. Yeah. Um, I, also, the whole the whole Finn. Uh, apparently now Finn is definitely uh, a Force sensitive person. It's like on the uh, the official website now. So you know, it's been kind of it's canonized now that he is actually force sensitive but again instead of using it in a good way (laughs) apparently finn's force powers is that he can recognize when an electrical signal goes from an outpost to a ship they were like how do you know (laughs) how do you know that the 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 flagship is now where they're transmitting the the signal from and he goes a feeling Go fuck off, film. This bullshit. <laughs> I felt it. I felt it. Yeah, you you guys make a lot of great points about Poe. Like his arc in the last movie was learning to not be such a hot shot, impulsive jerk, and yeah. then this movie starts and he's hyper spacing without fucking targeting. So there's no lesson learned from the Last Jedi. <laughs> it's like, it's like nothing. Oh. God. Oh take my a break? God. Yeah. Yeah. Let's take a break. The only thing, let's say, I, I wish we would have had a scene if Akbar would have lived of Akbar yelling, Maverick! You know, like from. <laughs> <laughs> from so he's supposed to yell McClunky. <laughs> uh, uh, let's take a quick break. We're coming, we're going to come back. I am going to talk about an action sequence that I did really enjoy in this film when we get back.
right, we're back. You know, I wanted to talk about an action scene, but actually, real, real quick, I want what if what if they okay? One of the things that I, I guess that I I don't really feel like we they've been teasing this like raised parents thing, raised parents, raised parents thing, and I never really felt like I felt like there was real like no emotion out of, like, out of her finding out that her parents, you know, like we find out, she found out her parents were dead in the last one, but finding out that they, this Ochi guy killed them with the dagger, like, could they have handled that a little bit better? I, I felt like it was more of a reveal in this one that she was a Palpatine. I mean, could they have handled this a little bit better? And, and I'm not, I'm just throwing this out there. What if, what if there had been a scene later in the movie, like where, where we, we weren't introduced to like, like Ochi's bones in the, in the uh, caverns made by that sand snake, what if what if we would have found out that Ochi was alive and the Emperor had him there? He comes out of the shadows, and that was a whole scene. Oh, she should a hundred percent been alive. You're you're a hundred percent correct. Now there. now she's got to confront like the killer of her of her parents, the guy that killed him with the dagger. You know, I mean. Uh, w- w- that would have been a great way to tempt her into going into the dark side. Yes. Feeling like that she could actually turn to the emperor and join him because she just brutally murdered the guy. Right. It's the same as Anakin murdering this, the Tuscan Raiders to get revenge. It's her murdering, o- you know, Oko or Ochi Ocho or whatever the fuck. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I, I completely agree, dude. And also, I think that Ochi is one of the most wasted character designs in this entire thing. Uh, he was creepy as fuck when he saw him in the visions. Oh, with yeah. those weird, like, circular black eyes and those horrible, sharp teeth. He looked scary as shit. Yeah. I would love to have seen more of that. They did nothing with uh, Ochi. Ochi was just kind of like, and, uh, yeah, and another thing, like I'm glad that we got answers though about about Ochi's ship because like that was one of the biggest like confusion points that we had when we were doing our spoiler episode was like since Luke and Luke and uh, Lando did find Ochi's ship according to the spoilers, like why didn't they find the dagger? So I'm glad that that was explained. That Ochi's ship was there. They found Ochi's ship, but they never went down into the into the Sand Snake Caverns below where Ochi was. Why, why the fuck? Why was he down there? But yeah, I, don't know. I have no <laughs> idea. Um, uh, apparently, he took his his Nazi speeder down there because yeah. they spotted that he had a a hex symbol. I think they called it, which was a yeah. symbol of Sith sympathizers. Um, he took that down there for unknown reasons just so he could be on the ground dead and uh bb8 could basically say in droid i found something and ray goes yeah i know i see it and i was like how can you see that it's covered in sand he's like he has to blow all the sand off with a fucking head she felt it dan but she did feel it yeah like most of this yeah exactly yeah and again more just like bastardizing the force it just became a plot point when they couldn't figure out how the hell to like do, like do anything or explain anything they go oh it's the force it's fine well, fuck you well, i thought i thought holding that dagger at the exact precise spot and lining it up with the remnants of the death star was like an even further stretch oh what the you goonies mean- moment <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> Yeah, the, the Goonies moment where where the Death Star remnants. A lot of people exp- uh, complained that the Death Star was annihilated. It should have like evaporated on reentry to the planet. Let's suspend disbelief for a minute and say that those that wreckage is there. Those waves were 
hella fucking violent and none of that wreckage would have stayed where it was for yeah. however many years and like so that's dumb so the knife is dumb completely but who's um, the guy who's the guy that originally went out there with the knife when it wasn't cut laser cut yet <laughs> And like some Sith guy, and who's the guy? Like he drew that. He had to draw, and then they had to take it somewhere and get it laser cut so that it fit. And then they had yeah. to go back there to make sure that. <laughs> <laughs> that was uh, that was Snoke number three hundred and eighty-two. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, you can just imagine like the waves keep shifting it, and you have to go back and get it redone. I did. Actually, I, I, every day on that planet was calm and peaceful, nary a storm until that day, and Ray showed up. I was hoping that fucking Tom Hanks from Castaway was going to show up right next to her when she was on the skimmer. It was well uh, sad. Yeah, and then maybe <laughs> maybe Mark Wahlberg and George Clooney from The Perfect Storm were on her right. I don't know, but um, I. I did like the action sequence that I, I, I really enjoyed in this movie was the, the 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 troopers that were chasing them on Pisana when they were on those uh, those uh, those speeders or what, what, oh, what the jet troopers yeah they fly now. yeah yeah we saw we all saw that in the trailer but I did think that that whole action sequence was done quite well I had a I had a and that one stormtrooper that they shoot at and he goes flying off and hits <laughs> that rock wall he hit that so hard I died laughing. Yeah, yeah, that was that funny. Was that, that, really that's comical. the hardest I heard you laugh the whole movie. With that story, <laughs> it was. Died. It was really funny. It was like a deflated balloon. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. It was uh, like they, an Indiana Jones sequence almost. It reminded me of kind of the Last Crusade tank sequence. Just, yeah. it, it was a good action sequence where it, you really felt like the kinetic energy that things could get hit or fall apart and break and die. Like it didn't just feel like a bunch of special effects i'm glad they gave bb-8 something to do in that sequence but i felt like the droids other than c-3po really were given nothing like r2d2 literally does nothing in this movie well he does you know back up c-3po's uh memory so uh he didn't back it up he didn't back it up in this movie that was a previous fucking movie off screen that he backed it up he just fucking (laughs) uploaded that shit into him Oh yeah, I know. Oh, and then all the fucking, all the rumors about C-3PO fighting in the battle using the bowcaster, it was all just when Rey found the bowcaster, the bandolier, and she hands it to fucking C-3PO. She hands it, and he carries it. He fucking carries it. That's all he- Carry this, servant droid. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's not exactly um yeah buffet. Oh, I don't know. It, oh God. <laughs> yeah, I think there were some rewrites going on here because they had uh, C-3PO with the bowcaster on like a poster somewhere too. Mm-hmm. It was really yes. Yeah. It was it was it's one of the promotional posters that were coming out for like a store or something like that. And he's holding the bowcaster, and it's the first time we got the shots. Of the Sith troopers, the red Sith troopers, and and we get C three PO holding the bowcaster, and so I think I definitely think somewhere along the lines, like that's what confused people and thought that you know C three PO was going to be fighting in the battle using the bowcaster, and um, and because well, was, and he didn't have the, he didn't have the red eyes, so we yeah. knew that he he had come back and he had the regular eyes. Go ahead, Tristan. No, I was just going to say that that image in conjunction with the clips of him having the red eyes, everyone thought that he was going to turn into a battle droid. 
Yeah. I mean, it, it, this is what the second fake out death, is that right? Yeah. We had Chewie getting blown up. Oh no, five seconds later, he's not blown up. And then also we skip back to the scene where, you know, Ray Finn and Poe, they're all talking about, oh yeah, we're going to do it for Chewie. No one gave a fuck in that scene. That, that was, it was like, they didn't even care. They, they didn't even care about C3PO, like the whole time. No, like, give a shit. The whole, that, that's what, that's what, unfortunately, that's what didn't work for me in that whole scene when, like, they're making fun of C3PO this whole time. Like, let's crack his head open. Let's do this. Let's, like, and, and then when he says, I'm taking one final look at my friends, I'm just like, I'm not buying it in that moment, Ooh. not because of, not because of the performance by Anthony Daniels I, a, a, a playing C-3PO. I'm not buying it because of the way they've been treating C-3PO this entire time. Yeah, yeah they're not his <laughs> fucking, like, legit don't like him. Yeah, yeah. They're, not, yeah. they're not his fucking friends, man. It's yeah. like he's known him for, what, like a year, something like that? Yeah. Those aren't his fucking friends. They're about to basically terminate the guy. It's, <laughs> it's crap. It's uh, absolute crap. I oh, did love... I did love the hug between Lando and Chewie, though. Oh, God, that was great. That was cool. That was very good. Yeah, I would say, aside from the creepy line that Lando did at the end, I really liked Lando in this film. I, I really enjoyed, like, it, I mean, just having Billy D. Williams back was great. And, um, yeah, the hug. And he was like, Chewie! Like, really excited. Like, yeah. um, like when Chewie saw Luke for the first time, it was that. We had almost, like, when Mark Hamill did that line in The Last Jedi... You could almost like hear like the young Luke coming out again when he saw Chewie. It was, yeah, and like Lando was the same man. He was like Chewie, and they have the big hug. And I thought there was going to be more to Lando, though. I mean, he yeah. really just felt like a, a video game. There was character on the on the you know when he pops up and says, "Hey, you know, save your life. Here's where you got to go." There was you know, a lot like more. There was a in the original, like in the Jedi Paxis leaks and stuff that they were planning. There was a lot more to Lando going on in this movie. Lando basically blamed himself for his daughter Jana in the I guess what I'm hearing was the original script for being kidnapped because like while he was gone doing this mission with Luke that's when you know the first order came in and swooped up on the planet where his daughter was and took her away and so like yeah. that was supposed to be the original story is that like Lando since this has been and this is why Lando didn't show up you know at the end of the last film in the and when when they put out the call even though he's a general in this film and he and 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 they all know who he is he's he's legendary but like the reason he was not supposed to have shown up in that film is because he was staying on the planet waiting for his daughter to come back if she ever found her way back there kind of like Rey staying on Jakku waiting for her parents that was yeah. never addressed in the movie and i think like I, I don't know i guess you do have to pick and choose stuff that you throw into this movie but like if you're ever gonna have a movie be longer i guess this could have been that film this movie it moves i'll be honest with you like it moves it never stops like every time i see i've seen it four times and every time i've seen it like this movie moves it does not feel like a two hour and 15 minute movie or whatever like it moves and, yeah. and I would honestly say that's a problem because you don't have any of the slowdown, yes. the slowdown of the pace that we don't get any of those character moments. We don't get Luke talking to, you know, obviously it's not going to be Luke, but as an example, we don't get Luke talking to Ben on Dagobah. We don't get any training except for like the, the very brief Ray bit at the beginning. The you know, only reason have, she fucking, the moments. only reason she goes training is to get the fuck away from Leia who can only say three things. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
man. It's like the... talking to Amazon Echo. <laughs> it was so bad. On the Lando front, I, I thought it would have been really cool if they would have had a nod to one of the only cool conceits from Solo and had L3, like, kind of Easter egg. Is it, L- is it L7 pod. or L3? L3 something. I, I don't know. Uh, but, you know, the droid. Yeah. Thing. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But they they made like, never had nothing of that moment, and he's back on the he's on the back Falcon. on the he's back on the Falcon. Yeah, exactly. Right? That would really like cool. have to have that moment where he got to the cockpit and really kind of yeah. like almost like the Han Solo bit in Force Awakens yeah. where we're home. But they hated like, they hated the more subtle than that. But they hated put his hand on it. They hated to the, mention that that was his shit. Well, they fucking hated the fact they hated Solo so much that they didn't want to even acknowledge the fact of anything that happened in that film. Even even Leia, when she dies, is not holding Han Solo's dice. She's holding her fucking medal. <laughs> yeah, no, exactly. Oh, quick question for you guys, because this is something that I kind of struggled with. Brian, you might be able to answer this because you've said it four times, but. It, what is the timeline of Lando and Luke looking for Ochi's ship compared with what we know about in The Force Awakens, which is that he's been exiled for 30 years? So is he secretly going out with Lando and they're doing these little missions on the on the down low to look for this stuff? So, what is okay. that? It, yeah, this is one I would have to have a little bit more time, but let's try to work this out the best that we can. So this definitely happens after the death of Ray's parents, correct? Yeah, cool. So yes, yeah, I'm trying to work this out. So Ray, when we first meet her as a, like a little girl, we're talking about how old is she when her parents die? Maybe eight, six, seven, six, seven. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. By the time, by the time we meet her in, the Force Awakens, she's 19. So, and Kylo, just Kylo, I believe, when by the time we meet him in The Force Awakens is 32. I could be wrong. You guys don't quote me on all this stuff. But Ray is 19. So, um, we're looking at a difference of, what is it? So six, about seven years. So somewhere, I, and by the time in this movie, she's 20. And we know that Luke has been exiled on Octo for how long? I would say thirty years. He said how long? Thirty years. No, he was, no. Years. Okay, no, 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 no. Kylo and uh, and Kylo was being trained by by Luke. I mean, uh, you know what I mean. So, and I think up until I think before the Force Awakens, I think was it. I'm trying to think of when Kylo turned, was it six to eight years before Kylo turned? Oh God, we're not going to figure this out guys. Right. <laughs> the internet says 14 years. Luke was in a exile. Really? That doesn't make sense yeah. to me. Oh, since what a Kylo surprise. And, since Kylo and slaughter of the Jedi was less than 14 years ago and Luke went into exile shortly afterwards, we can conclude that Luke has been in exile for less than 14 years as well. Yeah. Right. So basically that doesn't make sense. Yeah. But apart from that, like, say, let, let, let's give JJ the benefit of the doubt on this. He fucked up with his maths, whatever. That ship has been sat on Pasana for however many fucking years, and yet no one has scavenged it. It's perfectly working. Yeah, it's a little bit... Fucking cry. It's oh, my God. Right. If that ship was on Jakku, it would have been stripped. 
Yep. Dude, it's like in the Mandalorian. Like he leaves his bloody ship for like ten minutes, and the Jawas are all over it. Well, it's like oh, another thing I wanted to point out is like Pablo Hidalgo swore up and down, and I love Pablo Hidalgo. Don't get me wrong, but Pablo Hidalgo swore up and down that that ship that we saw in the trailer was was not the ship that yeah was not the ship that Ray's parents used, and that that's. Totally, Ochi's ship was the same ship. Ray, even when she saw it, she's like, "I recognize this ship," you know. And we find out that that yeah. was the ship that, uh, yeah, her parents used to drop her off on yeah. Jakku. Also, what, what, JJ what, what, taught him that move. It's the con move. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> the lie move. Oh so, man, JJ of, taught the, the Russos as well. Apparently, <laughs> one of one of the things that I thought they could uh, kind of condense this a little bit better and leave more moments for uh, story and things like that is just like drop the second wayfinder. Like in it, as the way the story plays out, yes, we wouldn't get the the um, the Raylo. The, lightsaber fight on the you know ocean moon and all that sort of stuff but it turns out they never needed it in the first place because dio has been to exegol because ochi has been there and they plug him in and they find out where exegol is this is towards the end of the film but they can't get through you know the gravity wells and all the asteroids and things like that so they never needed the second wayfinder in the first place because dio was there but and uh, that's that's a big like fucking gaping another gaping pothole for me is that you don't need all these MacGuffins. You could have streamlined it a hell of a lot more and made like more interesting character moments and had people together for longer because Dio knows where Exegol is and they find out right at the very end. And then that bit of information becomes completely redundant because five seconds later they go, Oh look, Ray's showing us where it is. <laughs> She's the, to pilot the fucking X-Wing to it. All you need to it's do, like, all you need to do is have the emperor, since the emperor has been talking this entire time to Kylo, have him speak to Kylo, show him where Exegol is. The next thing that you need to have to do is basically you have, you throw Lando in there and Lando talks about, you know, Ochi ship and Lando talks about, you know, know um you know the de- like this they're looking for this sith artifact and all this stuff and then they end up finding you know the the, the dagger and the, the then the dagger leads them to exegol like you don't need the two fucking wayfinders no yeah. I, it's, it's just weird man it's like you said about the skiff earlier as well that was something that pissed me off as well ray's been on a fucking desert planet for her entire life and the people that live on that planet say, no, 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 we shouldn't go now. We'll go in the morning because the sea is incredibly rough. And she's like, nah, fuck that noise. And she just jumps on a skiff, which is essentially a boat that she's never used before. And she manages to navigate her way to the fucking yeah, Death Star. In- she, she's giving out like <laughs> sailor terminology. She's like, I'm just going to loosen the jib. And I'm like, what? Yeah. what? No, I'm it's kidding. Like- that That never happened, Dan. I, but like. I know, but, but you could imagine her saying it because know. she knows everything. It's <laughs> she watched a YouTube video. She doesn't know how to sail. It's like, and the people that live there tell her she shouldn't go because it's dangerous. Yet she jumps on it, ignores everybody, and she manages to get there. It's it's just so. It it's just fine does Ray. Yeah, I know. Stupid question. Next question. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> yeah, you can do anything. Yeah. 
Yeah, I didn't understand, like, if the Emperor can be all these voices inside of Kylo's head, like, I would have thought a better motivation is that he make himself be the voice of his granddaughter and really fucking spin Kylo for a fucking crazy one. Like, that would have been way more interesting. Like, have Kylo think that Rey is just completely wants nothing to do with him or, or just whatever, you know, really manipulate the situation in an interesting way that I care about getting these two characters back together again, halfway through the movie again. So I don't know. It was just, it's weird. It's like they wrote it and they just linked all these things together. They shit on the last Jedi. They shit on their own damn film, which I was very surprised about just to do fan service and all the rest of it. And they just stuck with it. It's after obviously um, the previous writer and director left, but it, it, it's just, oh man, I just don't understand. Chewie, one of my favorite Star Wars characters of all time, went out like a fucking bitch. When, like on, on a, when they were in Ochi's ship, Ray does the whole thing with a TIE fighter, and Finn says, I've, he says, uh, was it, uh, Poe says to him, give me a hand over here, and he says, Chewie, go get Ray back. So Chewie goes out, he walks around the corner, there's two Knights of Ren, who we know nothing about, and then off screen, <laughs> off, <cool>. off screen, <laughs> he gets kidnapped. And it's like, at least show us him putting up some sort of a fight, something. He's a goddamn legacy character for crying out loud. And then the next thing you know, he's like in chains and he's like being led onto the transporter. It's like, should we have fuck all to do in this? Also, his reaction to Leia, like dying, was. I know you guys were saying earlier that you you like you like that you felt a bit. I thought that was laughable. That just like top, and smashing the floor <laughs> and holding his head. Just, no, just I like him getting stop. the medal. Oh, the the, the that, Leia that, death scene. I, yeah, hold on. Let me. Can I throw this out there? This is JJ also saying fuck the comic books because yep. in the Chewbacca comic we find out that Chewie did get a medal. We don't know. Yep. They never show him getting the medal, but he got a medal, and it's in the Chewbacca comic book, and it's that girl that he helps protect and uh, on that on that planet when his, and, and then at the end of that series, he gives her the medal that he got. Is yep. this is this like the Disney canon? Yes, this comic. is Marvel comics. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's all canon. That, those, that, those things sound a- worth ignoring now. Well, that doesn't surprise me at well, all because JJ, with the whole they fly now, they fly now joke, which was shit, um, that didn't make me laugh it's in at the all. Poe Dameron comic. It, it, yeah, yeah. They, they, they've come yeah. across them before. And yeah. it's like, like JJ and Kathleen Kennedy, they don't know what the fuck they're putting out. They don't know the extended universe, because that's why they canned it. They don't even know their own material they're putting out. Well, it's in the ridiculous. yeah, in the beginning, um, Kathleen Kennedy and Disney were saying that everything was going to be related. The books, the comics, everything is yeah. canon. And then Pablo Hidalgo came out saying, "Oh, if it contradicts the movie, then it's not canon." <laughs> oh, come oh, on, good one. This is one hundred percent correct, unless it isn't, and then it isn't. <laughs> Like I, 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 I mean, I know you guys don't care for the dice, and I was never like a huge fan. And I'm not talking about Andrew Dice Clay, the comic from the eighties. <laughs> I love the Dice Man. I mean, he's not PC in today's terms, but for his time, he was very, 
influential in the world of comedy. But anyway, the dice, the gold dice that fucking Han Solo had in the Solo movie and we saw him in The Last Jedi, definitely a Ryan Johnson thing and a Ryan Johnson thing where he was trying to make it work for, you know, the, the Solo, uh, you know, anthology film. But like, I don't know, like, wh- I know you guys don't care for it, but like, would that have worked better and better? Excuse me. Had, had Maz Kanata, who also, I'll be honest with you, was basically just like a voice, uh, a voice for Leia in this Next movie. Oh, yeah. yeah. Every time Leia would fucking like had a, any look on her face. I'm surprised Maz Kanata was like, I, I think Leia ate some bad jalapeno poppers <laughs> earlier and she's got acid indigestion right now. What she's trying to say right yeah. now is. But see, like, <laughs> exactly. Maz Kanata was Leia's ventriloquist doll. No shit. This entire fucking film. But like, would it have been even, would it, I don't know. I guess for people that always wanted to see Chief we get his medal that's fine but like she could have just handed like leia i think it would have been more impactful at the end for leia to be holding han's dice yeah, in my they opinion were more important to han than the medal yes was. yes um even it, leia holding han's dice at the end and then and then you know fucking then maz Kanata hands chewy the dice like, and I get it. You can make the argument that Chewie never got his fucking medal. But on the flip side, these are, these are the dice that these, that, that Han, that Han Solo had. They ended up with Leia and now Leia dies. Now they're, and now it's given to Chewie. So I don't know. I don't, what, you guys what really tell me. really made me laugh about the whole medal thing was, was as the, the end credits were just coming up and Chewie's there explaining to some red coat how he got yeah. the medal. Oh, it's, oh, it's, uh, it's C3PO. He, it's C3PO. <laughs> He's showing the medal. Yeah. yeah it's like, look, I got this for doing I, this thing up in the sky. I was like, oh my God. Yeah. Two years later. <laughs> it wrapped up every character arc. Oh, God. So, <laughs> yeah. so what's, uh, what's the deal with Luke's magic lightsaber? Oh, with the, with, the with one the, question they never answered. With the Maz Kanata, how she, how she yeah. got in possession of the light. And never then, answered, and then man. Suddenly got put back together after The Last Jedi. Is it magic? Does it just return every, like, oh, fucking, that's the one thing that wound me up about the whole fucking thing. I want to know how that lightsaber came back into her possession. Stupid question. Next question. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, JJ. I won't ask another one. Read the rise of the resistance. I, did, I, I think it would have been cool. I would think. I think it would have been cool to see Ray make her lightsaber too. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah, yeah. that would have been awesome. I don't, we've never seen that in a film. Did we? you guys notice that that she turned it on not with a button but a dial? It looked like. Yeah. yeah she you're right. You're right. Dial at the top. That's yeah. cool. Yeah, hmm. that would have been way too slow paced no, for this we, movie. We Ray building it. her lightsaber. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We haven't seen that. We were going to see it in in the deleted scene on Return of the Jedi. Well, like yeah. it, it could have sold some more tickets to the fucking Star Wars Galaxy Land, where you can build your own lightsaber. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It would, it, would it would have been a great excuse for some like moody John Williams music too. Mm. Nice. Oh, I also. I also did okay. not see the um, – there was the rumor that the Bad Robot, J.J. Uh, Abrams' uh, production company, the Bad Robot mascot was going to show up in Bab- Babu Frick's droid factory. And I have looked up and down that scene when they're in the droid factory, and I never saw the Bad Robot. So I don't think it made it into the film. No, I didn't see either. Um, Tristan, I was going to say you might want to like read. Will you say read Rise Rise of the Resistance, the little prequel book that came before? 
I haven't read it, but I'm just I'm pretty sure a lot of crap is in there about yeah, what happened nothing. to the lightsaber yeah. and all that. Nope, not a damn thing. The only also, thing that there you find out that Snap Wesley is Wedge Antilles' stepson. Also what? Kirby. I mean, I mean, also Kirby. You know, even if you did find out what it was, if it was wrong according to the films, then it doesn't oh, fucking yeah. matter anyway. Did you know? <laughs> did you guys know that fucking uh, Wedge, like the actor Wedge, is like related to uh, Ewan McGregor? Yeah. Yes. Young- oh yeah, yeah. They're they're all like uncle or it's yeah. like his uncle. Yeah. 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 Now, now I know cool. we've been I know we've been like shitting on this pretty hard, but there was. There, I, I genuinely really liked Pasana. Oh, I loved Pasana. And then we got the fucking like, uh, what was it? What's that festival you guys have over there? Um, that was a fire Burning festival. Man. That was oh, the fire yeah, festival. Burning, Burning Man. Burning, Burning Man. Man. Yeah. yeah. I, I thought you were saying Firefest, and all the Pasana people, <laughs> they were all eating those <laughs> shitty cheese sandwiches. <laughs> <laughs> no, but uh, yeah, I, I love Pasana, man. I thought that was great. I love. I loved all the visuals. I loved all of the the aliens and uh, those man, little those little cool. kids watching that play, dude, were adorable. Yeah. Yeah, exactly, yeah. and it was like it, it, that was that was like just that Star Wars to me. That is that that more Star Wars goodness, and I, you know I wanted more of that. And like you were saying, like the 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 action scene with the um the the speeders and stuff. Yeah, that was oh, and, the, and the stormtroopers. It was fun, you know. If you if you ignore the the thing they've seen them before, whatever, it's fine. But the action yeah. scene was good. And that whole bit, Persona to when they found when they landed in the uh, the sinking sand. Yeah, that was great. It was all that was all Star Wars. Can I just it, yeah, that, and that's why I liked it. You know, that's it was. I felt Star Wars. I felt the cover band. You know, like playing the greatest hits. And and when you shut your mind off to the stupid writing, it was an enjoyable film. No, I get it, dude. I, I just want to know. I just want to know why Poe thought that Claude could fix the compressor from surging when he's got no arms. <laughs> Well, he did it with his eye, I seem to remember. <laughs> he, like, looked at it, and it started sparking. Oh, man. What a Claude. What a, what a wasted character, right? I mean... <laughs> I, I hated that character. He was, like, the character that would just pop up and scream a couple times. <laughs> uh, how, like, how did he... Like, I wouldn't even let him join the Resistance. He really... <laughs> he can't do anything. Was he, was he using, like, the antennas on his head? I I I have no I I don't think he was doing anything. I don't you can guarantee for a fact that he wasn't on crate because he would have melted. <laughs> I like how I like how Babu Frick's last name is censored. <laughs> Babu. Oh Frick! What the Frick? Uh, one another thing which again was just kind of inconsistency was Ray uh, getting Luke's X-wing. As far as we understood in the in the Last Jedi, that thing was fucked. It was broken. It was all like rusted to hell because it had been in the sea, and he couldn't leave because it was busted. Wait, but did then he it, say it was busted? Well, yeah, that was that was the whole point. It was that, like oh, he I... crashed into the sea to fuck oh. it up. Because I mean, it, you know, it, it landed in a swamp on Dagobah, and it took him oh. weeks to fix it. And it's been in the sea for what we were saying, what fourteen years. Kirby was saying earlier yep. when he exiled himself, fourteen oh, years 
of rust damage, and then they they bring it out, and it's spick and span, and they don't have to fucking work on it or anything. It's just got a little bit of seaweed on it. Fuck <laughs> you. <laughs> just more than Luke has been working on it the whole time. That's what he's been oh, doing clearly. in his spare yeah. time. Yeah, clearly, because apparently Force Ghosts can now affect the fucking physical world. So, you know, whatever. He definitely can, yeah. Well, he can yeah. catch a lightsaber, he can lift his X-Wing. Yeah. Oh, uh, uh, okay. Force Dyad. The whole Force Dyad. Yeah. Thing. The, the, the grabbing of the necklace, the passing of the lightsaber. What do you guys think of that? Well, I mean, that, that okay, the Force Dyad and the physical bond that they have are completely... They're the same thing, but they're also not the same thing. I, I want to say that that was introduced in The Last Jedi. Ryan Johnson first introduced that because there's that yeah. scene where, you know, like she's in the rain and, you know, they touch hands and he pulls his hand back and he's got rain on his hand. So, like, that physical connection existed in that movie. I thought, honestly, I thought that that was – I really enjoyed that kind of stuff. I thought I thought the lightsaber battles were pretty cool when they were bouncing back from place to place. And, like, you know, I thought it was cool when he grabbed the necklace. They found out she was on Pasana. That's part of the stuff, like, that that I really enjoyed. I don't think that you really need to come out and say and call it a forced dyad, though. And then And then when they call it a forced dyad, then they don't expound upon it. You know what I mean? So it's... Yeah, some explanation would have been good for that. Um... But yeah, I mean, I, I was fine with it. It was the whole, I, I, I think it's dumb, but it's been, it's been, you know, canonized in, in The Last Jedi. One of the things that they did actually take from The Last Jedi. But so I, I was, I was actually alright with it. Cause I was, I just thought, ah, oh, well, you know, we've seen it happen, but I just wish that they'd both kind of explored it instead of, him just grabbing the necklace and it's suddenly turning up and then CSIing it and going, oh yeah, on Pasana. <laughs> it's like, oh my god, this fucking movie. <laughs> yep. Yeah, I, I oh my god, wouldn't it have been awkward cool. if it, it would have been seriously awkward if he missed the necklace and he accidentally grabbed her breast. Yeah, I saw I saw lots of uh, fanfic people talking about that on Twitter. Like, do you think that he grazed her breast as he took it? And oh, people getting all excited and getting boners over it. Oh, <laughs> it's it's not hot enough. enough that he's forced choking her with the necklace. Jeez, people. <laughs> yeah, so, oh yeah, for, thank you very much for that meme that you sent me earlier with the Mandalorian. Yeah, that was Dex new low. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's you know it, I, I was okay with that, but I just again it's it's all these new force powers and stuff which have been brought in like the force healing and the dyad and all that sort of stuff. Bring it in, hundred percent. Bring it in and expand the mythology, but tell us what the fuck is going on. It's like we've had years and years of uh, force powers and training and meditation all being explained. It's all still canon. Well, yeah, and they didn't and, do yeah, anything. Just, they didn't do anything with the Jedi text to back any of this stuff up. You know what I mean? It's I, like uh, yeah. you you introduce the Jedi text, and like you know, it, it, like even in even in the Lucas films, like they introduced like the Force Ghost for the. We didn't. We had no idea back in the day that you know uh, Obi Wan Kenobi was going to come back as a fucking invisible blue Force Ghost. You know what I mean? Yeah. A, a transparent. Yeah, exactly. and, and so yeah, like yeah. you can introduce that stuff. And, and then, and then, of course, when in the prequels, we find out that Qui Gon Jinn was the one that you know figured that all out. But like, um, I feel like they just introduced a lot, too much, too you know, too much, too quick. Like, 
you know, the dyad, which, which really they didn't explain. And I feel like in the original versions, they explained it more than they took it out. Then they put it back in. And it's just, it's very confusing, the dyad. And, uh, and even confused. Go ahead. Was anyone confused as to why Leia took like a half an hour to actually transcend into the force and was like actually physical? Dude, 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 here's the thing. I think, I think honestly, I, connect it to I, 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 that, that this bothered me. I'm glad you brought this up. This bothered me the entire film. I was hoping that when, you know, Kylo has the memory of Han Solo that talks to him as he's uh, you know, after after Ray has left and and uh, you know, brings him back to being Ben. When he when he talks, I was hoping that that was Leia talking through that was Leia talking through an avatar of of Han. And, and, and that actually makes more sense to me for it to be that. Because if this is a memory of, of Han Solo, why at the end when he's getting ready to say, dad, I love you. Why does Han look at him and say, I know? That's a thing that he shared between Leia. Like, I was hoping that, like, mm-hmm. I was hoping that immediately after this scene, then we would have seen Leia go away. And it would have, like, it would have registered in our heads, like, oh, that was Leia talking, because they can't do any more new Carrie Fisher stuff. Because that's pretty brilliant. Yeah. Like that was Leia talking to her son and healing him through an avatar of the man she loved and then giving that closure to Ben through an avatar of Han Solo. And I, 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 I that's what I wanted. This whole memory shit drove me kind of crazy especially at the end <laughs> where he says i know which it's that w- that's that's that used been a lot better actually it's you used know, if she, if, yeah because it's yeah, used for fan service solo stage, yeah mm-hmm. oh go ahead go ahead yeah i think that's brilliant I, I didn't think about that but they could have had all the dialogue that jj wanted carrie to say just through han yes and you know he could have said you know your mother would have said this or your mother feels this way or something like that yeah. you know yeah. Well, and we would have known that it was her if they would have cut yeah. immediately to her disappearing after that moment. Yeah. And it's almost yeah. like it's almost like when like, like the force projection at the end of uh, Last Jedi, right? Yeah. And basically, yeah. Yeah. It, it, because exactly, exactly, exactly. Because and 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 there's a there's a, a line by Maz Kanata because Leia can't say it because they got to have Maz talk for her. She's her <laughs> fucking mouthpiece. But there's a line by Maz Kanata in this movie where Maz is like Leia knows what she needs to do and it's going it, to it's going to, you know, it's take all of her strength or whatever it's it is. Going to take all of her strength. And I was thinking like, yeah, send that force projection of Han out there as like an avatar to talk to him because it didn't look like it wasn't a force ghost. It just looked like fucking Han and it could have been Leia talking through that projection and then she could have gone away. But see what happens is Kylo disappears and then they cut to her disappearing underneath the blanket. And it's almost like, I don't know, like was she just waiting for him to go to, you know, like the force to, to, to be a force ghost and wait for him. 
That, as far as I understand it, it comes uh, it comes into the vision that Leia had, which is where we get the flashback of young Luke, young Leia. And she says about the reason that she stops her Jedi, Jedi training in the film, which isn't the reason that we got in the spoilers, which is a much better reason that she's pregnant. Yeah. Even though that completely conflicts with well, what said. Well, well in, in this movie, it was her last day of training, so she was a Jedi master by the end of this. Yeah, even though in The Force Awakens she didn't do any Jedi training. Um, <laughs> and, uh, but she she came up with a premonition that um, that she would uh, – her sort of, you know, destiny is going to cause the death of um, – fuck, who was it? I don't know if it was Ben. It might have been Ben. And and that someone else would wield her lightsaber and, Ray. and end it all. Ray would finish so her story. It, Ray would finish what she yes. started. Yeah, it was Ray. Yes. Yeah, exactly, man. So, so Ray, so after Ray comes back to life and Kylo dies, it's kind of like the end of Leia's journey. And that was why she disappeared. That's what I understand from the film. Well, awesome. So, Your body hung out for a little while longer. Cool. Yeah, exactly. And also, again, more, more <laughs> Force mythology bastardizing of, you know, people that aren't trained in that particular skill, they don't get to disappear. You know, we haven't seen anything like that. Fucking Vader never disappeared after he killed the Emperor and turned to the light side. And then, you know, Luke had to burn his body for his force ghost to eventually appear. But no, Ben, the guy, as Brian said earlier, that done all this heinous shit, he did one good thing and... As soon as he was dead, it was like get rid of him so she can't get him back. It was the only thing you can say about that is that the track record shows that any sacrifice made enables that disappearance of body and ascension to Force Ghost because Obi Wan sacrificed himself. Except Luke sacrificed himself. Oh my god! Well, I should have disappeared three. I should have disappeared three times because I sacrificed myself watching this movie four times. (laughs) (laughs) And yet you tasted it. I tasted it, and I still do taste it because I did. I did have fun. it, It is a Star Wars. It feels very Star Wars. But on the flip side, it's like it doesn't have. Like that, um, and I'm not pussing out with my fucking, I will still, I will probably watch this movie again and again and again. It's just, it's, it's one of those things where I feel like it, he just, he missed the landing, but there was still like what Tristan yeah. said, there's enough Star Wars in this for me to still enjoy it at the end of the day. It's not yeah. a complete, it's not a complete shit storm it, 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 at the end of the day. Yes, it is. <laughs> and that's where my Tupperware comes from because I, I, I give Tupperwares to, uh, based upon rewatchability. And for me, personally, I know for a fact I'm going to watch this shit like 10 times. At, yeah, I'm, you know, I'm, so. never, I'm, never going to watch any of this trilogy ever again i have the fourth awakens <laughs> and the last jedi on blu-ray and i'm going to burn them in a ceremony just like now you don't need to burn them oh, you know, they'll, they'll disappear when revenge of the sith came out dan hi what was that, what was that dude you're me when Revenge of the Sith came out. Yeah, exactly, but I mean, I was just saying to Jake on break that this this clusterfuck of a film has made me appreciate the prequels so much more. It wasn't what I wanted in the prequels, but at least George Lucas had the fucking cojones to stay with what he believed to be true for the story. Well, and this it. is just a random bullshit fan yeah, service but like, the, retcon the, crap. George Lucas got to do all three fucking films. Like, you know what I mean? So it's like, it's not like the George did the, 
not like George just did the first one. Then they brought in fucking Steven Spielberg to do the second. And then they brought George back. Like this yeah, was probably, yeah, probably a good idea to actually have a fucking plan before you make a trilogy yeah. for the biggest franchise that ever existed. I think the they did. And it just, it went that, that plan fucking, it yeah. went to shit with whatever happened, whatever transpired between, uh, Kathleen Kennedy and Colin Trevorrow, which I, I mean, that was not easy for her because, you know, she's very, she's very close. Her, Kathleen and her husband are very close. You know, Frank Marshall, they're, they're very close to Steven Spielberg and Trevorrow is a hand-picked director from Steven Spielberg. Like, that's the guy that Steven Spielberg said, I'm going to give you the keys to the Jurassic Park films. And so, you know, this guy did Safety Not Guaranteed, and then then they give him this huge Jurassic Park movie, Jurassic World, which turns out to be a bill, makes a bit, makes a billion dollars. Huge fucking movie. And, and then, and then, it was, it dude, this is just like not an ideal situation for Kathleen Kennedy to be in where she's got to no. fire a guy that is handpicked by like the guy who founded Amblin Entertainment, which she's yeah, also a founder in. You remember why she fired him, though. I mean, it happened right after Book of Henry tanked. It was not, I don't think it was anything to do with Book of Henry. I don't think it was anything to do with Book of Henry. I think that that just happens to be a coincidence. I think it was because they didn't like the script from Derek Connolly. And Derek Connolly is Colin Trevorrow's guy. And they wanted Derek Connolly out of there. They wanted to keep Trevorrow on, but they wanted to bring in somebody new, like a Kasdan. They wanted to bring in somebody to punch up the script and do it a little bit different. But fucking Trevorrow says, well, you know what? I'm not getting rid of Connolly. And, and I'm going to stay on this movie. You're going to have to, you're going to have to fire me. I'm not leaving. They're trying to do this thing where it's going to come out where it was creative differences. And Trevorrow just wasn't having it. He wasn't leaving and he wasn't, he wasn't willing to get rid of, uh, Derek Connolly. And then, um, and, and then finally they just had to get rid of Trevorrow altogether and bring on somebody. I, I don't think, I don't think it's that book of Henry stuff, man. And I could be wrong, but everything I've ever heard is not because it was connected to that book of Henry stuff. Because I don't think that that book of Henry stuff has ever stopped Trevorrow from doing anything. He's back on Jurassic World. So. Yeah. And there's a track record of Kat- Kathleen Kennedy firing people that she didn't agree with their creative direction on a Star Wars project, too. This would be the third time. Yeah. So, and Josh and Trank, Phil Lord, Chris Miller. <laughs> I mean, look at. Look at um uh fuck well, Rogue it. One as well. We, Rogue they, one is what they I did, of, but yeah. they didn't like that. Never officially came out that they fired um um, Jared, um Gareth Evan, Evans, uh, but they did, and they brought in was it is it Tony Gilroy? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They Tony Gilroy did finish that film. Yeah, yeah. It it's almost almost seems like Kathleen Kennedy might actually be a slight problem because she doesn't like <laughs> some direct, directors and artists' representation of this uh, this franchise that they apparently love so much. But yeah, stupid question. Next question. It's it, it it. She is the problem, man. It's not. It's, you know what? I think she. I think she gets it now. It's just a little too yeah. late. Because I yeah. think the direction of things now, as far as, you know, the Mandalorian and all that and giving the director freedom, you know, I think they're on the right track. But, yeah, you did kind of screw over the trilogy, the main trilogy I mean, that everyone cares about. We uh, we as, as fans and everything, I mean, I'll, I'll be honest, man, I've 
loved having this conversation with you guys. This is this is awesome. And also, I mean, I would love to say to anyone listening to this as well, having a laugh about the mistakes and also, but also reveling in the stuff that you enjoy. That's the way to enjoy this film. Don't don't fucking hate on people that love it. You don't hear me having a go at Tristan or anything like that. Yes, we agree and disagree on different things, but we're not biting each other's heads off. You know, it, it, not at all. This is just no, and I and I completely understand why people don't like it. I'm just telling my side is that I I just shut off my brain to that shit yeah. and just and, enjoy um, the Star Wars. Yeah, exactly, exactly, dude. Yeah. You love it because it's Star Wars. That's why you like yeah. it. And if it was up to me, if it was up to me as just a personal opinion, um, I would say if they wanted to do another trilogy, give it to John Favreau, give it to Deborah Chow, and just. Like let them fucking run wild with it because I say fuck trilogies. I, I'm, I'm yes, serious. yes, yes, you know? yes, yes, exactly. Man. That's yeah, what Kath- let them get on with it. Kathleen Kennedy gets that though. Like she recently said that I th- she this is her quote. I think it gives us more open ended view of storytelling and doesn't lock us into this three act structure. We're not going to have some finite number and fit it into a box. We're really going to let that the story dictate that. Listen, like, yeah, like she. I think she gets it. I mean, some great things have come out of this. So you, you get, Dan, you're acting like she's just made fucking shit. It's just been shit this entire time. It has not. It basically has. No, if I go back, if I go back, fucking, if I go back, you did let, you Tupperware The Force Awakens, and you can say whatever you want to now about how, like, it's affected your, like, this movie's affected the way you look at those films, but you Tupperware The Fucking Force Awakens, you Tupperware The Last Jedi. I mean, I, 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 I believe you enjoyed Rogue One. No, I fucking hated that. All film. right, fuck Rogue One, <laughs> then. But like, honestly, oh, I, I mean, I don't know. I, I'm not ready 100 percent to say get rid of Kathleen Kennedy at this point. I'm not there, I, and I don't know. Like, I mean, and, and it's always, it's not always like changing. Like, so are you saying, Dan? Okay, right now, are you saying like you're thinking that? Are you thinking that they're that they're they're grooming Kevin Feige? to be that they're they're grooming him to possibly take they've introduced him as a producer he's going to be a producer do you think that they are grooming kevin kevin feige to take over for uh, lucasfilm i can only hope that they do but i will say that if this film and the backlash for the things in the last jedi that probably 50% of the fans didn't like has taught Kathleen Kennedy that you can't just like, man, the, the, this film, because it's such fan service and everything, and now people are hating it. Um, if it's, if she's learned from these last two movies, then I would honestly say, keep her on as long as she lets the directors put their vision into the movies none of this oh no we don't like that you got to take that out oh you're you know you don't agree with me so i'm going to fire your ass and i'm going to get someone else in that this is bullshit here's the conundrum though that's exactly what she did with ryan johnson she let him make his movie and the divisiveness that uh that resulted from that I think made her feel like that was the bad decision well see here's the thing dan you're saying you're saying like people are hating this movie but like i'm 
I'm looking at the critic score and yeah, if, if I'm going by the critic score, yeah, people, and it's, it's a 57%. It's literally 3% away from a fresh rating, 60% being a fresh rating on Rotten Tomatoes. The audience score for this one is 86%. Yeah. What does that mean? Well, that means... That doesn't, that doesn't I, mean this is a good film. That just means that there's a lot of normies that are going No, in that just means, like, the, what you said, you said, like, people are coming out and saying that they don't like this film. That's not 100% the case here, though, Dan. Like, Yeah, I, I think the general audience is not... They're not us. They're not the people that, that read novels and know the lore and, and can connect and, and pick out the inconsistencies. Like my family, you know, my wife and daughter, they love this film. And, there are you know, 65,000. They, they just want to go and watch a Star Wars movie. Yeah. And that's exactly what they got given. And they, they yeah. were given Star Wars. There are 65,490 reviews <clears throat> just on Rotten Tomatoes from the audience. And it's at an 86%. Like that's, that's, that's a favorable score. Yeah, I agree, man. And, and 86% of those people are idiots. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just fucking with you. I'm fucking with you. If you enjoyed this film, more power to you. I'm honestly joking. This is just... Yeah, it, yeah you know. but that's the Disney mentality there. I, I think they made a decision somewhere in the boardroom that we're going to cater to the general audience. We're not going to cater to the people that can pick out, okay, that's not how the force works. And that was never explained in X novel. And so, you know, they're, they're not catering to those people. But unfortunately, yeah, Tristan, that's how you kill a franchise. Yes. Yeah. 100%. Because you're not exactly. making it evolve. If, if you want to put it another way, if you get a new manager on a football team or a basketball team or anything else, and he doesn't do well in the first season and you fire him and you get another one in, it's never gonna. You're never gonna improve, right? Yeah. If they can stuck with the Last Jedi the way the Last Jedi was going, and they and they nailed the landing of this last movie, everyone would have been turned around. I agree with you. Stuck My, to it. Yeah, and, yeah. I think. I think once she made the executive decision that we're gonna go in this direction, she could not backtrack and then say, "Okay, fuck that. We're, we're gonna go back." Exactly. You have to stick with that shit. Yeah. The one yeah, good I mean, thing I'm taking out of this is that we are going to get an original cut of the original trilogies released on digital. Because if we? Disney no, if they, they recently everybody they just about retconning the Last Jedi, they'll release that. Cause they just money. came out. They just came out and said that that, that that's not happening. Like that, like yeah, JJ Abrams asked if they could have it, and they said no to JJ Abrams. Yeah, they, like they literally asked if they could do that, and they said, and nobody knows the reason why. But um, I mean, there's speculation that that it was part of the original deal when Lucas sold sold it over that he wouldn't let that happen. So at this point, I I don't see us getting the originals on Blu-ray or 4K. Until possibly after some time after George Lucas passes away, is not with us anymore. Like I, I, I agree with that. Yeah, I, there I, was that Best Buy leak that just happened where we know we're getting what we're getting next is all of them in 4K, like an all nine movie in 4K set in like March. Yeah, like there's the. I mean, if you really want to watch the, like this in 4K uh, quality, like they had the the fans made like their own edit. What's it called? It's on. I think it's on YouTube. Or something like the fans made their own edit of like the uh, oh they call it uh, um, trying to remember I can't remember <laughs> sorry but yeah 
Yeah, but I mean, but I mean, go the despecialized edition. It's called like the despecialized edition. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 they 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 were available on the on the special release DVDs a while ago. And I've, I've even got those weren't in widescreen though. Those were still pan and scan versions. No, no, no. So. The, the ones that were on the special edition were widescreen. Really? Yeah. Wow. Ooh, might have to pick those up. <laughs> but 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 going back to what Kirby said, um, it, the people that built this franchise as as fans those are the people that you you do want to please so all these people that are sort of jumping on because it's star wars and all the rest of it yeah of course we're gonna see i've got no doubt this is gonna be like a billion dollar movie there's no doubt in my mind this is gonna do fucking gangbusters like brian said eight was it 86 percent you know yeah. positive reviews yeah. all the rest of it but if you look at the franchise i mean this is the biggest franchise in the fucking world it's the biggest thing that's ever existed if you look at things like terminator and ghostbusters and all these other films which are getting rebooted and fans go no fuck that and then now we're getting you know the new ghostbusters which is you know going to be like it's it's technically like the the proper third movie it's way more rooted yeah. in what the fans actually want so it, it star wars is is it's an absolute enigma as far as business goes because it makes so much damn money you're not going to see the drop off until it's too late but here's my take on it is i think that there's a just so much nuance in star wars fans like what is a star wars fan like there's nothing I think that's going to please everyone, even the hardcores. I mean, The Last Jedi, there are hardcore people who have been with the franchise since 1977 who love it. And there's people who have been with the franchise since 1977 who hate it. So yeah. I think there's just too much nuance to where you can say, please, the fan base. I think people are just going to be pissed <laughs> at some point. <laughs> you know? And and then you talk about like the kids who grew up with the prequels who love Jar Jar Binks and shit. I mean, that's a whole nother um, aspect of hardcore Star Wars fans. And it's like, it's just too split as far as what people like and what they expect to where I think you have to make some decisions, um, and, and just take it, you know, just take the fact that you're not going to please everyone. I think yeah. I, I honestly, I they just need to, and I've, I've never said this, but this movie proved it. You need to walk away from. Skywalkers. Skywalkers, yeah, yeah. Yes. You need to walk away from Skywalkers. You, d- look, you- at, look at the Mandalorian. That's like the most fucking universally loved thing that they've done. Not everybody loves it, but you're right. Like I'd but say, it's close. yeah, I'm saying like 95 percent of yeah. people love it. And I mean, yeah, I, I 100 percent agree with you. I, I I think you. I think I think we need to get people in here too that are that are fans and want to and that that. Like I, you know, John Favreau's a fan of Star Wars. I, I mean, you can tell. And like, I don't love everything Dave Filoni does, but like, you know, he's still a fan, and he's. I think he's yeah. done a, a a pretty good job uh, with with what he's done with the Mandalorian. I don't love everything Dave Filoni's done for Star Wars, to be quite honest with you. To be, but um, yeah, I I, th- I I think we need at least a five year break from movies as well. I, I think this twenty twenty two stuff. Yeah. This twenty twenty with that. <laughs> yeah. This twenty twenty two stuff is still too soon. Um I, I don't want to and I honestly think the next movie should be a I'm sorry, I think the next movie should be a spin off of a Disney Plus show because right now they're they're doing a great job over there and I think I think John Favreau should 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 be the guy that they get um to to re to kick start 
um, the next, uh, the, the next film. Like he's the one that's doing it right right now. I, I mean, it, I think it's great that they, they're going to have Feige involved here. And, um, these comments by Kathleen Kennedy when she was talking to the Los Angeles Times. I, I really feel like, you know, she's talking about like not having to do trilogies and all this stuff. I really think they're going to start taking the Marvel approach, the Marvel approach to these movies where it's basically just like you might have solo films about characters and then like a big event. I, I think that they're going to start taking this Marvel approach. Um, is that it's way more smart? Yeah. Is it, is it a bad thing? I, I, I don't think so. I, I think it could work out better, but I think we do need to take a break and I think they just need to, I think they really need to build up what they're doing and kind of, yeah, build up what they're doing on Disney plus. Cause like, what they're doing on Disney plus is great so far. Um, this Obi-Wan Kenobi series is going to be kind of like a big challenge for them, but I think they've got Deborah Chow. She's the showrunner. She's done some of the best episodes for the Mandalorian so far. And, oh, yeah. you know, I, I, even this Cassie and Andor series, which I think it's coming, it's finally starting to sound like it's coming together. Like, uh, hopefully they'll it's start. It's weird that they're shooting season two of The Mandalorian before that one even gets started. Yeah, yeah, it really is. Yeah, they're fast-tracking that Mandalorian season two. Yeah, Cassie. Yeah, you're, you're onto something there. I think you got to stay away from the Star, uh, the uh, Skywalkers. And mm-hmm. then that way you don't have to deal with people having such, uh, a, I guess, a, a stronghold on, on lore and history and my childhood and all that. And, yeah. and you have a little bit more freedom. I think that if they're going to go back to the Skywalkers, give it another 15 to 20 years. And then Kathleen Kennedy's gone. They've got somebody else new in there and it's been 15 to 20 years. And now we're so far removed from it. And we'll see if, you know, Daisy Ridley wants to come back and all this stuff. Like if, if you're going to go back to that stuff, give it, give it some breathing space. But like by the time, like who knows where Star Wars is going to be in 15 to 20 years now that we have Disney Plus. They might not even want to do that. Like there could be something, there could be like the new fucking, the new shiny toy that everybody fucking loves. Like right now it's the Mandalorian, man. You know, so. Well, you know, Ray's coming back. And, you know, the disappointing thing for me was that this is the end of the Skywalker saga, but then they create a new Skywalker. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. um, Yeah. Also, um, I know we were saying about how, like, the continuity of the the canon of the books or the comics doesn't, like, who was it that said that it it doesn't matter anymore? Who was that guy? Oh, Pablo Adago. Yeah. Um, From what I know, it was all but completely confirmed that... Palpatine was the one that, um, and I'm going to give a huge props to um, Jason Privet for talking to me about this. He was the one that um, got the midichlorians to make Anakin. So at the end of the day, <laughs> technically, all the Skywalkers are Palpatines anyway. <laughs> so people getting yeah. all real upset about like her taking the Skywalker name at the end of the film. Technically, all of the Skywalkers are Palpatines anyway. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, so it's like I think it the people matter. getting most upset are the are the Raylos. The Raylos really wanted her to take Solo's last name. Oh, did they? Yeah, they wanted oh, Ray Solo. That's what the wow. Raylos wanted. Hmm. It's <laughs> so not about it's not about that she doesn't belong with the name Skywalker. It's that oh god, it it's been. not even it's not even the fact that she's fucking didn't take the Solo last name. They wanted fucking. Ben to live and for Ray and Ben to fuck on screen. 
<laughs> oh yeah, definitely, definitely. <laughs> right? I it'll, mean, it'll have wrong. to live in fan fiction only. <laughs> right. True. Yeah. Thank fuck for that. <laughs> okay, uh, let's. I, I wanted to bring up. There's some stuff I want to bring up before I I do forget. Um, all the voices that she hears at the end of the movie uh, that tell her to rise. Um, yep. They either use her name or tell her to rise. Uh, the voices that she hears, and this is in the credits of the movie. Um, she hears Anakin Skywalker voiced by Hayden Christensen. He's the one who, there's a part where he's like, you know, uh, bring balance to the force like I did. Mm. And he says that, uh, Luminara Undulu, uh, Unduli, uh, voiced by Olivia Diabo. And, uh, that character's from the Clone Wars animated series. Also, you saw that character live action in episode two, Attack of the Clones and episode three of Revenge of the Sith. We hear Ahsoka Tano, voiced by Ashley Eckstein. Um, Ayla Sakura, voiced by Jennifer Hale, and that character was also in the Clone Wars animated series and in live action in episode two and three. Uh, we hear Mace Windu, voiced by Samuel L. Jackson. We get young Obi-Wan Kenobi, voiced by Ewan McGregor, and they did the exact same stunt that they pulled in The Force Awakens. We did get old Obi-Wan Kenobi, voiced by Alec Guinness. They took a sound bite of him saying the word afraid from a new hope and they cut it so that it sounds like he's saying Ray. Ray. Yeah. Mm. And they did the exact same thing in this movie. Um, Addie Gallia, uh, voiced by, uh, Angelique Perrin. Uh, that character was in the Clone Wars animated series and also in episode one, the Phantom Menace, uh, Kanan Jarrus. So it wasn't Ezra. I had heard reports that it was going to be Ezra. It was not Ezra. It was Kanan Jarrus voiced by, uh, Freddie Prince Jr. And then finally, um, uh, Qui-Gon Jinn, uh, voiced by Liam Neeson. So those are the 11 Jedi. And Yoda was there as well. And Yoda, yeah. Yoda, voiced by I Frank Oz, yep. And that was their way of tying in all nine movies, just that one little scene, right? Yep. <laughs> yeah, what, what a fantastic... One of the many ways. Yeah, what a fantastic lineup of actors and characters in that that particular bit. Well, it just seemed like the prequels are kind of ignored in this one. Oh, Mace Windu. Yeah. Mace Windu, Qui-Gon. Young Obi-Wan. Young Obi-Wan. Yeah. I don't know. And, and they, and they brought in, uh, Hayden Christensen to voice Anakin, which is cool. They should have had like a, you said got this, Ray. <laughs> <laughs> or Mace Windu. Get up, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> You some bomb bad Jedi. (laughs) (laughs) Shit. Oh, man. Yeah. Man, the whole end sequence, though, I just, like, it just didn't have, even episode one got that stuff better by just having the drama in between all the different things that were going on and just the excitement when, like, when one ended, you wanted to go back to it no matter which section it was, you know? Like, this just had none of like just back to the the space fight had no weight like ah uh, they just did not do a good job making it oh god i honestly in episode 1 they could have just stuck with the fucking the fight between Qui-Gon Obi-Wan and fucking Darth Maul and with the duel of fates song like the whole like fucking Anakin out there flying that ship Ooh, uh, you know, wee, 
and, and like, I don't know. And like, uh, yeah, spinning is a cool trick or whatever the fuck he's saying up there and doing all this shit. I, like, I could have done without that. And the, that's, that shit was ridiculous. But the fucking, that lightsaber, like, there is no lightsaber battle in this that was like even close to like what we saw as far as like the Praetorian Guard fucking, uh, battle that we had in The Last Jedi. There was nothing that epic in my opinion in, in this movie, sadly. Yeah, no, I agree, man. It was uh, very sparse on the lightsaber combat. We've seen much, much better from the, you know, the two previous sequels, and we've seen much, much better in the original trilogy and the prequel trilogy. So it was kind of difficult to get excited about those, especially the fucking Kylo Ray, the Kylo and Ray fight. It just wasn't. You know, yeah, they did some cool force jumping and Finn came running in and was like, Ray! Like he always does. And oh God, yeah, he did that a lot. He was just a big, he's a big screamer in this one. Like he just comes in and starts screaming stuff, right? Exactly, man. It just wasn't like, you know, Ray got tired and then Kylo was going to win. And then it was just like, again, like there just wasn't, there wasn't many, there wasn't any stakes and Yes, you could you could say like in the end battle, everything was on the line, but it didn't feel that way. It was just like she wasn't. Yes, she had the thing with like they killed her parents, and it's like, but we don't know her parents. We apparently her dad was a Palpatine. That's what I've gathered, not from yeah. the films and doing research and things like that. You know, it was, wasn't it? Wasn't obvious. We didn't see anything. We saw him get stabbed, and we saw uh, well, she go up to. His Mom, we had mom that. we had uh there's the scene where kylo's still wearing the mask which i want to point out that putting the mask back together was oh, kind of a gosh. fuck you to ryan johnson as well who had the mask destroyed yeah. in the last film and it reminded me of that scene from the uh force awakens when the first line of the movie is you know uh this will put things right when he's handing the you know that chip or whatever that data over to um uh, Poe Dameron, in which yeah. that whole line sounded like when that, when he said this will put things right, everybody thought like, you know, it's basically JJ Abrams saying like this movie is going to make people happy with Star Wars again. And like, and I felt like this whole putting the mask back together was just like another kind of like JJ thing to do saying, I'm taking my movie back. Like you destroyed the mask. I, I like the mask. I'm bringing it back. You know, like I like the mask. With a Disney mandate to make it look a little bit different so they could sell brand new hot toys. Uh, yeah. yeah. Cause we yeah. got to have the hot That'd toy with, yeah. with the glowing red cracks, you know? Yeah. That was, that was dumb as shit and looked terrible. What the fuck are they thinking? <laughs> but anyway, <laughs> anyways, speaking about uh, fuck you to Ryan Johnson, um, there was something that I sent to Jake and Brian before we recorded this, which was uh, Palpatine's message, which was uh, you know alluded to in the crawl, which was the dead speak and yeah. Emperor Palpatine sends blah 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 blah. We actually know what that message said because it was <laughs> it was put in the collaboration between the people that make the Fortnite game and Disney Star Wars. So we actually know what it says. Yeah, I think I'm going to try to play it right now, Dan. Okay, go for it. Yeah, I was going to read it, but go for it. Actually, I'm going to try to play this. It's Of course, like, when I try to play it, of course my phone's going to be fucking stupid as shit and take forever. (laughs) Hold on. 
past the work of generations is complete. The great error is corrected. The day of victory is at hand. The day of revenge. The day of the Sith. There we go. There you go. And so, yeah, the the <laughs> the uh, the great Cryptic. error is corrected. <laughs> I thought that was a big fuck you to wow. uh, yeah. the last Jedi, and what also blatantly not Ian McDermott either. Might no. might be my boy. Um, fuck, what's his name? I've had a lot to drink. <gasps> oh my god, I know exactly who you're talking about, <laughs> um, and I love this guy, dude. Oh, Sam Whitworth. Sam Whitworth, yeah. Yeah, he did the voice in uh, in Rebels and stuff like oh, that. Oh, Yeah, he does a lot of voice acting work. So it might be him, not too sure, but clearly not Ian McDermott. And it's yeah, not like, it's not like he has to be a voice actor because he's a fucking good-looking dude, too. God, he's got it all, doesn't he? <laughs> yeah, Jesus Christ. Awesome. But yeah, so that, that is the message which is apparently played throughout the, uh, mm. throughout the galaxy. But also, again, if you're... If you're on a secret base, <laughs> secret Sith base, why are you telling everyone that you're alive? I yeah, don't know. It was, it was cryptic, wasn't it? How did they ever suss out what was going on? Uh, yeah, weird. I, I, again, I, I don't understand why Snoke was even a thing, because why not just tell people that you're the Emperor in The Force Awakens? And this yeah. is another reason why... I don't think that there was a plan or anything like no. that because it's all uh, just he was, like he was put in as a rescue remedy. Yeah, I mean it didn't work. Dan, no. do you go back to two thousand? Okay, sorry about that. Knocked over some beers. There we go. Cool. Do you go back to two thousand and twelve when um, October? I think it was October two thousand twelve. I could be wrong here. When Disney takes over uh, Lucasfilm, do you go back and? And, and 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 do you go back in time like fucking Doc Brown, Marty McFly, and um, instead of telling Marty about his asshole kids, do you go back in time and tell Kathleen Kennedy not it's movies, Kathy? Not got to be done about your movies. Exactly. Do you go back and tell her not to make this trilogy? Do you tell her to stay clear, steer clear of the Skywalker saga, and bring back Star Wars? But let's let's go about it in a different way. I mean. At the end of the day, it's like, I'm kind of, god damn it, I'm kind of leaning towards like, episode six is kind of like where the Skywalker saga ends for me. Like, that's kind of where it is. With episode one of The Mandalorian on and say, that's for your future. Yeah, yeah, like, like, like oh god, yeah, it's like, it, it, yeah, that's like the Chuck Berry moment. You know what I mean? Yeah. Where like all the kids are dancing to the fucking Mandalorian out there and they're just like, this is fucking awesome. And, and then, right. Oh man. The whole thing makes me feel bad because that, that was exactly my initial thought when hearing that we were bringing back the Luke Skywalkers and the Han Solos and the Princess Leia's to these sequels. Like I, I rejected that idea at first and then it, they kind of won me over with the next two movies. And then mm. it's like, oh, it was all that just to be fucking kicked in the nuts again at the end. All they needed to do was use the Skywalkers to pass the baton on and then move on to something newer. And they didn't. They just stuck around. Well, Ryan Johnson did. Ryan Johnson and, tried to do exactly and then, that and then with JJ a little kind of, room. No, 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 no. Skywalkers, all about the Skywalkers. And it, <laughs> it's such a shame. It's so frustrating. 
Yeah, I don't know, man. I, honestly, what happened to Kid? What happened to Broom Kid? Uh, there's no <laughs> Jedi Academies for him to go to, so he's yeah, probably he's still, fucked. still, you know, mopping and brooming away in that stable. He's going to show up with uh, Lando. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> honestly, honestly, if I could go back, I would. The only things that I would say is the. <laughs> Sorry, I, I heard that kid got a sweet deal sweeping up floors on Kajimi. Um. <laughs> <laughs> no. I finally feel bad about Kajimi now. <laughs> no, honestly, I would honestly I would say to them, look, you've got so much material to work with with mm. the EU. Mm-hmm. Don't just. Throw all that away. They're like some of the the greatest stories told in the Star Wars universe are from the expanded universe. You have you have Dark Empire. You have all the Thrawn books as well. And I know we got Thrawn in Empire um, uh, Rebels and everything. Yeah, but Thrawn in Rebels was not. Matt, would you agree? Like, I was not a huge fan, to be quite honest with you. It wasn't as good as it should have been. Yeah, it was enjoyable, but it was it was nothing compared to the books. Even the newer books of Thrawn are, are unbelievably better than what we got in Rebels. Yeah, precisely, man. But it's just like you have all of this amazing content that you can you can pull from and you can take. And I mean, you could make you could easily make a trilogy. That was it is um, the, the Zahn books. You could you could Shadow do that. Yeah, man. You, yeah. You, you, you could take that and you could you could make Thrawn the next big bad and you know this character that like understands like culture and arts and and things and is very like complex in the way that he thinks about his enemy and stuff like that it's really interesting stuff and they just went no all of that's bullshit we're throwing it all away and then they used it anyway just like the you know the unknown regions in in this film it's like that that's all from EU, and yet they said, "Oh no, we're not doing any EU stuff now." But yet they take from it, they pick from it, and, they, and then they fuck it all up. It's it, it's like it's all there already. It's like all the comic book movies that we watch. You know, all the source material is already there, mm-hmm. but yet they don't use it. It's, honestly, it's crazy. Honestly, like the Thrawn stuff. If you could have done Thrawn right, if they would have done Thrawn, and I think it would have been awesome. Like just cast Mads Mikkelsen as Thrawn, and I know he was like fucking old boy and fucking Rogue One, but like let's not <laughs> let's not even. But like he's, his his brother, now. who cares? But his brother <laughs> his brother voiced fucking Thrawn in the cartoon. Just have fucking Mads have you know have the more talented brother play him in the movies. <laughs> yeah, instead of Lars go bad. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But that's, but, that's, but, like, but like at least you have the same consistent villain for the three films that you had slated. Like instead yeah, of yes. instead of fucking we get two movies with Snoke, then you kill him and then like where do you go? Where do you, and yeah. like like back then I was kind of thinking like Oh god! And, and Ryan Johnson didn't do this. It's not like Ryan knew that fucking JJ was going to take over for him. And Ryan's like, "Well, I'm just going to kill your creation here um, of Snoke." Like Ryan just did, Ryan gave us something completely different. Love it or hate it, he gave us something completely different. Like you know, he subverted expe- like expect of our expectations of what we've seen in Star Wars movies. 
This is not yeah. going to go the way you think. It was in the trailer. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I, I still, I, I like am in the middle with what Dan's saying. No, I, I agree with the decision to dump all the previous canon. I, I think you're kind of looking at that with rose tinted glasses. I mean, yes, the Zon trilogy was fantastic, but it immediately got pretty awful right after that. And there's a whole load of books of awful. I think there's a, like a, a bridge, a more happy medium where, you mine the best stuff from there, but I still think you don't let any of it count as current. Canon. That's the I, fucking. I think that's the that marvel. The way it was right. That's the mar. I agree with what you're saying too, Jake. I'm I'm kind of like right with there with you both. That's the Marvel way, though. They take an event. They take an event like Civil War. They take. You know what I mean. They take these events. They take like you know the the Infinity Saga, and they they the Infinity War, and they 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 they, t- they take this stuff and they change it right. Like you don't have to do it beat yeah. for beat; they change it. So, yeah, yeah that's I mean, the right way, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, I agree, dude. You know, like, but like, you, you could they could like wipe it. But that's, but that's the thing is, like, they wiped it all out. They said it wasn't canon. They said we're not going to use any of it, and then they did. But they just kind of cherry picked stuff, and they just put in kind of cameos and things like that. Where I want to see, dude. Like, what I would love to see is just fucking like in future movies, like. I, I wish they would have been like, no, we're making more Skywalker movies. And they just like, we could just get a movie where like the next one where Ryan Johnson just undoes all the things that fucking JJ did. <laughs> oh, that's <laughs> hilarious. And it yeah, just, that would be just hilarious. they just keep going I'm back and forth. You, it was all a dream. This shit is like a rap battle. Like it's like literally like them going back and forth, like subliminal shots at each other and shit. Jake. I mean, like the fuck they, we find out in the next film, it's like, Bob Newhart wakes up in bed with his wife and he finds out it was all a dream. <laughs> that was the end. If you guys aren't familiar, that's the end of uh Newhart. Yeah. Yeah. The yes. whole series was a, that's an old, that's a 30 year old joke, Jake. Yeah. <laughs> it happens. It has, yeah. it's, a thir- it's an over 30 year old franchise. You're True. tying up all the loose ends. Exactly. Exactly. Mm. Mm. Yeah. I'm trying to think there's any, oh, um, here's, uh, we were talking about, uh, you know, like Ryan Johnson and we we're talking about the JJ Abrams fan service. Ryan Johnson had some quotes on, uh, on fan service. He addressed fan service. He was talking to the Swings and Misses podcast. Here's what he said. I think approaching any creative process with making fandoms happy would be a mistake that would lead to probably the exact opposite result. Even my experience as a fan, you know, I'm coming into something. Even if it's something that I think I want, if I see exactly what I think I want on screen, it's like, oh, okay. It might make me smile and make me feel neutral about the thing, and I won't really think about it afterwards. But that's not really going to satisfy me. I want to be shocked. I want to be surprised. I want to be thrown off guard. I want to have things recontextualized. I want to be challenged as a fan when I sit down in the theater. What I'm aiming for every time I sit down in the theater is to have the experience I had with Empire Strikes Back. Something that's emotionally resonant and feels like it connects up and makes sense and really gets to the heart of what this thing is and in a way that I could never have seen coming. That's his quote. I love that quote. And, 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 and what he really said that really stood out to me is feeling neutral about the thing. And I won't really think about it afterwards. I'll be honest with you. Leaving this movie 
I'm not thinking about anything. I'm not, you know what I mean? And, 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 and I guess you could say, oh, well, this is the final movie. They answered everything. I'm, I'm, I'm not even thinking about a lot of the things that I loved in this movie overall. I guess, Jake, you could probably say the only thing you've really been thinking about is Babu Frick on, uh, on a loop, you know? I don't know. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I like, I like what Ryan Johnson's saying in those quotes, you know? I, I think that's the way to do it. You can't just dwell. That's one of the things I hate about like Ridley Scott, where it's like he finishes a fucking movie and then every 10 years he makes another re-edit. It's one of the things I disliked about George Lucas with the original Star Wars trilogy. It's like you have to have faith in your art. And once you make that final cut and release it, I, I would appreciate that that just be the final cut. You mm. know, did you hear like they have like. All the additional scenes and stuff. I've heard the rumor. It's out there on Reddit. People are talking about it. Like, there's like an additional like hour and 40 minutes. Like, this could be like a four hour movie at the end of the day with all the stuff that they cut. Is, is that just like a hardcore sex scene between Kylo and Ray? Uh, it's 20 more MacGuffins. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Six more Wayfinders. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Ray God. building a lightsaber. Yeah, they did bigger that the fans would start asking questions about why Kylo went through so many tie interceptors, so they they sort of cut them. Yeah, the Sith yeah. take a break and go on a picnic. <laughs> oh man, bright, no, bright, this bright sunny day that day too. The, the they find out that the the Wayfinders lead you to the Mandalorian's version, which is called "This Is the Wayfinders." <laughs> <laughs> oh, you know that's going to be a Star Wars cover band. <laughs> that's awesome yeah and I, was, I, 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 I crafted that joke took me a while to craft people <laughs> it was good it was good well we done very well we done we haven't talked about who's fucking Palpatine who's having sex with them yeah what's up with that I mean I, at one point he looked like a pretty handsome dude we saw that well, what yeah. did, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> whoa now. I don't usually do this. Maybe, on the first maybe night. it was an abuse of power when he was uh, in charge of the Senate. Yeah. Never know. Well, well, I was thinking, given the timeline, given you know the fact that Ray's pretty young and her parents look pretty young, oh man, that I I, I thought the timeline added up to where her mother would have been conceived when he was looking like Palpatine. If he wasn't defeated in this movie, he would have been defeated in the next one by the Me Too movement, right? I mean... <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, yeah definitely, definitely. There's He's no like way... Harvey Weinstein of the Star Wars. Yeah, there's... Universe. He's, like, getting all these women pregnant. There's um, no way that... There's no way it was consensual, right? I mean... Yeah. <laughs> when your sister That's what I want to know. Uh, some clones, do you? Well, that's the four-hour cut. Creepy. <laughs> uh, do you think Palpatine's circumcised? Hey, I was going to say, with his force lightning coming out of his fingers, there's a whole new meaning with finger banging. <laughs> <laughs> I bet he's not circumcised. Oh man, that's I, my guess. Yeah, I bet. I bet I bet it, he wasn't, but it 
just like his fingers, it probably just fell off anyway. And he grew back with the force dyad. Oh, yeah. <laughs> his dick grew back with the force dyad. <laughs> Half the reason he wanted to do it, then he'd get back to the fucking do shit. <laughs> I mean, it, it, uh, as far as as far as like the dyad goes, sure, whatever, do what you want. And, and I'm, I'm sure I've read a quote from J.J. Abrams saying that you know he was going to do what he wanted with his film, but he fucking did. But like that whole like, the whole dyad thing, like it was almost like the emperor was surprised when he saw them together, and he was like, Ugh, a dyad, blah 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 blah. This is. <laughs> a hundred generations, whatever the fuck it was he said. And then all of a sudden he starts sucking their life force out. Where did he learn this? Where where does this come from? It's like why did why didn't he just do that with Luke or Vader or you know? question, next question. Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah, that is a dumb question because they weren't a force dyad, Dan. No clearly, <laughs> but also like sucking the life force out. <laughs> something he's just suddenly come across. He's a force vampire. Yeah, I know. It's crazy. But, um, what a serious question. How do you, because it's not really explained in the film. It is alluded to, but they don't really nail down what it is. Mm. Is this emperor the original body of the emperor or is it some sort of a clone or something like that? Because uh, obviously we see from his fingers that he's all kind of fucked up. Dominic but, Monaghan's character of Beaumont yeah. says that he's a clone. Like it's like dark side cloning. Is what he yeah. says. Like, and, and if this fucker's a clone, then how do we know there's not ten other clones out there? I mean, this doesn't finalize anything. Ugh. And why the fuck are you cloning a version of yourself that doesn't have any fingertips and shit? Like, what the fuck, yeah. man? Yeah, he did a better why? job at making Snokes than he did his own fucking body. Yeah, and why is he so old? You know, it's it's like it, it just doesn't make any sense, man. It's like I can't remember what the exact protocol that it was called in the books, but it was I think it was like called the scorched earth. Yeah, or something yeah, like yeah. That, which that was, sounds right. Which was yeah. So he like he he had all of these uh, these clones and things. One of them spookily looked just like Christopher Walken, which was really fucking weird. But like it was like a much younger version of of himself, and after he like died in Return of the Jedi, he came back and he possessed that particular clone. So he was very young. So and, and that's the thing; it's like none of it is explained. And I just wanted to sort of hear what your guys' theories were and why he did it that way. I was hoping, like I. Honestly, I guess we can only go off of like, and it's weird because we can only go off really of what Beaumont said. It's like a throwaway line where he's like, dark side forces and clones. Like, that's like, that's what they're known for. Blah, blah, blah. That's how he came back. But like, I was hoping that he would explain like down to the fucking detail how he survived this, how he survived yeah. it. Right. But he didn't. He didn't. <laughs> the same way not at all. Not at all. He came back. Yeah, also, where where did all of those cultists come from? I mean, I've been to a few stadiums in my time. There must have been 50 to 100,000 Sith cultists in the Oh, my stadium. God. What the fuck was up with that? Yeah, I was totally, like, I didn't understand, like, where those people were. And they were all dressed the same. And they it was like, they were all, like, do they just hang out there all the time? Like, like. You know, do they just hang out? They're, they're all the previous Snokes. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, they're on, a, they're on a 
like a derelict planet that has no food or water that we've seen. There's no foliage. It's just rocks and this big fucking cube in the middle of nowhere. And I was just like, what the hell is this? Where did all these people come from? Why are they here? You know, it's just like, it's just fucking madness. Why did they build the Star Destroyer stuff underground when they were on a secret planet that nobody knew about? How did he raise them from the ground? Why is there people in there flying those ships? Because they said that they needed, you know, to like recruit new people by stealing them as babies to fill up these ships. It's like this movie was written by the insane clown posse. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, what are magnets? You know, it's, it's fucking crazy. You know, you it's, know who I feel really sorry for is whatever poor motherfucker has to write the novel adaptation for this movie. Oh God, don't! <laughs> oh, God, God. You, you know who I feel sorry for is Pablo Odago because he's the cannon keeper. And he responds to people on Twitter mm-hmm. when they have questions about canon. And this guy's just probably going to shut down his Twitter account. <laughs> it <didn't laughs> it. Oh, yeah, it's it's crazy, man. It's just it, there's so much that goes unanswered. And I mean, like like we were saying earlier, I didn't like the fact they brought back the emperor because there's no connection to any of the current characters. And but like the, the, his whole plan is completely fucking nuts. And the whole every single Star Destroyer has a planet-killing... Oh, yeah, another plot hole for you. A planet-killing cannon on it. And they were always saying, oh, you can't get out of Exegol without the Wayfinder because of the gravity wells and the asteroids and all that sort of shit. Yet, in that film, they send a Star Destroyer to go and blow up Kajimi. How the fuck did that Star Destroyer get there without having a Wayfinder? And if it didn't need one, why are all the other ones sat there? Why didn't they just send them all out to blow up all the planets? I think they did. I think think that they were sending them out to destroy all the planets because we saw that one. We saw three of them fall. There was one that fell right behind Bespin. The second one fell right onto, well, we saw another one fall on Exegol, of course. We saw, oh, we saw one up in the sky fall right above uh, Endor. That's when we got the Warwick Davis wicket scene. Um, and did you oh, know was that, oh, Warwick? that was Warwick Davis? If you read the credits, yeah. it was Warwick Davis. And then the smaller one next to him was, uh, the, the guy's last name is Davis too. So I believe it's Warwick Davis's son if he has a son. Yeah. I met yeah. those guys. I met those guys at Comic Con. They are fucking awesome human beings. I love them. Awesome. That, yeah. So like they had Warwick Davis and his son. And then, um, the third one, <laughs> which is hilarious, is like another, a, a second Star Destroyer falls behind the first Star Destroyer oh, on Jakku. Jakku. <laughs> oh, Jakku. Jakku <laughs> Desert. <laughs> Jakku Desert. So I think they, yeah, I think that they had all those Star Destroyers placed in those, and I'm guessing, but I, I think like that's what they would have eventually done is destroyed Bespin, the moons of Endor, and then Jakku. Yeah, and so how do they get out? How do they get out without the Wayfinder? Because that was something that's very what, that's, said. Dan, I think that's what most general audiences are asking themselves right now. Mm-hmm. I'm totally I kidding. Know the answer, Dan. <laughs> Again, stupid question, next question. <laughs> oh, you're thinking about it too much, Dan, shut the fuck up. That's it. <laughs> 
<laughs> oh god, this film! Oh. Wow. <laughs> yeah, she's I'm glad to see that JJ united us all. <laughs> oh man! <laughs> yeah. yeah, his plan clearly worked. He, just, he managed to piss off all the fans of the Last Jedi and a bunch of the fans of the original trilogy all at once. Good job. I was going to say, man. What did you guys think yeah. about the Hux turn? The Hux turn. Oh, oh, Dan! I, why did I even, Dan? Why did you even? We know what you think about the Huckster. I guy does nothing throughout this entire film, and he goes, "I'm the spy." Yeah. <laughs> and then he dies five seconds later. It's fucking shit. I thought that actually likes the pride character a lot. Oh, Richard E. Grant is a great actor, and yeah. I I liked seeing him as a you know a you know fucking he's first a really order good bad guy. Yeah, he's a great he's bad a, guy, and he's I mean anti-hucks. yeah, yeah. I loved seeing him in this movie. I thought he was great as General Pride. Um, I don't know, like, what do you think about the reveal that Pride was like a holdover from like he was part of the old uh, empire? You know, he 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 was. He was under the the original emperor. I liked it a lot, and I thought the yeah. actor really sold it with his facial expressions and even his eyes. I mean, I there was just a, a little went a long way with that character, and there was just like an underlying intensity I thought the actor brought to it that made it not seem like a joke, like almost any other character in his position has been in Star Wars movies. Richard E. Um, Grant is just phenomenal. So I oh yeah. like when they he's announced good in anything he does, isn't he? I mean, he's so yeah. good. Yeah, he's so except, good. except this, obviously. Stop it! Get the fuck out! He was oh, good in this. Oh. <laughs> I will disagree with you to the end for that, Dan. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> What did he do? He had like three lines and he shot Hux. What? He, shot he, didn't, he didn't do anything, man. He wasn't he a bad guy. Hux. He did He did nothing in this entire film. He just he agreed with Kylo Ren. Oh my what? god, Dan, I think oh, your last name, I think Dan's last name is Palpatine. What the fuck? <laughs> 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 yeah, I'm gonna use those force powers that I don't fucking understand for no reason. Dan, That's I think me. I, I think we're part of a dyad. <laughs> I'm I'm dark side, you're the light side, it's fine. <laughs> Oh, do a supercut of the film, and every time the, someone does something weird with the force, you have Harrison Ford saying, "That's not how the force works." <laughs> yeah, that's the line. Yeah. I've just I've been quoting that for days to people. <laughs> <laughs> I also saw a video of someone that said that when something stupid or dumb happens in this movie, take a shot, you'll be dead within fifteen minutes. <laughs> <laughs> Did you know the Mon Cal? The Mon Cal in the movie. Is yeah. supposedly Akbar's son. Um, of course he is. Yeah. <laughs> it's, uh, and, and I think Poe Dameron calls him Junior at one point, so. Oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Find out if that's true on Who's Your Daddy. Yeah. Remember? Do you remember this? I wonder if Salacious Crumb had any kids. I would love to find out what's up with Salacious Crumb's kids. They got yeah. they got eaten in that episode of The Mandalorian. The Mandalorian. Aww. Remember when they were cooking those fucking... That's right, that's right. Oh, yeah, that's sad. they were on a fucking spit and they were turning them around and eating them and shit. You think we were just in a bad mood because they put Baby Yoda in danger right before we saw this movie? Wow. 
<laughs> oh, I don't know. <laughs> Episode comes out the 27th. That is going to... That is a hell of a cliffhanger on that yeah. show. But uh, this is my thing. I've been watching The Mandalorian. Yeah. And episode seven, I honestly shed a couple of... Oh, spoilers. Damn it. Anyway, something happens in The Mandalorian. If the people if the people that are fucking listening to this podcast, just say, <laughs> just say, just say it like, seriously, it like, just say yeah. spoilers for The Mandalorian. Like, if you give them the warning, I have no okay. problem. But like, if you're listening to this podcast and you're not watching The Mandalorian, shame on you. Be <laughs> what about what about everyone on this podcast? Everyone up to date? Episode seven, one hundred percent. I actually watched it last night. Thankfully. All right, cool. So you know, when we get the scene of a uh, like Quill going towards the, you know, hit the, the uh, what was it called? The crest, the ship, yeah. Razor Crest, and Razor Crest, Razor Crest. Yeah, and we have we have the scene of the stormtroopers chasing him. And obviously, like Mando and um, Kara and everybody, they're they're all sort of like hunkered down, like kind of like Alamo style. Doesn't look good. And then when we cut back, and Mando is yelling into his communicator to Quill and saying, "Are you all right? What's going on? What's going on?" And then you see Baby Yoda on the floor who then gets scooped up by a stormtrooper, and then they pan over, and then we see Quill. I honestly cried a little bit. And the fact that I feel more for characters in The Mandalorian, a TV show <laughs> that I've only watched seven episodes of, which is probably like five hours worth of content, I feel more for the characters, a side character in this TV show, than I do for any of the characters in this this new trilogy, mm. something's gone seriously wrong. Yep. And it, it, do you know what do you know what I mean? It, it, I, just, I was watching it the other day, and I, I watched it a couple of times, and I thought it was fantastic. And and then I saw you know the rise of Skywalker, and I, and I just sat through the whole film, and I didn't feel shit. I didn't I didn't care when Leia died, and that sounds horrible because you know <laughs> what a huge fan I am of yeah. Carrie Fisher. And it's just like I, I, it didn't. I didn't care. We're, like, I, I think like, this is stupid. We're numb to it because, like, we've already grieved her death, and 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 the way yeah. that this movie does handle it, and just recycling old lines that she had from The Force Awakens that were part of like you know cutting room floor stuff that they never used was at the end of the day when you watch the finished product, it doesn't work. It does not work. It does not, it's, you can, the seams are 100% exposed. You see them, they are glaring, right? I mean, it, it just, yeah. yeah, so. Yeah, I hated it. I got more of a, an emotional impact in watching Carrie in, um, The Last Jedi for stuff that she really acted for. Like, like she was aware that she was making this movie. Like that affected me a lot more and the character did not die in that movie. Um, and, and and the stuff in the Mandalorian with with Quill dying and stuff like that, like I didn't cry, but like it did affect me. I've sworn off pork; I won't eat it anymore. Like like, oh damn, <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Maybe uh, maybe JJ Abrams is directing the finale, and he'll be back in ten seconds. Oh, don't. I think yeah, I, the cool thing hurt for me, but I mean, because we all know Baby Yoda's going to be fine. I mean, let's just be real. 
But the cool thing, you know, I really wanted that guy to stick around. Yeah. Um. Oh. Uh. I mean, I know we're on, you know, Rise of Skywalker stuff, but anyone else freak the fuck out when they saw Bill Burr in a Star Wars? Dude, <laughs> I, we. I. This was like uh, we had heard this rumor that he was going to be in an episode, but like I fucking loved it, dude. I fucking love Bill. I'm a huge Bill Burr fan. Number one. Yeah. And, and, and he's a huge oh, freaking Star Wars hater. And yeah, he's not a Star Wars fan. Oh, go ahead, Matt. I was just going to say it was an impressive cast in that episode. Yeah, it was crazy. Clancy, Clancy um, what's his name? Um, Clancy Brown. Uh, yeah, Clancy Brown. And what's her name? He played Tonks in Harry Potter. And yeah. the droid. Do you know who that was? Yes, I do. And it, it was, was Richard Aya. Richard Ayoade, who is a huge like comedy star over here, he was in the IT crowd, and I was just like, yeah, I was just like heard his voice. I was like, oh my god, I've got like two of my favorite comedians in a Star Wars episode. This is ridiculous. But yeah, man, it's just like you know, I'm 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 really excited about the Mandalorian. And clearly, like they're doing something very very good, and they're doing it right. Over on one side on Disney Plus, and then you know this this film would just it just wasn't Star Wars for me, dude. I can't wait. I can't wait for them to fucking announce a Snap Waxley Disney Plus show. <laughs> <laughs> will it be a prequel or will it be another Death Fake Out? That's the question, dude. It, hold on, the the Snap. Hold on, just let him have it. He has a redheaded cousin named Ginger Snap Wesley Wexley. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I almost felt like JJ killing that character off was a little bit of a JJ saying that this is definitely his last Star Wars movie as well because that Greg Grunberg is synonymous with being in every JJ film. Yeah. So it's like if that character's dead, then JJ can't return. Yeah. Yeah, I had the I mean, uh, pleasure of meeting Greg Grunberg about a year ago. I was in Starbucks and he came in there and and I uh, stopped him and said, I hope Snap Wexley's in episode nine. He had this big smile on his face and he said, yeah, we're filming right now. Really cool. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I saw I saw his interview on um, was it Michael Rosenbaum's podcast and he said, he said something, what was it? Uh, <laughs> Michael Rosenbaum said, oh, you're looking really good. And he says, yeah. <laughs> Fat doesn't crack. <laughs> <laughs> I've been listening. I'll tell you what. I've been listening to a shit fuck ton of Michael Rosenbaum's podcast inside of you recently. Like I, I've been like going through the back catalog and like I, you know I'd listened to a few, but like man, it and I know this is not like related to Star Wars at all. But if you haven't listened to the Sean Gunn episode, I highly recommend it. Um, yes. it's fantastic. The Sean Gunn one. And then the Dolph Lundgren one, I would highly recommend as well. It's really good. It's uh, really good. He's a fantastic podcast. Host, he and really he is. asks people very, very difficult questions. Yeah. Uh, but stuff that you, you know, you, you're interested in and you want to know. And he's very honest and yeah, he's a great host. He's I think really, he, really good. I love him. I think he's, I've, I've, I like stop. What have you, like, if you're listening to this podcast right now, just stop because it's not going to get any better. Just listen to Michael <laughs> Rosenbaum inside of you. I'm not lying. Like, I'm like, this is the truth. Like, I don't know why the fuck people listen to this every week. Um, a lot more people listen to that one because it's better. But uh, I, um, Kevin Smith did not have a cameo in this one. It's I know it's being reported he did not. 
He came out today and said he did not have a cameo. I can't confirm if Jeff Garland did or not, because like that's another rumor that Jeff Garland had a cameo as a stormtrooper in this one. I can't confirm. Lynn Manuel Miranda did have a cameo as a resistance trooper in the celebration at the end of the movie. Um, I'm just trying to, I'm trying to tie up some loose ends here that I haven't talked about. Um, yeah, I think that's it. That, that, that's, uh, as far as like, can't, oh, uh, Ray's mom and her dad. I guess her mom was in, is it that Killing Eve show? Yeah, yeah, yep. Yeah. She's, um, uh, Liver Pudley, an actress. Yeah. And she's from that Killing Eve. I remember her name. Yeah, uh, her name is Jodie Comer. That's it. She's also in the new Ryan Reynolds guy movie. Right. Oh, the Free Guy movie. Yeah, Free Guy. That's it. Free Guy. What, what do you What do you think about Free Guy? Look, what do you think? You think it? Uh, you think it looks good? Is that Is that that one where he's like a computer game character? Yeah. He's He's an NPC that NPC. becomes aware that he's an NPC in a video game. I'll give it a go because it's Ryan Reynolds. I'll watch anything that guy's in, really. But I'm not holding out massive hopes for it. It looked like a pile of shit. <laughs> Dad's grumpy from Star Wars. Yeah. Oh my! Yeah, he is. Yeah, he is. <laughs> Dan Palpatine, go away. <laughs> Do it. Man, Christmas. I still is- think that's best with the with the uh, you know the sex scenes. Do it. Do it. I think that, that's amazing. <laughs> Do it. <laughs> Are you sure you're on birth control? Oh, God. <laughs> A method taught to me by Darth Plagueis. <laughs> oh, my God. If Palpatine was, like, fingering somebody, he might lose a finger up in that vagina. <laughs> oh, oh shit, I need to find the Force Dyad to regrow my finger back. <laughs> oh, shit, I, I lost my... <laughs> she starts She starts having toxic shock from his fucking finger getting lost. Oh. <laughs> I have techniques some might consider. Uh, <laughs> Are we going to stop? We have to stop. <laughs> I can go all night. Oh, instead of General Hux, it's General Fox. (laughs) (laughs) New meaning to a rise of Skywalker. The the true rise of Skywalker. Use the force. Yeah, baby. No, don't force that way. All right. I, guys, I mean, any, I mean, I think, I think we've kind of talked this movie. Yeah. Down. <laughs> I I don't know, man. I I still I still give it a taste it. I I've, I've seen it four times. Um I just I I had fun, I guess, watching it. Like I didn't but Hey, Brian, do you think you're going to see it again in theaters? No, I'm not. I'm not going to see it again. I don't think I'm going to see it again in the theaters. I've I've moved on. I I've watched it the four times. To, to get prepared for this episode. Um, 
the, I guess the, tre- the, like if this movie was a Tupperware and I absolutely loved it, I would see it again. I, I, I've done that with movies. Like I've, I've, I've gotten on the show. I've rated them. I did that with Black Panther, man. I did it with Endgame. I did it with Infinity War. Like these are movies that I had already reviewed on the show. I didn't have to watch them again, but I, I made the choice to go back out to the theater and, and watch them a, another time. Or like, uh, same thing goes, for, I think, same thing goes for Force Awakens. Like, I, I didn't want the movie to leave theaters yet before me not being able to see it one last time in the theater because it was like, it was an event. That's such a rewatchable movie. Yeah, it really is. So, in my opinion, you know, and I, you might not agree, Tristan, but I, I think The Last Jedi is too. Like, I, 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 oh, I, here, guys, I feel bad. And Joseph, I apologize. He, Joseph Oliveras sent me an email and I do want to read this email. And, uh, where's your email, Joseph? I feel terrible, dude. I just, I fucking had it right here, Joseph. And then I, and then now I'm flipping through and I can't see it. Joseph was on episode 300. Jake, Joseph did a great job on 300 as opposed to, uh, a previous episode he was on. <laughs> yes, yes. That was a, that was a true redemption story. It right was, there. man. That was like, yeah, like he's the, he's the anti JJ. You know what I mean? Like JJ <laughs> yeah, just. He, he, he didn't ignore the past. He accepted yeah. it and overcame. Yeah. JJ just ruined his legacy here with Star Wars. Uh, email from Joseph Olivares. Hey, Brian, can't wait for the episode nine review. Can you please add the question? Does episode nine and hold on, before I read this question, Dan, you don't even need to answer this because I know the answer will be no. All right. Oh, I'm gonna. <laughs> does does episode nine make the last Jedi any better or worse? To worse. You, hold, hold on, I'm not even that. He to, uh, he's like add that question to your show notes if you haven't. Uh, now that I'm not on the spoiler pussy rag, I'm listening to your spoiler episode and you guys killed it. Yeah, go back and listen to our spoiler episode where we hadn't seen the movie but we were basically going over all the uh compiled spoilers that were out there and and discussing it and trying to figure out what's going on in uh, the rise of skywalker but the question is from joseph does episode nine make the last jedi any better or worse uh i'll start off by saying um the last jedi still the let i don't know like I, I don't think it makes the last jedi any worse i just think it i just don't think i i think like this whole fucking I don't know. Like, I don't want to make the it last. Makes it worse to me. God damn it! So removed from the last Jedi. That yeah, it touch it to me. God damn it! I just I don't want it to even affect the last Jedi because I still love that movie so much. It's almost like I just want like the trilogy. <laughs> I don't want it to be a trilogy. I don't know. One of the biggest it, themes of the last Jedi is that like family lineage doesn't matter. That's like one of the overall like themes. You know, it doesn't matter who you're related to. You you could still do these things, and I. That seems like such a spit in the face in the next movie of that theme that it makes me not enjoy. I mean, I haven't watched The Last Jedi again since. I have. Just thinking about it kind of disappoints me. Now she's a Palpatine. It puts a a big black mark on both The Force Awakens and The Last Jedi for me. Just Hmm. because you just don't know what we what we should have got or what we could have got, and it it just yeah. Yeah. There's no way that I can get on here and say that it makes it better. There's there's no no way that I can say that this make this movie makes the last that this enhances the last Jedi at all. There's I can't I can't say that. 
No, and there's not those cool moments that you can go back and go, oh, like, look at this thing, this seed that they planted back here that they let fully bloom in the next movie that we had no idea meant this thing. Well, because there's like literally none of that. In Last Jedi, and then J.J. Abrams came along and sprayed it with pesticide. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're going to watch The Last Jedi. You're going to see this budding romance with Rose and Finn, and then all of a sudden, nothing. it's going to be like, nothing. <laughs> Clearly nothing. No, that was always a one-sided romance. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Are you saying are you saying that Finn had nothing for fucking Rose? I don't think so. Yeah, oh, man. I, I mean, I think the next movie definitely follows up on that. Well, they. I mean, I, I felt he had a bit of a friendship with her, and she was a, a bit more romantically interested in him. But and uh, Rise of Skywalker, it seems like he didn't even want to be bothered by her, even as a friend. Yeah, just go, just go. Oh man! <laughs> He's like I'm gonna, I'm gonna go hang out with my real friends. You go, you just go. When he kisses her, when she, ki- excuse me, when she kisses him in the fucking the Last Jedi. Like, it would have been awesome if all of a sudden, like, we started hearing, like, Seal start singing, I've been kissed by a rose on the grave. And, 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 like, literally Seal. Like, we see Seal walk out on the crate singing that song. With, with the red footsteps behind him, right? What's that? Oh, yeah, that's good. He's walking with the red footsteps behind him singing. Oh, that would be so awesome, dude. And he's fucking like, as he's, and he's got like one of those like white flowing fucking shirts on and they got like, like one of those wind machines on him. And he's, I've been, and the wind machines is actually blowing the salt off of it so we can see the red behind him and shit. And then oh Slash comes out with the top hat and plays the solo. Oh, God. And then, yes. dude, now we're, now it's like November rain. <laughs> <laughs> and then Seal gets attacked by wolves. Oh, <laughs> oh God! What, what, what movie was that fun? What, what movie Pop was that? Star. Pop star. That yeah. was probably the funniest part in that whole fucking movie. I know you love oh, that movie, Jake. God. I know you do. But I, it, was, it was a funny part in that movie. One of the many. No, one of the, one of the, one of the few. No, <laughs> I'm ready to call Popstar the movie of the day. I know you are, and it's. I think that that is a ridiculous statement, Jake. I don't. <laughs> Jake knows I agree with him on this as well. <laughs> movie of the decade, oh, potentially God. the most underrated comedy of all time. You guys, uh, you DJ Tanner. <laughs> oh, you guys are out of your minds! Oh my God. Uh, uh, yes, yes, Joe, it does make uh, Last Jedi worse. Um, shit's all over it, in fact. So uh, that's it. And thank you for your question, and I love you. You fucking rock. Wow. Jesus Christ. There was uh, a little bit of ass-kissing going on at the end of that one. No, Joseph, yeah, Joseph, Joseph did a great job on the last up, and he's always been—he's always been a huge supporter of the show, and I appreciate Joseph. He's a good guy. He's a good first. He was the winner of the only uh, uh, NBA uh, fantasy uh, league that we had that we did that one year, and he won. Oh, did he win? He won. Yeah, we did the NBA. I might do that again next. I might bring that back next year, next season. I've been watching. It's a good idea. Yeah, I've been watching more uh, NBA this year. God damn it! That last 
Oh, Bulls played tonight. I got a check. I'm recording. Yeah, that game's over. They started playing at six. God damn. That last game with the Wizards, though, that I saw was fantastic. They were down. It was, uh, 92 to 75. Bulls come back, beat them in overtime. Go Bulls. Oh, I, oh, I saw you post about that. Yeah, it was a great fucking win. Great fucking win, man. Oh man, fucking uh, that uh, Levine guy, that that fucking Levine kid, he can fucking shoot at the. He's a clutch at the free throw line. Anyway, I think. Hey, any final thoughts on uh, the rise of Skywalker? Here we go, Dan. Any final? Any any anything? Anything good? To, anything nice to add? Any? <laughs> Uh, yeah, man. Like I said, C3PO was great. Yeah. I liked uh, Babu Frick. He was awesome. Pasano was a great planet. Yeah. Um, lots and lots of Star Wars. I liked the speeder action scene. I thought that was cool. Everything else can go suck a big old bag of maritime dicks and go fuck itself. <laughs> oh my god, wouldn't it be great if Ryan Johnson did the next movie and he just, it's just, a, it's just a movie of him blowing up Planets that JJ's introduced. <laughs> like they, like they go on a fucking, they go on, they go on a fucking, they, they go on a, on a, on a Death Star tour and it's like, alright, here we go. We're gonna blow up Jakku, you know? <laughs> this time we have put the power of the Death Star inside of water sprinklers. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man! <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, no, no! Fuck this movie, and uh, you know, burn it to the ground. So that's all I've got to say, really. Wow! But, you know, like I, I really enjoy talking about this film with you guys, and yeah, we're still going to yeah. stay friends. Doesn't matter what our what our opinion is on the film. We will have reasons for liking it or not liking it. So yeah, no, it was really fun. So thank you, dude. I, I'm, 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 you know, I get it. Like. <sighs> This movie still had enough like Star Warsy stuff in it for me to like. Like I, I I can't go as far as Tristan. I understand like where he's coming from now. You know, he just kind of shut off his brain and like let the Star Wars, you know, um, flow it, through him. Flow through him. <laughs> yeah, he like was. The force. There's a, there was another. Basically, there were only two people in his screening that enjoyed it. Him and some other dude, and they were part of a viewing dyad. <laughs> Excuse me. <clears throat> and so, yeah, they were part of a viewing dyad. Um, but I get it. Like, there's enough Star Warsy stuff in this uh, movie for me to like. I like the C3PO stuff. I like Poe Dameron. Was there applause in your theaters? There was that that opening night. There was not. It wasn't like. What I had experienced at other, you know, opening nights, yeah, but there yeah. still was, yeah. More at the beginning than the end, I'll tell you that much. Um, <laughs> and I felt like with each viewing, and I've seen I've seen it four times now. I felt like with each viewing, there's less of a reaction every time I watch it. Mm-hmm. So yeah, yeah, definitely. A lot of that's probably that people are seeing it multiple times too. So I bet you're getting a bit of that. That and yeah, I always think that the I always think the opening night crowd though is like they're they're the people that are there for their for the fandom. They are pumped up like they couldn't wait. They had to be there that night. They are, you know what I mean? And yeah, yeah, yeah. For me, it's like, and I'm not saying anything against the people. I'm not saying that there's not real fans showing up on Saturday or Sunday. But I don't know, man. I'm fucking, I'm finding a way to get to Star Wars on opening night, you know? So. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I, I, 
Sorry, man. I was just going to say, Jake, it was a shame there wasn't, like, a trailer for a Star Trek movie that you you could boo <laughs> on yes. the opening night. <laughs> yes. I would have booed the Ghostbusters trailer had I been given a chance. <laughs> <laughs> I would have been I would have been there for that. Yeah, but I, I'm in the same camp as Brian. I, I mean, as many stupid things and as disappointing as it is that they kind of fumbled the whole trilogy ball here. I still did have a very, you know, good Star Wars time. And the less I thought about it while I was watching it, the more annoyed. I seem to be more annoyed by this movie when I'm not watching it than when I am watching it, if that makes any sense. Uh, how, do, how do you think Warner Brothers is thinking now about, like, J.J. Abrams doing anything with their DC universe? Because Warner Brothers got that deal with J.J. for a first look, you know what I mean? Warner Brothers do not need any help in screwing up their universe. Yeah, you do these one movie contracts with J.J., let him start it and then get someone else to come in and, and take the ball from there. I mean, that's that's how Lost worked. I mean, I know that's a bit of a hot-button topic, but all J.J. did with Lost was write and direct the pilot, and then it's Damon Lindelof and Carlton Cuse's baby, and I think they wonderfully take the ball and, and take it home. I, I think JJ's a great starter, but he's not your cleanup guy. You don't want him in the clutch, yeah, at all. But um, yeah, I agree. I think he should start. He's a he, he's a fan pleaser. You know, he knows how to give people what they want in the very beginning. <laughs> but um, as far as just making logical sense in closing and finishing. You know, I think that's problematic. So there's a lot of value in JJ. I don't think Warner Brothers is worried about that. I mean, his excuse wasn't it was with, with Star Trek was that oh, I'm not really a Star Trek fan, so I kind of. But Star Wars, I'm a big Star Wars fan, so I'll get this right, and he's fucked it up. God knows <laughs> what. Like you know what? I'm actually a really big in. Battlestar Galactica guy. I'm, I'm no. Not really... <laughs> no. <laughs> 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 His fandom just changes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Big story fan. Yeah, you know, I'm really mostly into Farscape, so I think I'm going to fuck that over now. Oh, my God. Yeah. Uh, Farscape. Oh, God, Christ. JJ. Oh, man. It's, uh, how, how the mighty have fallen. Let's really hope he's into Avatar. Did you see Cameron was saying that Avatar 2 is going to make more money than uh, yeah. Avengers Endgame? Yep. Oh, he's ca- he's calling that right now? Yep. Yeah, yeah. I, there was just like a bullet point yeah, article I, yesterday bouncing all over. I guess he was misquoted a little bit, though, and he's trying to say that Avatar will re the first one will retake Endgame with a re-release that's planned to happen before Avatar 2. Uh, I don't know. I, I mean, I've never, I'm never going to count Cameron out. Especially, like, here's the thing. Is, and I'm not saying, I don't think it'll beat Endgame domestically. I, that's impossible. But, like, the 3D ticket prices, like, I think that's a huge factor when it comes to Avatar. And, like, the international box office, like, dude, they fucking love Avatar over in China, dude. Yeah, look yeah, at just, look at what fucking look what fucking the uh, with the rise of Skywalker did over in China, like nothing. It made the, on Friday it earned two point two million dollars. 
Well, they yeah. don't it debuted about Star Wars over there. They don't. They've never been a big Star Wars audience, yeah. But that's the thing. They they do enjoy Avatar. And, like, a lot, I'd say, like, over 80% of their theaters are equipped to handle 3D. So, like, they're going to be watching Avatar 2 in 3D. Like, you can, I, I, you can make jokes about Avatar all day. But at the end of the day, this movie's going to make money. It's gonna make oh, yeah. a fuck ton of money. You cannot count Cameron out. You can't. People laugh at him every time, and he has the last laugh. Well, and the thing is, it's like, like you can you can say anything you want to about Cameron, but like he's done really well with sequels. He's got a track record for really good sequels. And he's also working on some new technology, right? That's something we haven't seen before, right? He's working on new te- like they're he's hoping by the third of the fourth Avatar film. That people will be able to walk into a theater without glasses, glasses. and yeah. be able to watch a 3D movie without glasses. Was the um, did anyone watch the the, the Rise of Skywalker in 3D? I, I did. I watched. I did. Me and, was it yeah. any good? Was J- the 3D any good in it? Jake and I watched. It was it. pretty fucking dope. Yeah. yeah, Jake and I watched it in IMAX 3D, and then yesterday I went and saw it in real 3D, and I thought both both were good experiences. Yeah. Oh, okay. Cool. Matt, yeah. the 3D was so cool that it made the Wayfinder cool for a scene. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> no, I'm not even joking. Like during the, when, they, when they pan into the Wayfinder that's in Kylo's ship to adjust to the next scene, it was a really cool 3D effect at okay. the beginning of the movie. All right. Yeah. So. Yeah, that's it. That is the rise of Skywalker or the, the fall of Wars. or the fall of fandom. I don't know. I mean, <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> I feel like the last movie was the fall of fandom. I feel like this this movie was the rise of fan service. Yep. Yeah, fall of fandom last movie, and then fall of fucking writers. This movie. I yeah, I don't know. I mean, I think like th- there was a very vocal minority with the Last Jedi. I, I I think it was a very vocal minority, and they made themselves like so much. Like I think they made their voices bigger than they were, actually were. So yeah. mm, I don't know. I think I think a lot of people do legit not like that movie. Yeah. So you might be right, though. The, the the minority usually is more yeah. vocal. But yeah. Yeah. I know a lot of people that are longtime Star Wars fans that very much dislike that movie. Sure. Yeah. No, you're right. I've heard a lot of people not like it, but I, I still love it. Um, I don't know if I still. I, I, yeah. What's the rewatchability now, though, on The Last Jedi? Right. Just treat, just treat The Last Jedi as the final film. Yeah, I agree. And definitely watch it with the uh, score-only mode, because that shit is so badass. Hmm. What What is score-only mode? On the uh, Blu-ray and iTunes and digital versions of The Last Jedi, you can watch it where just the score is there. There's none of the sound effects, none of the dialogue. It's only the score. And when the score is not playing, it's completely silent. And it's eye-opening what it does to the movie. I I've watched it through about half a dozen times now that way. Wow. I did not know that. Yeah, it's it's so fucking cool that it like it makes my palms sweaty that I can't watch the other movies this way. Like I'm like, why can I only watch The Last Jedi like this? I want to see fucking Empire Strikes Back with everything removed and just the score, you know? I like to like, watch a- all the movies like Chirrut Imway and I close my eyes. <laughs> <laughs> He's uh just in case you don't He's the blind guy from Rogue One. 
Sometimes I kind of do that. I like I like listen to movies while I'm driving. Like I'll put a movie on my phone and just listen to the audio through my car. So I'm basically doing that then. Mm. Uh, close your what the fuck did you call it? Is milky eyes? Milky eyes? Milk eyes? Stinky dead milk eye? I don't know. I have no idea what you're talking about. I have no idea. I had never said that. I have no clue. You guys up. All right. Yep. This has been the uh, the Rise of Skywalker. Thank you, everybody, for listening. And uh, fuck yeah, we'll see you next week. Got probably going to be talking about. You guys been watching The Witcher? Yeah. Fuck yeah. Okay, I'm I'm like uh, one and a half episodes in. So yeah, we're we're exactly the same point. Yeah. Started tonight. Yeah, I don't know. Reviews are not good from critics, but it's it's a bit. It's a bit weird so far. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I think like the the oh god, the sword fighting's fucking good though. At the end of that episode, that first episode, Matt, like that. Mm. Didn't you think the oh, sword yeah, fighting? No, that, that fight's incredible. That fight was fucking. <laughs> that shit was dope as fuck. But yeah, I don't know. Well, I, I'm gonna keep watching. I'm gonna keep watching. I have to know, Brian. Have you finished Watchmen? I have. What did you think? Um, you know, I was gonna talk about this next week, but I'll talk about it now. Fuck it. I'll probably talk about it again next week. Um, like I love, uh, I loved the first. What was it? Nine episodes. I loved the first six yep. episodes. I and I, I enjoyed the last three, but like, man, it is such a departure from like the Alan Moore stuff. Like in the yeah. last three episodes, that it's hard for me. I got. I have. I'm like one of those people that are just like. I guess like I never wanted to be like that Alan Moore purist, but like, God damn it. Like there's a, there's a part of me that like wants to like fucking rage against the fucking Lindelof machine here and, <laughs> and not like accept these as canon. Like I want to yeah. just be like, I, I can enjoy these as an Elseworld story, but I can't enjoy these as like Watchmen canon. No, fair enough. Well, well, I mean, are they officially canon? I mean, are, is, I they're not. It's supposed to be like a, yeah, you know, it's supposed to be like an elsewhere. It is someone yeah. else's take on it. Yeah, yeah, it is. And I mean, like, and that's I. I think like my biggest problem with some of it is like spoilers here, people. But like, you know, Doctor Manhattan falling in love again. You know, like, and and um, I didn't. It does redeem itself. Like, there are some points where I was just like, you know, fucking uh, Ozymandias is like the most brilliant man ever. And then they make him look like an idiot a couple times. Yeah. <laughs> right? And I was just like, this yeah. is, that, that was kind of annoying oh, the shit gosh. out of me. And, um, cause like. I've done it upside down again. Yeah. Yeah, I'm glad I'm not watching that shit. Jesus <laughs> Christ. So, so the smartest man in the world is now a moron. Good job. Good <laughs> job. It kind of, yeah. Wait fuck everything up <laughs> jesus christ yeah it's like it's like it's like there's it's, it felt like they were turning like lex luthor into like uh you know into forrest gump i was like what the fuck <laughs> so <laughs> yep, yep glad i'm missing that one out <laughs> i don't know i still think it's worth a watch like at the end of the day like before these last three episodes i was like this is going to be like one of my top shows of the year and i don't even think it's going to make the list now and i'm in the minority everybody's loving this fucking thing but but i i agree with you that the first half of the season was superb yes and then Yes. When they started to do the reveals, yes, mm-hmm. started to get a bit more. Even the first episode where you find out that mm. 
he is Dr. Manhattan, mm-hmm. I kind of enjoyed. But then yeah. when he actually comes into real time, it just got a bit daft. And I was like, oh. I, and I, I hate, d- Matt, I hate being that guy that's like, I'm going to be, I'm going to be super protective over the Watchmen comic books and the, how, you know, and how I feel about these characters and I can't accept anything new. And I, I hate being that guy, but like, I can't, I can't not because I've, I yeah. love that, you know, like, I love that fucking, that, 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 that original series. And so like, yeah, I don't know. Did, I, um- Dude, there's a difference between like being a fan of the original because it's one of the greatest comics that ever lived and you, you know lording over something that's new which is shitter so <laughs> if 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 the original is better fucking stand your ground jesus yeah. no it's a, but, but there's some great performances in this as too i mean like I fucking I loved um uh what's his name Timothy Blake Nelson or whatever the fuck that played like Looking Glass I loved him yeah, yeah he was superb you know like we got limited Don Johnson but he was great Regina King's great Gene Smart's great there's some great performances in here and there's they're really doing some great stuff I feel like in the first six episodes and there's people right now that are screaming like I love this it was great what are you talking about I hear you I hear you that's fine. Yeah, and, and you can you can bang that drum all day. I mean, that's fine. I'm glad you loved it. You yeah. really get off of Twitter. Well, it's a thing. It's like what what the fuck? Like like why does like why does at the end of the day, if you love something, and we we just been talking about you know the fucking the rise of Skywalker, and just because you know only one of us absolutely loved it, like and then you know some of us just kind of liked it. At, at the end of the day. Whatever your experience was with this movie, that's your experience. Why get mad about how other people feel or view something that they've watched? Like, like we, like, uh, it, it shouldn't affect how you feel about it. Like, we might not be able to connect about this same thing the same way. It's not like if somebody reaches out to me right now and says, ah, what did you think about, you know, the, the, the last three episodes of Watchmen and, and they loved it. And I wasn't, I didn't hate it, but I wasn't the biggest fan. Like, at the, yeah, we're not going to be able to connect about it like the way that two people that absolutely loved it would, but it shouldn't anger you and, and it shouldn't make you feel bad or feel like it's not as good of a series. It's just, Everybody, it's subjective. And so, like, I don't know. It's, it's, people just, uh, just, just love what you love. Sometimes, sometimes I love to love shitty things. You know what I mean? Like, there's some shitty movies that I absolutely love, and I don't care that people hate them. And, and, Shark, and Sharknado. Sharknado. <laughs> anything with Nicolas Cage. Anything with Nicolas Cage. <laughs> Probably, but this episode that we're recording, you know, I mean, <laughs> yeah, I agree. <laughs> All shitty things, you know, but you can still enjoy them because I've enjoyed talking to you guys. So, yeah. All right, yeah, Jake, you, you're ready to wrap this shit up. I can tell that you that you've gone silent. You're done. You are you are you are checked out. I'm two episodes away from the Watchmen finale, so I kind of went into fucking ignore mode there. I, I think you'll love it. I think you'll. I think you'll look past. Like you'll think like my nitpicks are silly, but um, 
I have no um, allegiance to the original comic book anyway. I've uh, always thought it was a little bit overrated. Oh, I, absolutely not. It's one of the greatest books ever. I, I think your comment is silly, sir. Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, I hate you, and I hope you die for your opinion. God damn it. Oh, my God. Jake. Oh, the, we are not forced diet brothers. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> All right, we will. We'll be back next. Yeah, gonna t- probably could, uh, talking about The Witcher. Jake, you at least need to watch one episode of The Witcher. Get on. Yeah, it. yeah, I'll definitely, I'll definitely check it out. I heard the sword fighting is really, really cool. It is. It's fucking. Uh, it's dope as shit on that first, that first episode. What else are we can talk? What else are we talking about next week? I'll be seeing Bombshell before next episode myself. I'm seeing Bombshell tomorrow. I'm watching, uh, I'm gonna watch that fucking, uh, Togo thing. What's that? Cats. Fuck cats. (laughs) (laughs) We'll be able to talk Mando finale by next episode. Oh, that's true. We'll be able able to talk about that. I'll be talking about Togo. That's a Willem Dafoe fucking Disney Plus movie with the dog or some shit. Aeron- yeah, I didn't even know about that. Yeah, yeah, that's, uh, that's coming up. Aeronauts on, uh, Amazon Prime. That's, I'm gonna, I'm gonna watch that Celebrating Stan Lee thing too, that came on, uh, ABC. It's on, I think it's on, yeah, it's on the ABC app. Mm. Talk about that. Um, thank you. I want, Tristan, thank you, man. Your first, yeah, talking, first, uh, Star Wars movie review with us, so thank you. Yeah, it was fun, you know, um, I did like the film. I, to be honest with you, I agree with a lot of what everyone was saying, like probably 95% of what you guys were saying. I agree with, but, um, you know, I just kind of block things out and just sort of enjoyed the film and just have my own experience with it. Oh man. I, love, um, I, yeah. I can just imagine Tristan in the movie theater and like all these things are happening on screen and he's just like star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? When that little thing came up, I'm like, okay, that's fucking dumb. But I'm like, just cheering because I'm like, yeah, he got his medal. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> That's how I was like for that moment, dude. I, maybe I, that was my first showing in, in 3D. And maybe I just had so much eye strain that my eyes just had to let it out at that point. <laughs> yeah, Star Wars. Star Wars. <laughs> Lightsaber. <laughs> I see Star Wars things happening now. Dark side stuff. Oh, spaceships. <laughs> That's basically me. Yeah. Yeah. Popcorn. All right. All right. I, 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 we, we are bordering on offensive right now. <laughs> I think we, I don't, I think we did more than border on. It. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, we're, we're, we're bordering about an hour ago. Yeah. We're, we're marked for edit. We're, teeter, we're teetering on offending someone. <laughs> uh, Matt, thank you, man. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. It's always a blast with you guys. Fucking A, dude. Thank you. Don't be a stranger. We love having you on. We love you, man. I'm not a stranger. I'm always here. It's just, as you guys know, it's been a tough year for me this year. Absolutely, man. Um, and I just do want to say thank you to both of you, Jake and you, Brian, for... Um, just keeping me smiling every Monday. And, and, and no, thank you for like, dude, there are so many episodes that I put out and I'm like, this one sucks. And then all of a sudden, like, 
And I know I don't fucking like blow you when you compliment me, but on the flip side, like you have no idea what it means to hear that you enjoyed an episode that I put out that I thought was absolute garbage. <laughs> and I think that about every episode. So when I, and, and people, I guess, I don't know, is, is it's like, for me, it's like one of those things where I'm thinking to myself, like a lot of people don't tell me if they enjoy the episode because they, I guess they just assume that I think it's good. And that's not the case. Literally, I would say like 90% of the episodes that I put out, I think like, oh my God, people are going to hate this. And so like, <laughs> when, like when you, when you surprise me and you're just like, oh, I, I like that episode. That was great. It's just like, it means a lot. So thank you. And, yeah, um, yeah, I, I agree, Matt. I'm willing to wait five more years for another Star Wars movie, but we don't want to wait five more years to get you back on PCL. Absolutely. Well, whenever you want. I'm, I'm, I would love to be on the Wonder Woman episode, the 84 episode. <laughs> oh my God. Oh my God. Oh my God. Like screeners for that, like are not sounding good. So yeah. I think in honor of the movie, we should record that episode in half speed. <laughs> mm. Dan, Dan, thank you for completing the trilogy with us. Oh, you're very welcome. Yep. No, it's been it's been a long journey. Um obviously we we met and like I said panic attacks. The last Jedi Rise of Skywalker and I would like to say from the bottom of my heart, fuck you Jake and fuck you Brian. <laughs> I, oh my god I'm getting more emotional now than I ever did watching this actual film that we discussed <laughs> thank, you, thank you Dan oh my god no JJ was I, at the end JJ and Chris Terrio were not the guys to bring this home and that's all oh, Jesus. it's all I'm gonna say that's all I'm gonna say I think JJ has his place in Star Wars and I think he He's, he 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 was the launch pad that kicked this off, and I think he kicked it off in the right direction. I think they passed the baton to the right guy in Ryan Johnson. You can disagree with me if you want to, then that's fine, people. But I think that they passed the baton to the right guy. I just feel like they didn't have the right finisher here for this project. It's a goddamn shame because I think they had something really special going into this third movie. And, um, man, I... I don't know. It just, it, it, I just don't feel like this was the epic end to the epic end that fans deserved for a 42 year Skywalker saga. Nine movies in, right? Agreed. No, yeah. Our three Star Wars review episodes had more like connective tissue than these three movies. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, yeah, God, I could have died at the end of this episode, and I think I would have brought more tears to people's eyes than <laughs> this is fucking some move. fucking prune creature would hand me your microphone. Like even even that guy that gave us that one one star review might have cried a little bit. You know what I mean? <laughs> uh, this was this was no end game. Sorry. God damn it. Ugh, it was no end game, people. I don't think we ever expected that. But we will see you next week with episode 314. Just like all good leftovers say on their doggy bags, thank you for your patronage. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next week. See ya. Later. See ya. Remember? Thanks for listening to Pop Culture Leftovers. Congratulations. I don't know how you did it. I couldn't do it. 
You people need a T-shirt saying, I just listened to two hours of nonsensical crap. Anyway, if you'd like to reach the Pop Culture Leftovers cast, you can email them at comments at popcultureleftovers.com. You can also follow them on Twitter at PC Leftovers or like their Facebook page. They'd love to hear from you. They're all pretty sad and lonely. One of them is homeless, but I didn't say that. There's already like 7 million podcasts talking about pop culture and all that. Makes us happy like shooting at a womp rat, but it's all been done before. And we don't want to be a copycat. We're the leftovers picking up the scraps. It's a trap. Could it toss it? Could it be? Do we love it? Hey, let's face it. Can't erase it. Let's embrace the Tupperware party. Subculture spill over like a vulture. Carry over counterculture. Push over pop culture. Left over. And with the uncool kids. What's to say has already been said. Left over. Pretty sure that the only talent is the band that's singing this. Pop culture leftovers. That original and good have already been done before, so we should separate the wheat from the shaft and with the shaft of crap, even though it is shit. We're the leftovers picking up the scraps, dropped by the cool kids. It, it, it's a trap. Good and toss it, good and taste it. Do we love it? Hey, let's face it, can't erase it. Let's embrace the Tupperware party. Subculture spill over like a vulture, carry over counterculture, push over pop culture. Leftovers. And with the uncool kids, what's to say has already been said. Leftovers. Pretty sure that the only talent is the band that's singing this. Pop culture leftovers. Do we love it? Hey, let's face it, can't erase it. Let's embrace the Tupperware party. Subculture spill over like a vulture. Carry over counterculture. Push over pop culture. Leftover. And the uncool kids. What's to say has already been said. Leftover. Pretty sure that the only talent is the band that's singing this. Pop culture leftovers.